Welcome to episode 33 of the Varangian Heresy podcast. My name is Jody. I'm also known as Painting Chap online somewhere here thereabouts. And with me, as always, on this lovely podcasting experience that you're about to endure is my two beautiful co-hosts. First of all, up in the northeastern or northwestern wastelands of somewhere uh, here in Sweden is Christopher. How are you doing, my friend? You mean the northwestern or northeastern wastelands of about an hour inland from Freddy? Yeah, so pretty damn close to the frozen wastelands then. <laughs> yeah, and if you're going to be like this, I am known as Nevindor on parts of the internet, on forums and on Instagram, and Project Nevindor on Facebook if anyone would want to take pictures and photos, or just see photos, that is, of my miniatures. Yeah. But I quite seldom post. We'll see. Yeah. The, the northern northern wastes, you mean? Yeah, I did. I, well, if you go to the Instagram, there are actually there are actually photos of some green wastes and engines in the middle of the forest and stuff like that. You know. So power, powerful, Usual. powerful Sweden showing its wasteland potentials there. Yep. Is what we're saying. <laughs> and and the other the other our, our other co-host the the dulcet giggle you can hear there comes from the man himself who sits atop the throne of 30k here in Sweden. The Crown Prince of Darkness, from the Third Legion Perfection, it is Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm all right. Been a long week. Yeah. Uh, working on the heresy. Working on the heresy. We, uh, you know, sa- saving the heresy, causing the heresy, keeping the country safe. You know, all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. My my mission now is to save the heresy forever. Oh, this is going to be a topic for a while. We know this. <laughs> yeah. But on the other hand, it could be avoided to be a topic for a while if we just maybe just got a press release or something from someone that knows what we actually were talking about. Uh, didn't we technically get one of those from like, from uh, Stuart, the Geno uh, 52? No, uh, that's not a press release. That's someone getting a reply to an email. It's <laughs> the closest goddamn thing we're going to get. <laughs> yeah, but that's. But it wouldn't surprise me if it is like with the usual emails to Forge World, that you get one reply one day and then there's another intern replying the next day. Oh, uh, so. B- you mean, you mean like uh, the fucking Red Book debacle where there was like different updates, different days? Yeah, so all that sort of genu- genuine Forge World GW fun that we, we, we love, love to endure. Well, I was just going to go for an easier example with the Tartars with Storm Shield or without Storm Shield question because there are emails featuring both replies. Yeah. There, you can either take Storm Shields with them or not. Yeah. But that's the way, because uh, we own the world and you came there or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Can't remember. Well, with with, with Storm Shields without Storm Shields, the Tormentor cares not. You know, as simple as that. Volcano, <laughs> Volcano Kalin gives no shits. Uh, teleporting teleporting terminators with storm shields and chain fists and probably not carrying right no they can go blow a gun don't, don't you have a don't you have a minimum range on that volcano cannon like all the other volcano cannons yeah I'll just make sure i take like three of them i don't know i'll find a way 
Stop, stop harshing my vibe there, Chris. I had an answer for a few <laughs> seconds. God damn it. <laughs> Piss on my chips and you're calling it vinegar now, man. Don't do that. Not cool. Not cool, bro. Well, it's, 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 just, it's just good marketing, you know. It's true. It is true. <laughs> so before we get into our uh, our episode this evening, which is going to be a doozy, um, we're looking forward to uh, sharing it with you guys. We're going to talk some social medias, so let's get these out of the way. Uh, most important one uh, is to find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or uh, we're on Stitcher as well. And I think I've added us to Google Play. Uh, Chris, you've added us to... Uh, well, we should. We are available on the app called Player FM, right? Uh, as well now. Awesome. That, that's a cloud app, basically, where you add. The what? Play. Player FM. That's my new. That's my new podcasting app of choice, and every one of us there, except us, and you know how we didn't find out that we weren't. I searched for us, and I found one episode of Northern Heresy, where my list was mentioned for last year's Scandus. So that was the only thing that turned up when I searched for Varanian Heresy. So I figure it might be time to you can't, you can't, it's not like <laughs> get us on this. It's, it's not like you, you, you know, we're not professional. It's not like at least one of us works in marketing for a living or anything like that. <clears throat> Shit, I need to do a better job. Um, anyway, so yes, you can find us on many uh, outlets. And we have our Facebook page, which is the Varanian Heresy podcast. And we have an ever-growing uh, podcast. Uh, facebook group called the branching heresy podcast group so so much easier to remember we, yeah, we tweet on very imaginary imaginative even yeah that one yeah, even yeah uh, words <laughs> words we tweet on the twitter occasionally and we're at varangian heresy our email is the varangian heresy at gmail.com our website currently because there are things afoot and happening um is the varangian heresy podcast.blogspot.com and our Instagram is uh, at Varangian Heresy. Give me the password, Jody. Okay, Chris, I will make sure you get the password. Yeah. Sorry about also, that. Also, I, I, I can just say it like this. He actually gave me a password and it wasn't the right one. Fine. All right. Hang on. Let me edit this. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Okay. Give me the right password, Jody. There we are. Done. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That will, that will now be in our up, regular updated recording notes. So yep. in two or three years i might have gotten the or i should just put, set up a rival instagram account called veranian heresy oh no no you <laughs> just had to go there didn't you you just uh, anyway no no you have to call it the real veranian heresy yeah. and then i need to set up yeah. an original one that says original veranian heresy yeah. And then, then I go send in the credentials and actually get it verified to, to be the Randon Heresy. Suck you. So, yeah, no. Anyway, <laughs> let, let, let's, let's, let's stop trying to screw each other over this early in the episode, at least. Good God. Shouldn't we yeah. just... There's one thing we missed heard the intro. We really should. Now that we come from after the social media yeah. and into the meat of it, what type of episode is this? Because this is one of our big ones, right? This is one of our big ones, one of our fav fan favourites, and it is an army episode... It is an army special, and tonight we are talking, and all of us are involved in this one, uh, although, to be fair, I do think I fell asleep about halfway through the recording, um, because I... About 2 a.m. or so? Yeah, about 2 a.m. after a ridiculous amount of hours at work and no sleep, but hey, that's, that's the breaks, this is how we roll, uh, and tonight it is all about cults and militia, and we have the beautiful tones 
of Mr. J.P. Matthew from the uh, Age of Darkness podcast joining us. And if nothing else, it is worth listening to a couple of hours of his voice just because it's it's up there with Mr. Jake Bussey. You know, th- those two guys reading a bedtime story, <laughs> I think we'd all be good. You know, I think Forgewell are genuinely missing a trick with what they're doing with their audiobooks. Or I should say Black I mean, Library. You mean they should add bedtime stories? Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, Just like yeah, half, half an hour... Like... 30k bedtime stories. Yeah, Especially half, half an hour once when you. Boot. Yeah, half an hour. Just put them on before you go to sleep. Half an hour, you know, the the occasional boarding action or some sort of Zomatalis novella, or you know, short story. Perfect bedtime or just, stories. Just, or just a debate in the Imperial Imperial Senate. Follow, follow, Isn't follow closely by or the uh, High Lords of Terror followed closely by a yep. warhorn. Um, oh, no, just just a regular debate. <laughs> that would last. That would be a when, bedtime when they, story. Yeah, when when they when they instituted uh, the the Adeptus Arbiters, that, you that, know. That, yeah, that's like no, that that's worse. That's like six episodes of our, our army episodes all in one, and that's just the opening opening discussion. Yeah. Christ, would probably be the same in length as well. Yeah, true. Um, but see? now we never run out of materials. This is true. Mm. This is very true. So that is tonight an army special. We love him. You love him, and we had a blast doing this. Um, now before... there might there might just have been a bit talk about the Savlar Chem Dogs. Maybe a it. little bit. And I think I might have to do one army <laughs> loosely based on them because they didn't exist during the heresy. So first miniature coming uh, what uh, circa two thousand twenty. <laughs> Ninth Ed. <laughs> well, I have, I would have to convert them so sometime when I have spare time to actually do stuff. Twenty you know? twenty-five then. We're all good. Um, well, that's that's the building. That's the building. The building deadline will be closer than that. The painting deadline might be. Ah, uh, fuck it. I'm just gonna put it in a box and put it in the in storage for the rest of my life. <laughs> or just dip them. One of the two. Either works. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, before we we actually start talking about um, some of the upcoming stuff and what's new out of the Forge world and all the other good stuff like that, uh, I do want to take a minute just to let everybody know that um, we've had some computer issues. My main computer. I sound rather posh by saying main computer, as in the one that was actually newer than the one I'm recording on now. I've been blue screening on me uh, fairly regularly for the past few days uh, whilst I've been trying to uh, finalise getting out all our stuff related to the MKA course. We still have the episodes, uh, we still have the quiz and all that is being recovered for us at the moment. Hopefully uh, along with the fact that my computer can be recovered and made to work because otherwise goddamn, that's going to be Something I don't want to have to pay out on just yet. But never fear, technology is not the, the masters of us yet. Um, it's getting there, but it's not all the way. Uh, we will have that information and those episodes out as soon as we possibly can. So don't worry, the whole, all the banter, all the fun stuff, and the, the joy that was the quiz is there, and it will be coming for your ears as soon as we possibly can make it happen. So, yeah, I think it's... Uh, we just wanted to give you a shout-out and let you know. We haven't forgotten... It's on its way, just you know, a one. Just uh, fucking, fucking pray to the machine gun. Yeah, a little bit. For us. <laughs> pray to the machine gun, machine god, maybe. Yeah, uh, pray to both. Why not? Yeah, pray, pray to, to both. both. It all works. But there was there was definitely a two that popped up somewhere in the coding, and then it all just fell apart. So um, we're gonna try. Have and get you tried to uh, light some incense and light the onions, and then just 
I've tried to turn it off and on again. I, I tried. I tried the the holy oils, uh, the incense, the candles, the uh, the ornate uh, device of suction to clear out the vents of breathing, and fanage, and um, even after that, and turning it back on, turning it off, and turning it back on again with sacred latinies of work, you goddamn motherfucker. Um, it just litany of hatred. No, well, litany, litany of uh, motivation. Uh, which was litany also, of work, you fucking bastard. Yeah, which was which was followed by the litany of motivation, work, you fucking bastard, or I'm going to drop kick you across the room. Kind of a you know counterproductive threat reward kind of thing. Um, yeah, it, you, it made you feel better at least. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was shouting at inanimate objects. I felt mighty. Um, but yes, we'll have everything out to you guys as soon as we've got it. So. What should we move on to? Let's let's talk some hobby update because this is why we do this. You know, we we talk about our hobby and we talk about all the things that we we love to talk about. So, Chris, hit us with some hobby mm-hmm. updates, dude. What have you been up to? I photoed some photographed some trees yesterday. You're killing me already, man. You're absolutely killing <laughs> me already. Uh, I was supposed to be at the Serian event that Jens was running today. Yeah. At the time of speaking, of recording, but it really didn't work out with the rest of the week being shit. Yeah, you know? That sucks, man. So, yeah, but on the other hand, what can you do? What can you do? But I'm fi- finishing the last miniatures I was supposed to bring to Sren. So they will be finished because they're part of my Lincoln list that I will send into Freddy sometime, preferably after you've sent me all the other lists. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Worth a try. Worth a try. Yeah, it was a try. No, but I'm finishing this. I'm, I think there's photos up on my Instagram and on my Facebook page of the Magus Dominus I made and my Domitar, and I'm making my Thalax now, Ooh. which is really nice. Pretty. My Thalax Destructor. Nice. This reminds me, I have some Thalax for you as well. Yay! Awesome. I look forward to seeing those at LinkCon. You should give them to me instead. I need more Thalax. No, no, you don't. Uh, yes, I do. No, you don't. Shush now. You're not having those ones anyway. Um, so, <laughs> any other any other hobby updates at all, dude? Before we move on. I'm also building a custom, uh, recall the Arvus lighter. Ooh. Mechanical version, and I'm decided armament and how my weapons will look for my secretary. Oh, nice. So they will be seen at. Lincoln, and there will be progress photos posted every now and then on various outlets. Sounds awesome. Sounds very, very awesome. Look forward to seeing them. Uh, Mr. Freddy. Yes. What have you been doing in the hobby, my friend? Uh, I have been... uh, Assembled six jet bikes. Um, I have also assembled a tick breeze for my Lincoln... Uh, character series i've assembled uh, i'll assemble like let's say i've assembled i don't want to give too many spoilers but assistant characters which i need to paint i'm also assembling a new command squad for the emperor's children because the stupid fucking command squad can't have phoenix pairs really so uh, yeah no. <laughs> Damn, no, isn't that kind of like counterproductive to the whole signature fucking look of them uh, yeah, but I think it's just a retarded ruling thingy. Like but it doesn't matter. Uh, and I have done, I have started gluing together MDF terrain for Lincoln. Mm-hmm. 
Sounds awesome. I haven't done that much more. And I'd just like to point out to our listeners, before we went on air, we did actually discuss what we've been doing. And Freddie had been complaining that he basically had nothing done uh, because of work. So just to point out, that list of what Freddie's just reeled off is a nothing done list. To be yeah. fair, he did the same last time as well, and he had uh, four armies finished and yeah. half a city of terrain done. Pretty basically. much, yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, shut up, Freddy, next time you make it. Here I'm trying to sit proud and I've actually d- finished one model. That's <laughs> no, not enough, though. Well, uh, I don't know, remember, because we lost that episode and I don't know what's going on with that, but did I say that I painted, I, well, everyone's seen the release of the sergeant for the Grenadiers? Because I finished painting him. Nice. And I can't remember if I did that before last episode or this episode. Because it was sometime this week. I think and when did we somewhere in between. I'm fucking confused. I'm so tired. Because it was about two weeks since we recorded, right? Or one and a half? Well, one no. and a so half. I might... Yeah. I, well, I'm pretty sure I did this week. So, yeah, so that's him. I painted a model as well. Well done, Freddy. Well done. And also I've done stuff that is not heresy because I had to, but yeah. Well, your, Never mind. your Team Yankee looks probably awesome right now. Well, they're poms. You should be happy. Well, I wouldn't say happy, but, you know, I won't complain. At least somebody's playing them. Well, it's pre-Brexit, mate. They're all good. <laughs> yeah, these, were, these were Britain in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, I love it. The really 80s. great time. The 80s. the 80s. There's a song in there for you, Freddie. There's a, there's a, pa- yeah, there's a hair metal There's song. always a song for me. In the 80s. You could be a shell suit wearing man in the 80s. Yeah. Okay. Well, are you just singing about Northern England now? Pretty much. Currently? No comment. Currently. I want to be able to return to my country of birth at some point. Stop it, Christopher. No. <laughs> Fine. We, we You're not we allowed back. back. You're not allowed back in the country. Right, fair enough. Um, so I think if, if that's your list of stuff done, Freddie, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna pop in and have a chat. Uh, so what did I what have I done recently? Uh, in one of the aforementioned lost recordings, I talked about a game I played as uh, against some space wolves, uh, which may or may not have included a Primarch, who may or may not have pimp slapped half two thirds of my army. Um, but to be fair, my um, my Praetor actually survived two rounds of combat with Lima Russ. And I almost did a wound on him as well. I was really proud of well, him. Shouldn't you give those dice to Freddy so his stuff can get better rolls? Hells no, I'm Wait, not giving I, those I dice have, away. I those dice are being enshrined in bronze. <laughs> I have killed Lima Russ. That's more than fucking Jody has done. Uh, meh, 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 meh. Yeah, whatever. Fine, just just knock my, my achievement there down a little bit. Um, anyway, um, other than that, what have I been doing? I've been batch painting the stuff that I have to deliver for my army for Lincoln, and I have been repainting the some of the terrain for Lincoln as well for you, Freddy. Excuse me, um, so I've been whether you want it or not. Yeah, want it or not, sunshine. That's what's happening. Um, so we're working on that, uh, planning a few things for Scorpius uh, with Chris. And yep. with uh, my friend Frederick, who we're going to see if we can put a, a game idea together for Scorpius, which could be a bit of fun. Um, and also for the Golof. 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 
yeah. campaign, which, which will campaign. be linking into the Scorpius event. Exactly. It all it almost feels like that name was made just to mess with the name you gave the last campaign, Freddy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because no one but the Swedes could have pronounced it. Yeah, but that was the whole point. Uh, <laughs> yep. I, I don't include myself in that because even I couldn't pronounce that. Um, but yeah, so that's a little bit of work there. What else have I been doing? Anything else majorly important, hobby-related? Well, I've got my own painting studio now. Like, you know, <clears throat> I have the full space in the painting area, which I'm quite happy about, but that's for uh, because of personal personal situational changes. Uh, well, it's not all for the worse, eh? Not at all, not at all. And... <laughs> Uh, I have to say, I'm in the process of writing up my review on the uh, Tyrant, uh, Tabletop Tyrant uh, game bag, which I mentioned again in a previous recording, which will return at some point. And that'll be a written review that's going to go up on our Facebook page and in our Facebook group. And I will be um, doing a more, uh, well, an audio recording, uh, audio uh, review of it in probably the next or the next episode after that by by episode 35 there'll be a there'll be a recording done um, so yeah lo- lots of bits and pieces here and there so all good stuffs so i've enjoyed it's been a lot of fun um so yeah let's uh, i hope our progress will be as productive as freddy's by next week maybe chris what do you think well it depends on how much Fred is doing? Well, if, yeah, I'm just <laughs> aiming for him having the churning out what he has in a bad week. So, you know, see what I can okay. do. Okay. What? You do good stuff, man. It's not a knock. It's actually you do good work. I'm just you need to pull my, you know, shit up by my bootstraps and hurry the fuck up with it. Yeah, hurry the fuck up, mate. Yeah. You do you. You you do you. You do you. Yeah. <laughs> so let's move on. Uh, what is there to talk about? Well. I think it's important that we talk about uh, what's sort of new and upcoming. And the most important thing right now to me and to us here is the Night House Raffle. Um, it's about time we, we gave some real details about this. Uh, we've mentioned it yep, before. for sure. And it's out on our Facebook and a number of other Facebook groups, thanks to the, uh, the podcast community. Uh, but I'm going to take you through the information about it right now. And you'll hear this a lot now uh, between now and Scandus because, well, it's a damn good cause and it's worth it. Uh, but most importantly, because we want you to buy tickets. Um, so here it goes. So most of you guys will know that last year our beautiful co-host Freddy uh, ran a raffle to raise funds to support his son's fights against Duchesne. Um Now, that's Duchesne muscular dystrophy, if I'm right. Is that right, Freddy? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, good. I paid attention. The raffle was a massive success, and as a community, the Heresy community managed to contribute an amazing, staggering, mind-numbingly large amount of $10,100 towards research, or what what we like to refer to as our Dream Forge World Order. Um, so this goes to show just how awesome we are as a community, and the level of commitment we have to make a difference for just one to all the boys all the kids who could suffer from uh, Duchesne so as we like to go we don't like to stay steady we we have to go bigger I think it's the only thing that we can do um, we go, we are well, running I, I learned that in Texas bigger is better bigger is better I think we've learned that everywhere um, so what we are doing to follow on 
is do another fundraiser uh, and raffle to support further research for a cure. Now, uh, we're going to be using the same fundraising page through Parent uh, Project Muscular Dystrophy so we can try and reach our new goal, which is another 10,000 US dollars. I don't think that's going to be impossible to do. In fact, I think that we're going to smash that, but that's just my own personal prediction. So, what's this raffle? What are we doing actually this year? Um, and I think Freddie put it right. Is how, the, how, do, how do we top a warlord? Well... Thanks to the Heresy Podcasting community, Ministry on Studios, and my, all of us here at the Varangian Heresy Podcast, we are raffling away three, that's right, three fully painted knight households. Yep, three fully painted knight houses. So, most importantly... To be fair, we should, we should, I want to interrupt here, because... Shocking. Yeah, you should really specify that it is an item that we're we're choosing, and not an entire fluff-wise nighthouse. No, this is true. I just I just wanted to make that clear. That's fair but enough. It is, a ma- it, it is a massive win anyway. Oh, it's a, it's a ridiculous win. And just so everybody knows, we're going to be doing the three houses that have been chosen are House Macabius, which are which will be getting painted by myself. House uh, Melanax, which is going to be done by Stuart over at Miniature Realm Studios. And then we have a Mechanicum-themed army, uh, a Mechanicum-themed knight household, sorry, which is going to be painted by Freddie himself. And that Yours is... Yours truly. Exactly. Um, and that is House uh, Zelact. Yeah, Zelact. Zelact, which is... which is actually a fluff-based knight household that is set within the Scorpius system. So there is fluff going up around that as well, so you'll be able to read a bit more about how select. But those are the three houses that we're doing. And this is what is actually involved. So first of all, each night house will come fully painted to MKA standards. Uh, because all three of us, uh, Minister Realm Studios, myself and Freddie, we've been through the MKA course, we're part of that community, and we're getting the full support of that community behind us and each of the each of the winning entries or each of the winning prizes consists of the following so you will get a Cestus uh, uh, Knight Atropos a Knight Castigator Knight Acheron Knight Lancer Knight Megara Knight Styrix and Knight Porphyron as well as a Questorus Knight, so that the plastic GW Knight fully magnetized with all the options. So you could run it as an Errant, Paladin, Crusader, or Warden. So just let that settle in. That is eight knights. Maybe even nine if I can't count. No, eight knights with the possibility of just customizing the Knight, um, the Questorus Knight, the plastic night into all four options times three times three exactly freddie so there will be three households one painted in house macabius one in house milanex and one in house uh, zelact for the mechanicum those are going to be out there so how do you do this well we're going to put a link on our facebook page which is already there We'll put a link in our show notes and we'll post a link wherever we can legitimately or maybe not so legitimately stick it 
so that we can get this out there. And all you need to do is click on that link, click on the donate button, and do a one-off donation of 35 US dollars. You need to write raffle in the message, um, and then you're in for the draw for one of the night houses. Each donation earns you one ticket in the raffle. So $35, one ticket, $70, two tickets, $105, three tickets, and so on. Okay. And and I have a couple of you guys that's been donating and forgot to put raffling. Not all is lost. It's all good. You send us um, you know an email on the link on heresy uh, at gmail.com. And mo like everyone has done that anyway. So like I because I, I I still get from the parental project. I still get an email from there. So I can always cro cross reference and you know I'll I'll keep track of you guys. I'll look after you. And so far everyone that has fucked up. I have sorted out so so don't there's no panic if you fuck up you send me an email or you know pm the branding heresy do whatever and mm -hmm. we'll sort it out and put you on the raffle list and what's important it's important to remember is um that when you receive a thank you email which you will get from the organizing web page you forward that to the link on heresy at gmail.com and that will give us your contact information so if you win we get hold of you that way yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and that's basically is to make it uh, easier because otherwise I have to go back to the parental project and, and kind of grab your contact information. Yeah. So it's, really it's just to make simple. it easier for us. But it's really worst case scenario, we'll, yeah. Yeah. Worst case scenario, we'll, we'll still sort it out. But yeah, yeah. Just all is not lost. <laughs> so all the, as I said, all donations will go to support the, uh, the fight against DMD. And the, the aim is just to end the disease it's absolutely horrible we want to end it we want to nuke it from orbit full exterminatus on it and the only way that we can do this is by raising money for research towards a cure so that's what we're doing here now the technical there's some more technical information so the raffle itself will be done just like last year's raffle live online because we did it last year via facebook and we'll be doing it online again this year uh, at the end of the burning of scandus prime event which is the 8th of October. So it's the 7th and 28th of October for the event. The draw will take place on the 8th of October. The winners are going to get notified straight away because there'll be a live broadcast of it, but we'll also get in touch with you via email or if you're in the room, you know, we'll probably have to get somebody to give you oxygen for having won such a cool prize. But then we'll, you know, make sure you're sure it's you and all that sort of jazz. And then we will get it out to you. Now, this one thing, there is one uh, footnote on this one, is as this is a worldwide raffle, the winners will have to cover the shipping costs, but we'll do our utmost to make it happen as smooth and easy as possible. And yeah. It's just simply because... Like, like Cole, Cole got personal delivery yep. of his Titan, so you never know. Like uh, We might organize that we'll bring it to you. If, if we go to an event, let's say someone in the UK win and we go over there for an event, we just bring it with us if you want to save some money. Otherwise, we, we'll look through shipping options together with you just to make sure that we you know, we, we pick one that you're, you're satisfied with. Yeah. So, you know, it, we will work everything out. We always do. We're super flexible. It's how we roll. It's how we do things. And it's really, really important that, you know, we smash that target from last year because I think it's it, we're duty bound to just go out there and kick it out of the park and do do really good work. Um, so stay tuned for more news. Uh, we're going to do our best to 
possibly add more price support in there. I mean, last year we had a lot of people come through on extra little bits here and there to make it even more awesome. But three main prizes of a ridiculous amount of Forge World Knights. You can't get better than that. And remember, one ticket can change the world for you because Cole won his on one ticket. Andrew Legio won his uh, Alpha Legion Army from the MKA in Australia on one ticket. You know, Or you can spend $10,000 yourself and go crazy and pretty much corner the market, however you want to do it. But get out there. It's, uh, it's going to be awesome. Well, it doesn't really matter because if you win or not, like all the money goes straight through the, the rental project. It goes straight through that that goes into the research portfolio because they support a different research program uh, that's running at different university hospitals and stuff, or or at uh, medic. What do you call them? Medi medication, medic, uh, medicinal, um, you know, producers and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, and if you read. Yeah, pharmaceutical producers. And if you're interested, like exactly what's in their research portfolio, just have a look at the foundation and see what what, what kind of research they do and like uh, where the money actually goes through. Because yeah. we are we at the Varanga and Heresy, we, we we obviously all we do is the admin around this. We we don't see any funds or anything because all the all these money goes straight to research. So there's like zero, we call it like overhead cost <laughs> or yeah. anything. And every, like all the nights and stuff, that's just raced through, raced through the podcast community. So yeah, it's 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 a 100% pure charity thing. Yeah. So definitely get in there, get supportive. And that's, you know, that's something I want to say as well. Is a big big shout out to all the other 30k podcasts who are getting involved in this, and to Stuart over at Military Realm Studios. You know, you guys are making this possible. Like I said, Freddie and I are putting our hands to this as well as painters. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're doing it for a great cause. You guys have got the opportunity to win something beautiful here. Get involved. Get yourself a ticket. Get out there. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, and we only have, like, we already have a couple of listeners to want to chip in and donate to stuff. I got, like, two of the custom night heads from Forge World, you know, the wrestling ones, uh, which I'm going to try and chuck in with the plastic knights and see what I can do there. Either I use top it for my plastic head or I try and magnetize it. I haven't really figured out. But yeah, just small things like that just means you know it means so much to us. And getting there, if you want to donate something like we had last time, the Geno Five Two Boys donated the Black Book and raffled that off. And we had heaps of like prize support from different tournaments that that we donated like donated from the podcast to raffle that off as well. And you know this like just get involved, get out there, spread the word, and and start you know donating. Anything anything helps. As soon as we can get it done, the better. Uh, as soon as we can get this as geared up and as well supported as possible, even better. And just get in there, start buying tickets. You can buy tickets literally up until I think five minutes before we do the draw um, is is literally a possibility if you buy the ticket. So you know, yeah, like last time people were donating up to the last minute and just got us over the the whole like um, the level. Like we thought we were. Our, at like 9,300 something in the end and then heaps of people donated in the last minute and people donated even after after it was over and you said don't worry about it like we we just want to help out to reach the goal like we don't care about the raffle we we know the raffle was lost but we just want to make sure that we got over the goal and that was like amazing that meant so much fucking good yeah, yeah. and speaking speaking of that if, 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 if you feel like donating but don't really care about the raffle or have friends or family don't care about the raffle but 
might be willing to donate, just spread the word because the money goes to a good cause and that's all that matters really. You don't have yeah, to we, think we, about more than that. We we had uh, like gaming groups that didn't even play 30k. They heard about the raffle and thought that it was like a, a really good thing. And they had like uh, gaming for charity evenings where everyone had to pay like an entry fee to go and game that night at the raffle club. Well, I mean, at a, at a gaming club, and they played like War Machine, they played Flames of War, they played Infinity, whatever. And it's like all the guys at the club, they just donated 20 bucks. And then they put it all, all took all that money and just chucked it all in into like the into the donation page. And they didn't worry about it because they didn't care if they wanted Warlord because they didn't play it 30k on Games Workshop. But they just wanted to do something anyway. And that and that was like super good as well, so... So everyone that does something, regardless if you're, you know, whatever part of the hobby or community you're into, just it's so cool to see that everyone wants to use, wants to reach out a helping hand to help out. Sounds awesome, and it, it, it again, it is awesome, and that's what we've got. To, we're looking forward to seeing just how how much we can do with this particular uh, with this particular raffle this year, and see what, what we can do. And like I said, we're going to blow it out of the water. I know that much. I just want to see by how far we can smash it. So that is a lot of information to process. So I'm going to give you guys a couple of seconds just to, to let it all in and let it all out and just make sure it's all good. And then let's move on and start talking about some new stuff. So Chris, do you want to lead us on this one to talk us through some new stuff that's come out? Yeah, I thought we could start talking about talk about uh, the new terrain from GW Main that's been released. Yeah. Well, it's been released today if you're going to be... Pick about it <laughs> because it was on pre-order until then. But it's the Sector Mechanicus kits, all of the what they call the galvanizer and ferrotonic, whatever. You know, all the made-up words they want to use for stuff these days. Yeah, which they're really, really good at. Which apparently is gothic. Yeah. The it's the Mechanicus based on the itself, the Imperial base of the tray that was in the old kits so it's for it was presented in the shadow war armageddon store ah, yes. which is rather awesome. then, so it's uh, probably represents uh, one of the one of the large refineries in high hell's reach or something like that yeah or, or, on, or uh, armageddon yeah <laughs> i'm actually gonna we got uh, the mechanicus the beast forge the galvanic magnavent wasn't that far away uh, the first one incinerator and furnace and the uh, alchemite stack and then we have the sector mechanics galvanic servo holders and that's the cranes and stuff people have been seeing lately from the pre-release images and stuff like that that's that makes the will make the battlefield a lot more evocative because you will have more than just buildings you will have actual not just scatter terrain but you have vehicles and you'll have toolboxes and you'll have cranes and all of that and it's nice to see that G-dubs are expanding their train range because it it will make a nice addition to all the other really nice terrain ranges out there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like um, it was really groundbreaking when they had those imperialistic sector and stuff, but that was ages ago, and now almost all the fucking game tables looks like like that. So it's good to yeah. see some more variety. And and given all the other the, the, all the competing producers of the terrain it is it's nice to see more terrain kits than you can that you can build together yeah. and these have the same fittings for pipes and stuff as the 
what they call the Prometheum relays and the heliotropic reactors, so you can build quite large areas and different buildings with it. Yeah, so there's a lot of a lot of uh, customization. I think is the phrase I'm looking for then. Yeah, that's probably the right word. A lot, lot of, uh, yeah, a lot of uh, in the Vada, like a lot of potential to make a really cool train, for sure. And and given that this is meant somewhat for the, the Shadow War rules, there there's also different levels in the train, because almost everything has an, a, thick, a story or more, so you can have several levels of interaction and not just uh, have... Well, this is my main street, and these are my eight-story buildings that have one story in them at the bottom, so people can shoot out of it. And one level at the top used to get good line on the side. Yeah, so you can put your quad mortars at the top. <laughs> Jody. What? what? <laughs> did, did you do <laughs> that? I do what now? <laughs> Put quad mortars on top of a building. No, that wasn't floor. me. That was Bjorn. Bjorn did that. I put mine on top of a void shielded <laughs> bunker. And that's that's also fair because Bjorn, Bjorn isn't here to defend himself. Yeah. So you can say, basically say whatever you want. And if anybody would like to see what I'm talking about, because it's out there on video, yeah. feel free to go and look at the videos on the Frangian Harrison uh, podcast page. Uh-huh. Yeah, we did a live stream. You know, you, we all know it that if you could, you would put a Medusa on top of a building. I put everything on top of a goddamn building if I get away with it. <laughs> Made it made it viable. Just stack it, stack it, in stack it one, to one on top of each other. Just you know, go from there. Yeah, but with this new train, you can actually could because there are loads of walls and platforms. Yep, and it is it is a rather awesome kit. It, there are other awesome kits, and we've been looking at them. And I think, sadly, the the only thing I ever think with GW is the price is freaking prohibitive sometimes. Um, but the, the crane, is, crane kit is quite nice to get the the crane and the two tractor units. And a fire extinguisher, it looks, or a blowtorch, it's hard to see. And a toolbox, and that's just 300 kroners. Yeah. It's quite nice. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a huge bitch. I mean, at the end of the day, if you want to invest in your game table, you want to invest in your hobby, you invest in the scenery as well. You know, it is, a, um, it is an investment, and it's worth it. And I don't see people buying eight of these for the same table unless they really want to make a factory that makes cranes. Yeah. Basically, this is very true. Um, just, just mentioning the crane. New thing that bugs me, and that is the skull that holds the chain on top of the crane. Okay, there I ask why? Because there's a skull on top of this, on top of the crane that holds the chain above the. Claw. Okay, so that that's the real issue more than anything else. Yeah, you need skulls. No, it's you don't need more skulls. No, that's not what Greenberg no, means. No, that's, that's my point. It's the grim dark, isn't that what GW decided? Means it's, it's skulls and death. Yeah, but the the the, the grim dark genre is not really only owned by GW. No, it's you know? true. But I'm trying to put the context of that. Even though they would probably try to. Well, let's let's end the conversation <laughs> before there there might be a libel lawsuit. Before there's some sort of cease and desist or something along those lines. Uh, just just a letter from the solicitor with a libel lawsuit yeah, in it. Yeah, you know, it's not like they they do anything yeah. along those lines. Well, you know, they're, 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 it's not their first yeah. deal with stuff like that. Anyway, that's that. Let's, uh, yeah. What else is out there? Is Law 3. Well, yeah. I've heard of some new Dawn of yeah. War, right? Yep. Heard about it. You told me about it before we the went third, live tonight. <laughs> yep. I noticed that it's been out now because it's on Against Workshop's website, actually. Yeah. So that, uh, but they're actually making, making some ads for it this time. Round. But 
I it might be nice. I'm not trying. I'm, I I have not tried it out. I might not try it out for a while because, as a life is, it's hard to put all the time into a video game as well. But eh, we'll see. If it's good enough, people will mention it and then might might end up getting it because the the whatever, previous ones have been a bit hit and miss. Even in quality. No, no, I, like, I really like the first one. There are like. about eight of them with expansions. Okay, well, I like the first one in that winter, whatever it's called. Yeah, so Dawn of War and Winter Salt was this expansion. Then you had uh, the Dark Crusade, which added the battle map and Necrons and stuff. And Tau, I think. And then you have, uh, and they added uh, Soulstorm, which was the expansion of the same game. That had, uh, they added Sis of Battles and Dark Elder. Yeah. And flyers to everything that didn't really work, as in game. Yeah. And then they released Dawn of War 2, Dawn of War 2, the first expansion, and Dawn of War 2 Retribution, and now Dawn of War 3. Well, it's almost like uh, I own yeah, this. Maybe have a problem. Uh, and I played. <laughs> <laughs> I never owned Dawn of War 2 or anything like that. I only played the first one. Yeah, the first one was the, more of a battle game. The Dawn of War 2 was more of a squad based action game almost okay you only had your infantry squad i can't believe i'm saying this but i feel that we're getting derailed from our topic of conversation which is heresy no no <laughs> the topic of conversation currently is on war 3 so we had to go to the old game that said <laughs> we might give a report on if this game is good or not if anyone actually ever buys it sometime See, in that the was future. much more concise than what we just did we should learn from yeah. this but it, it looks quite nice. The videos are cool, but I'm not sure. It's not. It's not going to take your time be... up, is what you're saying. It's it. Well, it's either painting my Lincoln army or getting a video game. Paint your Lincoln army. <laughs> <And I> probably... <laughs> yeah. yeah. The video game is just based on... Cur- currently. I might revisit this in the future when I actually get the game. But currently, it's a waste of money and waste of time. And I never thought I would say that about the video game that I want. next to that, just with the footnote as well, just to cover you there. Okay, yeah. so what's next on our list? Well, the rules for Warpath are up at Mantic's homepage. If anyone wants to have a look at the game, that might actually look a bit better than the Dreaded 8th. But we're, we're surmising that it might be better than the Dreaded 8th. Yeah, I have no idea. I have no idea how 8th edition works anyway. But as, if it is exactly as I picture it now... It won't be a game that I would really enjoy, but we'll see. We, I got you two to help me out with it, I guess. We'll hold your hand and you we'll, know, we'll get you through. We'll get you through, man. It's okay. One, one step at a time. One step at a time. Uh, we'll, see. Right. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens when Forge will finally releases their, their rules for yeah. it. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. That's why I'm taking most of the stuff with the. Uh, Grain of salt. We'll see what the fuck they end up doing in this. In the in the end. Yeah, I think a lot of. I, I think a lot of what's happening with the with the division in the community is just because there hasn't really been an official word weapon, and people are really invested yeah, yeah. in the game. And that's not only the money; it's the time, it's the community, it's the friendships that's been forged, it's the rivalries, all of this. So yeah. that's why people are a bit pissed. Uh, and yeah. because the community, like the heresy, grew massively when uh, fantasy kind of got disbanded. 
Yeah. And everyone, like considering, I, I, I can honestly say, like, uh, like Jody, yeah. ex dwarf player, ex fantasy player, we have like the, the fucking Eye of Horus boys. They didn't play 40k. They only played fantasy yeah. before. They all went I to Terracy. I used to play dwarves and uh, dark elves. Before yeah, and, uh, there's a large part of the community that that tried Age of Sigmar, didn't like it, and were still kind of you know still semi invested in Games Workshop. Still looked at looked after a game that gave them the same same grand feel as fantasy, which was probably the thing that got them involved. Because in fantasy, were always the large armies compared to 40k, which was more like elite Death Star type of games. And they all ended up to the to the heresy because it kind of kept the mantle of the old world old world going. And now they've seen one of their universes get destroyed by changing the rules. So I think a lot of angst comes from that. And it's also the fact that if it really just a rules update, or will it become an entirely different game because it will change so much to play it? The feel of the game might change too much for it to be feel as a, feel as the same game, but then. It also depends on why you're playing. Yeah. If you're just playing for the story, we could just probably somewhat make up our own rules if need be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But you know, I think I think <laughs> they've been burned one time too many, and that's probably the yeah. thing that bothers them. And that's totally fine, because everyone has the right to their opinion about everything. Yeah. Usually, depending on the opinion. But in this case, it's actually totally fine and understandable. I will give it a try. We'll see what happens. Let's go with that. But yeah. We can't really do anything with the drive. We want to continue with the, with the game in, when it switches over. This is I mean. true. This is very, very true. So let's, let's, talk, let's actually talk some heresy. Some actual, like, heresy, heresy ah. stuff. We could also add what I actually wanted to talk about with this point when I mentioned the Warpath okay. rules. There are two versions of the Warpath rules, one, one for the battle game, one for the skirmish game. One where units are bought as units and upgraded, and one where they are bought individually, but that's not at all. That, it's, uh, I sent, sent a couple of photos your way you earlier, did, Joey. Yes. And that's what I wanted to talk about. The really cool Enforcer jet bike and flyer. Yeah, there are some seriously pretty models. They are released now. Well, the flyer will be released at the end of the month, I think it was. And that could actually make for a really cool alternate version of one of the 30k fires if you have a Black Shields army or just want to make something yourself and have a sheep a sheep-ish shell to buy it and build it from. Yep. And that's never a bad thing, I think. No, I think you're right, mate. And it keeps every army from looking the same. Yep, can't argue that. There's always a nice thing. The... Uh... What's the word? The variety is the spice of life, so yep. it works very well. <laughs> and especially if you have armies like Black Shields, Alpha Legion, Mechanicum, and the Militia in the game. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, shall we now, if you don't mind, start talking about some of the new mm-hmm. uh, releases from the Forge? Yep. So, yep. you and I were talking about this a little bit uh, a few days ago. Uh, wondering, conjecturing what was actually going to be released, and uh, you nailed it on the head, <laughs> basically. Uh, so should we just quickly go through what's actually what's actually been released? 
Yeah, we could start with... Uh, we have... I'm sorry, I'm just blended by my own lights while painting again, so I'm sorry if it takes a while to read. I did explain to Jody the other day, uh, my lights on my painting desk are between me and the screen, so if I move the heads in certain angles, I actually get all of my <laughs> daylight power right in my eyes. Exactly. It's almost like I have a picture of Freddy in one of the light fixtures. It, it is a picture of me. We're going to start with... Yeah, we're going to start with... <laughs> The Thousand Suns Legion of Siren Pattern Contemporary Dreadnought. And that's the HQ HQ Dreadnought with all the blingy stuff. And force weapons, you know. Uh, it's pretty. Yeah. I think oh, it's yeah. beautiful. I think it's a model. I, I actually mind painting this model as just an exercise in painting. Uh, and and uh, add, add some weathering. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and just try to make a better job than that one. It looks... It, the style feels way too much Age of Sigmar for yeah. the setting. Yeah, yeah, I think we, we, we've knocked on the we, point, haven't we? Yeah. If you want to hear, hear, hear this discussion, but with another mini, go back to the last episode, right? Wasn't it? Yes. Uh, about the Space Wolf. This right? may be one yeah. of the ones that we have to recover. Oh, it might, maybe, it's maybe uh, I should listen to our episodes and actually know what's in yeah. them. <laughs> no, but still, we had a, right. had a discussion about the new painting style that Fortwell is embarking so we upon. Talk about modeling as well. Yeah, yeah. but we we did say that the Space World Dreadnought is perfect if you want to make an entire Dreadnought Talon and just get two plain ones and the Space World one and just switch the bits around a bit match. so all of them look suitably blingy. Yeah, not just yeah. one that's super blingy. It's all about the mixing and matching, basically. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Well, we'll have that long discussion that it seems to the Fortwell Studio is moving away from more the military modeling style aesthetique towards uh, mainstream game shop, uh, games workshop, which, you know, I, I personally like the more, you know, battle world of. Yeah, and that's the look that the entire game has the feel of as well. Yeah. Because everything else has that look, but eh, we'll see, we'll what, see happens. what happens. But this, yeah. the, the dreadnought but, is absolutely uh, beautiful. It's just you know, the dreadnought is yeah. gorgeous. It, it, it's really, really and gorgeous. You know what? Looking at the picture, but, uh, sorry, and I'm it, say, Chris, looking at the picture, the auto cannons look bloody good on it, actually. Yeah, it, yeah. it really works. <laughs> I don't know why it just does. And it. Uh, and it's a better option than just adding heavy bolters to it, because there's too many heavy bolters in stock. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Maybe, <laughs> maybe, a little too loud. So what, what else is there? Can I, they also have this, the Talon Sons Legion of Siren Pattern Contemptor, also comes in a bundle. Oh, yes. They haven't checked if it, I haven't checked if it's actually discounted or not, because... Uh, I, no. it, 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 no, normally it's never been discounted, so we still well, yeah. That's the, the usual, <laughs> these days they're not discounted. When I bought three of the Iron Hands Legion, kit, Legion sets for the, that they used to have, they were heavily discounted. Yeah, that's true. I remember the old days. Well, you can the Thousand Suns Contemptor talent is the Osiron and the two regular Thousand Suns Contemptors, which are also beautiful yeah, models. They really are. And also might and might almost be painted in a different paint style. <laughs> that's that's not me. Then they have the the kind of anti. Oh, I'm sorry, but that was a huge vibration in my ears at least. 
So there's what? a bit of behind the scenes. You almost ruined my ears there, mate. <laughs> Your phone. Was that my phone? It wasn't mine. Uh, it wasn't mine. Mine isn't, isn't even in the room, so... But uh, Ken and I are called Blade Cabal. What do you think about these? Uh, Freddie, you want to chime in first, or...? Uh, I, don't, I don't mind. I like, I really like, I like the weapon options and everything. The, the only thing that sort of makes it stick in my throat is the price. Seventy pounds for ten of them. I have another thing that we're gonna move on to that in a bit. But I have a thing about. I don't like the weapon options because the poses that they have almost makes them look like they are waving in like an aircraft on an aircraft oh, carrier. Um, wait. Oh, they Most. might be waving in demons and shit. That's true. That's a concept, Freddy. Or they're just waving, waving away all their invisible friends. Get out of it before they see us. Get out of it before the emperor finds out. Yeah. They're, I've they're, never really liked. The are they about to get the flesh change? You know. Flesh. So what? They're all screaming, "Cut it off!" What? I'm confused. Yeah, are they like ah, waving. Maybe they're used to trying to help out the emperor's children. With the. Maybe. Could be. Uh, that's that's a great. Yeah, but the emperor's children never needs any help, though. No, but they just wanted to cut it off and get a release. Ooh, you <laughs> but yeah, what I want to say is that they have also they are also releasing the Kenneth Cult Played Cabal as an upgrade set. Yeah. 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 For the regular plastic uh, Mark Four. Legs basically and backpacks <laughs> because you get the arms, the heads, and the chests, and then you get five of them for 20 yeah. pounds. So, if you have bought uh, like a box of Battle, Battle Prospero, you might have a set of 10. Not oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, Betrayal Calf, I mean. Betrayal Calf, yeah. I mean. So, you might have the Mark, uh, Mark 4 set over or left over or left over from something else. You just buy the upgrade kit instead. Upgrade kit instead. And then you have yeah. your unit anyway, instead of buying them for seventy pounds just because you want the plastic legs. This is true. This is very true. Well, it could all be worked. And then they become a lot. They become a lot more reasonable if you do it that way. Because then there's forty pounds for the unit instead of seventy. So there is one more unit that's been released as well. Yeah. Well, they've been released in one of their armor options at least, because they can have Tartarus arm as well. And that's the Thousand Sons Legion Smith Terminator Cabal. So, again, what, what, what are your thoughts? Yep, what are your that's thoughts, it. Chris? Models? I like them, yeah. actually. I really like the helms. But they are just they are an upgrade kit for the, the plastic yep. cataphracti. So there's actually not much. That, you get the, the torso, uh, the left arm, and the left ha- hand. That's upgrade kit basically the, the, the rest is the regular plastic at the fracti and they're 50 pounds well, well uh, see, no you like the helms i look at them and go they're a bit phantom of the opera yeah i know, and yeah, I, know. I, I, I don't know if they just look what's the bleach that's what they remind me of the uh, the bad guys in bleach Okay. They also look like a, like 80, 80 to 85% of all ceremonial masks through the ages. True. So, that's what I'm going for. I like the look. They are 
the other of them. The sad part is, didn't someone here, didn't someone ask uh, Forgeworld when the plastic, uh, when the Tartarus once would be premiered? I honestly don't remember. I think it was uh, someone that mentioned that that, like the open day or one of the games days. Mostly. Well, a weekend, or a Hershey weekender, and they basically said, "Well, they are out in plastic." Ah, so you mean it's the yeah 40k ones? Yeah. Yeah, for, for now. Okay, fair enough. But on the other hand, given that this this is basically, you want to go on the <laughs> bit more adventure side, you can just put Tartars the rest the Tartars bits for the rest of the mini on the torso and just use the weapon. So get plastic Tartars. Okay. Given that the only up, real upgrade kit is the chest, the torso and head, and uh, left the close combat weapon, yeah. So you could probably just put it on a Tartar's legs and Tartar's arms instead, or something. So that's why they might have mentioned like it's already out, so you could probably use them for both. That works yeah. way. Yeah, I guess so. Fair. Well, or you could just use the 40k ones that are actually out, Scarab Occult ones. If you want to, that doesn't look as good, and are more expensive, yeah. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, do they manage to do this? They they are their own special kind of uh, financial calculator, you know. Yeah, we are the only company doing this on the market, yeah, you know. So we get to set our prices. <laughs> we love it. So. Uh, Okay, that's. I think that's all the new stuff that's out at this moment in time, as of recording. And I don't think there's a whole lot much more we need to catch up on for this rather long intro, but that's never a bad thing, because that prepares nope. you for the very long, but very well-informed, very entertaining uh, main segment, which is going to be all about the militia, uh, cults and militia army list from Book 4 Conquest. And that is with our guest this evening, Mr. J.P. Matthew from the Age of Darkness podcast. So if you guys have got nothing else to add? No, we're fine. No, we're fine. Come let's on, do let's this. do this. Let's get everybody. Uh, let's do the militia. Yeah. And this, this, the not Savlar Camp Dogs might rise sometime in the future. Maybe, possibly. We shall see. So with that... Yeah. Maybe at the time that it's actually a, pro- a planet called Savlar that they can come from in the Armageddon sector. <laughs> Armageddon, you mean Ulanor? Wait, what? I mean, it's Armageddon at that time in time and space. So, let's you know, head on out. Let's all what we'll do now is we'll head on out to a tune. We'll give you a chance to refill your glasses, you know, get up, stretch, move out any cramps, and come back and listen to an absolutely awesome main conversation for this evening's episode. And we'll be right back after this tune.
Across the entire Imperium, it falls to the Imperialist Militia to secure and to hold those worlds brought to compliance by the expeditionary fleets of the Great Crusade. Part of the vast, sprawling body of the Imperium's military and its support structure, known collectively as the Exertus Imperialists, they form what is in effect the lowest and most common run of the wider Imperial Army, or the Imperialist Militia, as it is most precisely known. Once a world is declared compliant and under the full control of an appointed and independent Imperial commander, part of that commander's principal duty is the raising of an Imperialist militia to protect their domain and sustain their control. It is the duty of this militia to act in no small part as the enforcers of the Imperial truth if needed, and its protectors should the iterators and the cadre of administrators of all stripes who are left behind to oversee the long transition to full concordance become threatened or meet resistance. When the Crusade host departs, such worlds stand alone once more. 
Should rebellion ignite, the world's own militia must crush it. Should Xenos raiders or outcasts attack from without, the world's own militia must hold until help arrives. The imperialist militia are therefore the first, and in many cases, the only bulwark against recidivism and disorder, and its forces, whether they are raised as conscripts from a hive's teeming masses, the yeomanry of a feudal order, or tribal levies, stand guard as watchmen against the return of the horrors of old night. Do you want to know more? And we're back, and as promised, we have we have podcasting royalty with us tonight. Not only not only do we have the prince, not only do we have obviously my good self and Christopher, um, we have the the one, the only, the king of fluff, the 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 duke of book, the man who knows his background better than even Freddie, and whose oh, sil- silky silky tones. Keep us all entranced when we hear him on online. Let's still say hello to Mr. JP Matthew. Hello, good man. How are you? Um, I'm blushing. Is is what I, is how I'm doing. Um, uh, that that is a very kind intro. Um, I am doing fantastic. Uh, thank you for having me on, and and thank you for giving me a platform to talk about one of my favorite fucking subjects in the whole heresy, the imperialist militia list. It's gonna be. I I am envisaging the the crazy beautiful awesomeness that is about to spew forth from us and i cannot wait it's <laughs> going to be so many shades of awesome and at least three of the four of us uh, actually have militia lists in progress in planning in play chris have you got a militia list in, in anywhere in there foreseeable future well, or... i have several but i'm not going to focus on them right now because then i would <laughs> never finish this <laughs> These miniatures are actually painting. Uh, focus, yep. It's all about focus. Got to focus down. So that's the important. That's yeah, very, very I need important. to speed up my four and a half year plan for actually finishing five miniatures. <laughs> yeah, you see, I think it's you're about as quick as I am. It's a fair. It's a realistic, uh, realistic plan you got there, Chris. You know. Well, I'm, no, I'm speeding it up from four and a half year to to until next Saturday, at at, at time of recording. That's a pretty decent scale down, bud. (laughs) That will be extremely interesting. It will be interesting sitting here listening and maybe chime in for the militia. Yeah, there's there's going to be a whole lot of chat. There's a whole lot of passion. Those of you that you haven't heard the uh, the multiple, uh, that's mainly because my computer has died like three times. Uh, multiple conversations that we've had in the build up to this, and oh, the, the the passion, the fire is there's, there's going to be some uh, interesting interesting things said. Well, that's well, for sure. Are you saying that you can trigger JP into have like long historical? Uh, monologues. No, I, I'm not saying I can do that. I'm saying you do that for sport. I, I, I'm easily triggered. That, that is true. That is true. That's fact. So, yes, but that's why we love you so much. I will talk. Yes, dear listeners, you know it's coming. It's going to be awesome. So let's get this. Let's get this crazy trade on this on, on its way. So we are here talking tonight about the cults and militia army list out for the Horus Heresy, which came out, if I remember rightly. Uh, I should remember rightly, it's here in front of me. Yep, up in Book 5, Tempest. And I don't know about anybody else, but I was was really looking forward to this. It's probably one of the most flexible lists uh, out there in Horus Heresy. You can build 
basically anything out of it. And it's just so awesome. And fortunately, it's telling you, like, go to town, take whatever models, just build a fucking militia list. And the options you have, like, the, we're going to go through it, like, with the different freaking provenances of war and all that stuff. Like, it, it's just massive. Like, you can, you can, you want space quals, you want uh, beast men, you want whatever you want. Like, fucking hell, you want night goblins, you can probably build it out of this. It, it, it's, it is the shit. Like, you can, you can do whatever you want. It is uh, incredibly well-constructed. It is an incredibly yeah. well-constructed list. Uh, and and it, it, it's really amazing just um, um, just generally, if you look at it. Um, Forgeworld is essentially telling you that you don't need to buy their product. I mean, you, how often does this happen? Like, uh, uh, does this come out of GW? Where they essentially tell you, you don't have to buy any of our products. You can do anything you want with this. We're not Did actually selling any militia models. Didn't we have like a, a two or three hour pre-recording rant about this? Yep, and now we're just going to condense it down into a two or three hour episode rant as we do it. So this is all good. This is all good. Admittedly, that was not efficient. No. No. But, you know, when have we ever been ever accused of being efficient on this podcast? How, well, how dare you, sir? How well, double dare you? <laughs> Oh my word! So right, I'll just nicely into the the first and probably the most open question and and sort of starting point we can go for. What does this list mean for you? What does it mean you can do as a player? And what what is it getting getting you to do? What creative juices is it getting flowing? And I'm going to throw that straight out to our guest, JP. Come on, man, tell us tell us what it's for you. Well, specifically for me, uh, this list allows me to play the army that I've always wanted to play um, uh, since I started this hobby. Um, I'm a guard player, okay? I fundamentally, at the very core of it, I'm a guard player. I've always been a guard player. I've been playing Imperial Guard since 1990, about 1994, I think, is when the second edition Imperial Guard Codex came out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have that here. I'm caressing it gently. Yeah. So um, and, and my army has always been Valhallans. I still... A part of my militia list that I run right now are models that I got for Christmas that my parents got me for Christmas 1994. Um, oh. So, like, I'm a guard player. I've always been a guard player. And even my 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 Marine armies. I've played Death Guard in 40k, and I've I play Iron Warriors in 30k. Um, they're still pretty much the, the most guard-like um, of 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 all the legions, right? They're the ones uh, that that use mass attrition. Uh, infantry-based warfare, lots of templates, shit like that. So, th this is the army I always wanted, and and and, and Forge World um, actually allows me to play it. So, how can I not be passionate? How can I not be happy about this? Um, it's allowing me to to to. It, it allowed me when this list came out. It allowed me to actually open up some boxes, put a bunch of old uh, Valhallen metal models from 1994, old Perry skulls, beautiful stuff. Throw them some simple green and 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 actually play um, uh, the, the army that I always wanted to play. So I love this list. That yeah. that yeah. I'm I, I'm not going to follow that. So Freddie. <laughs> well, well, I, I you're welcome. I know that JP has a couple of Valhallens that I had in my arm. <laughs> yes, thank you, by the back, way. Back, back from like it takes to leave in Rust, too. Yeah. But I am exactly in the same boat as JP. Like, I've done the same thing, but I'm doing it with my old Sea Legion. If everyone remember Third Ed, when they released that Armageddon Codex, and they did that. I think that's one of the first global campaigns Games Workshop did. 
<laughs> or correct me if I'm wrong, but like it's it was the like second. a you, is the second the, the, the first one was Ikar four. Uh, oh yeah. One. Uh, the second one was Armageddon, and then the third one was Thirteenth um, uh, uh, Black Crusade, which they retconned. Yeah. So, the second end, surprise, I'll, surprise. I'll take it back. Icar 4, Jesus Christ. Uh, I can't even remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but it was it was like, but it was the first one that was properly on the internet, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. that's how I remember it as the first. Okay, sorry. The first one on the internet and shit. And I got like the Steel Legions because previously I had uh, a Cadian, like the old metal Cadian army because... Just like JP, uh, well, my first army was Dark Angels back back in the day when Rogue Trader happened and they were black. But then my second army going into Second Ed, that was Imperial Guards because the first codex I ever bought for Second Ed was the Imperial Guard codex, and then obviously I got all the other codexes as well because I just loved the Second Ed codexes like with the artwork and shit like Sisters oh, of Battle. Well, can we talk about stuff. Sisters of Battles? <laughs> We, 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 yeah, we yeah, can mention we, them. We might as well just keep yeah. resetting yeah, yeah, that no, goddamn but, clock. Because you can you can do that in the militia list. You can do the sisters of battles. But anyway, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I had all the the Cadians and stuff, and I was always intrigued about Talon and all you know, things. Uh, but well, once they released the Sea Legions one for third ed, for freaking, I I knew that I'm gonna update all my Imperial guards. I'm just gonna get fucking Sea Legions because they were cool with the gas masks and shit. And the Krieg stuff that eventually Forge World moved on because they know that this was something that people liked and they just took that to a whole different level. But in the 90s, the early 90s, I could not afford the fucking Forge World stuff at all. So so I had like a Sea Legion one and it's been up there forever. And eventually when they released the Tempest and the Militia one, and I was like, these guys need to come out. They need to take some dip in simple green and they need to be my ne- necromander because I always, like all my regiments for some reason, like even the Cadians. Because remember the first Lemur Rust model that came out, like in second ed? You got that banner for, for the little antenna that says like Necromanda 9th Regiment. Yes. Remember? So I always like, oh, my dudes, and I used to play Necromanda. So like, my dudes are going to be fucking. They're, they're going to be the Necromanda Ninth Regiment, and if you remember in Rogue Trader, the fucking old old Blanche and Mega, that used to be on the cover of the box when you bought the first ever plastic Imperial Guardsmen's. Yes, that's yeah. a great. Yeah, well, well, and that well, is Necromanda Ninth Regiment. So I was like, fuck yeah, this is like, I see the thread because I bought a couple of those boxes and had as. Uh, I don't know. There, there were no allies in Rogue Trader, but I had them as units for my Dark Angels, and they were like uh, back then the fluff was kind of still evolving, so they were kind of uh, they weren't Space Marines. They were like menials, like uh, inductured servants and regiments from Caliban that used to work with the Dark Angels because that was pre-Caliban being exploded and the fluff changed and stuff. But so I had them like uh, so I. Remember the old transfers you got with the Dark Angel thingy? So I had them on that flak vests with the with the Dark Angels. So they were kind of inducted to the to my Dark Angel army in Rogue Trader. But anyway, so but they were all from like in in the end, like the painting. I remember Necromanda and the first Lima Ross I got. I had the banner and I moved over to the Perry metal ones. And I was like, oh, they, these aren't going to be Cadians. They're going to be Necromanda 
because I was playing Necromunda at the time. And, and that's how it evolved. And I realized Steel Legions are Necromunda. And now I'm back again. So this is basically the 9th Necromunda Regiment is the one I've created with the militia list. So it's been like, it's been an ongoing thing since 1989, I think. <laughs> so it's evolved. But it's always come back to, to my love for, for like the guards and the militia. And like now, now finally I have the tools to build and create the army I always wanted, which is to represent like some sort of Imperial Guard, Imperial Militia, like Imperial Army, Necro like a, an entire unit raised from Necromanda, and I can kind of tool it into what I think the 9th Necromanda Regiment, based on the Rogue Trader fluff, based on the fluff in 3rd Ed, based on the, like the fluff evolving, what I think is, is the common theme of, amongst it all, and it's just fucking amazeballs, and it makes me so happy. And I love this project. Fair enough. Okay. That's, that's, that's extremely me. End, passionate end, end, end there, Freddie. End of rant. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag triggered. I think that's going to be something we're going to hear a lot about well, tonight. Well, you know, I, I don't know how I convey this. Like, this project is older than my children. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it's older than my marriage. It's older than, Jesus, I don't know, most of the things I've done in my life. And just like your Val Hallens, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. And by the way, there, I got to remind you, you said you were going to finish this army uh, so that we could play at Adepticon. Um, yeah. Like the, the 15 fucking tons of, of, of pewter that you're going to have to stick, stick into a suitcase. But uh, you need to get this project done because next year we're doing full-on Space Russians versus Space Germans. Yeah. Well, I got the, I got the fucking green light to come to next year's Adepticon. So here we go. Oh, wicked. So they're going to be done. And I've already... I've, I've actually built 90% of it now, like, or rebuilt, because right? I had to repair heaps of shit. Uh, so 90% is rebuilt, is ready to air, and now with my new airbrushing skills, it's so going to happen. I already have a painting scheme in my head, and it's going to be so, oh, balls. <clears throat> I should have gone first, because... <laughs> 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 I really shouldn't have gone first. Well, my, do you know what? Mine's mine's actually a lot a lot more simple. Uh, to be fair, I started um, I started guard as my first proper proper army back in third ed is when I started it uh, because I sort of dabbled in the Space Marines in second ed and then with third edition I I picked up uh, Imperial Guard and I started out with um, just troops, lots of troops. And it's it sort of became the running theme for a lot of my armies, uh, dwarfs, heavy artillery, you know, Lima Russes, that sort of theme. Surprisingly, I then ended up with the Iron Warriors. And for me, what this is allowing me to do is actually expand on what I've got in my mind, which is the the old uh, an acronym for the uh, Iron Warriors, which is the Corpse Grinders but not in the manner of the way that they would throw legionnaires or legion space marines into the grinder is really working with the the sort of going out there with the the not even sacrificial offering if we're going to put it into the uh, the sort of gaming terms but very much the the meat line the the I want to say human but there's 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 definitely definitely not enough human in my list to uh, to really work but um, to really sort of push that meat shield out the uh, the sort of the waves against the wall 
before the the space marines come in kind of thing and for me i'm i'm going down the i'm straying more towards the cult side than maybe the direct militia because i'm i'm bringing ab humans in i'm going to be using a lot of beast men in my army um and a lot of uh minotaurs the sort of old metal minotaurs to uh Hell, I've even got one of the old um, metal Blood Bowl star players. Star player Minotaur awesome. with a gigantic spike on his hand. And I'm just like, I'm going to have to paint that glowing or stick a fucking great big chain weapon on there or something. And they're, they're going to be part of my army. And it's just not hard to put two and two together and come up with Ogryn. So that's, that's where they're going. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going down that, that one line because I've always loved that style of play. And I just felt that... I'm, I'm, I can't connect with any other sort of Space Marine Legion bar the Iron Warriors. And this allows me to expand my playing range with a different army, but still fit with the feel that I, I, I love. And then it also ties so nicely into the army I've got. So if I want to play a ridiculous battle, I mean, when I say ridiculous size, I'm, I'm probably talking about eight, 9,000 points of, you know, general models i can put 5k of iron warriors down and with what i've got planned i'll be able to put about three and a half k of militia down you know and it all fit across the board and that's that's what this is going to let me do it's not the it's not the passion project that you guys have because for me if i'm going to do a passion project it it might be space dwarfs um thank you gw for those rather <laughs> funky steampunky dwarfs to go and have a play with um, that would be my passion project, but right now, this, this is where I'm going, and oh, I love it. I love what this just lets us do with that, and and lets us be creative. And I think that's, I'm going to take that and tie that into the next point. Is on a gaming, gaming stroke fluff level angle, starting point, foundation, whatever word you want to use. Where do we begin in a militia list? Where do you begin to make this work? And it's going out to anybody who wants to answer. The, the, okay. the provenance. Provenances. Provenances. Pro provenances. Provenances. Say it in um, French. Provenance. 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 Um, actually, uh, perhaps we could just step back for a second and, and actually talk about what this list is. Uh, yeah. What is it supposed to represent in, in the heresy? Because what this isn't is the Imperial Guard. And I, I think it's really important to underline that because, uh, like, uh, for me and for Freddy, uh, the guard players from the beginning, um, uh, there's a tendency to actually just assume this is just the Imperial Guard in another um, uh, in other guise. It, it is not. The Imper uh, this is the Imperial Army, or at least it's a part of the Imperial Army. Um, yeah. during, during the Great Crusade, um, uh, the, the way Forgeworld designed... Uh, and I guess the the Black Library authors and, and, and Games Workshop in general, the way they designed um, the Great Crusade era uh, imperial um, military, um, it's divided into two parts, and it's very designed uh, along in, um, old Roman imperial lines. Um, that is to say that there's the legions, and we know what the legions are, and then yeah. there's the auxilia. And, and the Roman military w w was um, was organized like that. Yeah, the, the 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 legions, which were Roman citizens. People from Rome, and then you had um, this hodgepodge of uh, of barbarian allies and and um, um, disparate 
different forces, usually well organized. Um, it was still ha- hashtag expendable troops. Yeah. Um, well, don't forget by, by the end of Rome, it wasn't the legions that, w- that were holding the empire together. It was the, the barbarian allies, and yeah, eventually they got hardly, sick of Rome. Ha- ha- and they just... hardly any legions left. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, especially after Tannenberg too. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, uh, it's not my period. But um, you have to look at this as sort of uh, um, uh, as sort of like a. a in Roman terms. So you have the legions. We know what the legions are, the space marines. Um, they're the ones who get all the glory. They're the ones who get all the credit for the Great Crusade. But there's only a couple million um, legionaries in the whole Imperium. Um, the people that are actually doing the real fighting, the, 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 the ones that are really doing the sacrifices for the, uh, the advancement of the Great Crusade, is the Auxilia. And the Auxilia is a massive, massive force. And... Um, one thing that um, uh, that a lot of people uh, uh, tend to forget is that the Solar Auxilia list from uh, Book Four Conquest that's also a part of the Imperial uh, the, the Imperial Army. Yep. Um, they're not two different uh, forces; they're all a part of the Auxilia. Uh, that's just something to uh, to to to, uh, to keep uh, to keep in mind. But this is not the Imperial Guard because the oh, Imperial. Uh... Can I can I throw in a thing? Please. Um, also, one thing that people notice, like in the beginning. Uh, they were obviously the legion reaps heaps of lo- glory, and th- that's why they kind of in the sunlight. But as the Imperium expanded, the militia grew obviously because they conquered more and more worlds, and became more and more the the dominant fighting force of the Imperium. Go on, JP. <laughs> oh, absolutely! Yeah, if you got a if you got a galaxy to conquer, a few million Astartes, I mean, they they will do a big part of the fighting. They, they will have an outsized influence, like uh, uh, um, in the the prosecution of the Greek Crusade. But without those billions of men and women, um, ordinary citizens, um, you don't have a Greek Crusade. You do not have uh, the age of the Imperium. Uh, so uh, I, I would argue that um, the the Great Crusade, uh, as much as we like to talk about Horus Lupercal and and and, and the legions. Um, the Great Crusade was really uh, built on the backs of, of ordinary people. Like you and I, uh, <laughs> 20, uh, tw- uh, 28,000 years from now. So Which is part of the reason... To, something to look forward to if you're into uh, reincarnation. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's something important to take, uh, to take into consideration when you're building. This is not the Imperial Guard. The Imperial Guard have had 10,000 years to uh, at least get a semblance of, of organization, of standardization, especially now uh, as the fluff has moved forward. Because remember, um, uh, in 40K right now, you have what's called the Cadian pattern, um, and, and most Imperial Guard regiments throughout the galaxy have some some version of the Cadian pattern, um, the, the helmets, the last gun, the Mark I last gun, or whatever it's called, um, flak armor. Um, it's more or less standardized, still very, very diverse, but there is an effort of standardi- uh, standardization for the Imperial Guard. The Imperial Army, the Imperialist Militia specifically, there is no standardization. Uh, the, the Great Crusade doesn't have time um, to stop at a world to uh, raise a generation of recruits to Imperial standards. The, the Great Crusade has to move forward. So pretty much you, you bring a world to compliance and then you – whatever military force is there, you give them their muskets back and then you send them to the next planet. Um so it's amazingly diverse. You can do anything you want with this list, and that's something you need to take into consideration. It's not the Imperial Guard. Yeah. 
Fair enough. I think that's that said it without even. It, it is like if if you're gonna com- comprehend it to something in the 40k fluff, it's more like the planetary defense forces. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's, that's it's, actually it's a really like, good one. Yeah, yeah it, it's like super local. It is whatever. Like if they're dressed in shakos. They fucking have shakos. If they had muskets, they had muskets. If they have bows and slings, you know, from some fair world, that's what they have. And yeah. they just fucking put them in transport ships, and off you go. You're fighting for the Emperor Knight. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Can, you, can you hold a rifle? Yes. You're a part of the Great Crusade. The one with the rifle shoots. Good times. Good times. Good times. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. So we... we taking that taking that that i mean that just is that just gives such an evocative picture of what's out there and what that's kind of like even the tip of the iceberg to what's really out there when you like you say you start talking about feral worlds you start talking about medieval worlds pre-industrial post-industrial you know pre-post hyperspeed internet worlds whatever it wants to be you know 3d printed worlds the whole the whole nine yards it gives you such an open canvas to work with so how do you combine that with this list like we sort of started talking about it we've got to begin at the providences yeah well first you have to have a force commander to even have the providences but yeah. well that helps as well that helps as well so who is the force commander give well, us some somebody Freddie, give us a rundown on who the force commander is well uh, the force commander is obviously the one hate HQ choice, which is what zero to one, but without the force commander, you can't pick a, a provenance. Uh, it's uh, basically a warlord, and well, he has. Do you want me to go through like his stats and shit, or it's up to you, man? I mean, the, the book exists; it's out there. But you know, give give a general well, overview. I mean, why not? Why not just give what what's this person like? Well, you definitely want to get a force commander because without the force commander, you can't pick a provenance, which is kind of crucial. If you want a themed army, yeah. Uh, obviously, you can have a like a rogue psyker and stuff. Uh, but then again, you still has to have. Don't you have a provenance for if you have one of the, a rogue psyker? Maybe you don't. No, no. Uh, the the, the nope. force command actually the provenances are an upgrade uh, to the force commander. Essentially, yeah. it has a special rule called the Muster of Worlds, and that special rule allows the yeah. the detachment of the army to take up to two provenances. It, but it, but, it, it's, but it's, an, it's army upgrade. A, you can technically have a, a rogue psyker as you for like as you warlord, and then you don't have to worry about the uh, provenances. Isn't that right? I think so. That's very. Yeah, he does. He doesn't have the support officer rule. I thought he did. Oh, I'm pretty sure he's just. Uh, he's just a mm-hmm. uh, HQ. Fair enough. Did not know that. I didn't know. Oh, well, there you go. Up on that. Didn't notice that either. Good call. But. You know, if if you want to theme your army, you obviously will take a force commander. It's like fifty points. It's nothing. It's like a fucking bargain. And he is just like a basic human stat. The only, the only difference between a normal human, which we know from the good old days, it's like the basic three. Everything is three except wounds, and attacks, and leadership, and saves. But a force commander has a weapon skill four, ballistic skill four, strength three, toughness three, three wounds as you expect from your Warlord. Uh, initiative 3, 2 attacks, which is pretty shitty. Leadership 8, which is going to be a theme in the Auxiliary. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, if, if you play guards in 40k, you will notice that the, the militia has 
very, very bad leadership, which we'll probably go into more more in detail later. And uh, stock standard flak armor, five plus uh, saving throw. And you can you can kick this motherfucker out to no end. Like you... And that's kind of the theme for them, isn't it? It's, you know, they yeah. get kitted out like you know. Yeah, they're like a boss. very very custom like the way you can kit him out. He's very if you, if you remember back from the our solar exilia episode, he he basically has the same uh, kind of war gear you can take for the solar exilia commander. You can even give him power armor, you can give him carpet armor, cyber familiar, infravision, digital laser, melt bombs, all the funky pistols and weapons and swords. But no uh, paragon blade. He can't take a paragon blade. No, that's uh, a big difference. No, I, I think you need to make a distinction between um, the Force Commander and uh, the Solar Auxilia Lord Marshal. Um, the Force Commander is not going to be killing any Praetors. Um, no. No, fuck no. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, 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 no. Force Commanders are, are absolutely awful. Um, the two attacks are a killer. I mean, this is your Warlord. And he has Leadership 8. I mean, he's just... This is this is some shitty nobleman that's that's been giving uh, given um, a job to do and he can't even do it very well. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and, and the worst part is you can't pick that warlord trait, eternal warrior, so he's pretty fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is not a lord marshal. Um, no. do, uh, I would seriously suggest that anybody out there do not throw the kitchen sink at your force commander. That's not his role. His role is to give you uh, providences and and after that just try to keep him alive because he's not gonna go. Um, He's he's not gonna level you up against uh, against Praetors. He, he does have some. He has a couple of few really nice uh, warlord options that makes that's another way to make your army themey. Especially if you do the planetary overlord, uh, because then you can pick him just like you could do with the solar auxilia force commander, where you're allowed to pick your warlord trait. You can do the same with the the force commander. And there's some really nice, like one, one that that I love. Is the merchant princeling, which I assume everyone else's love. And basically, what that do is you pick one infantry unit, and all their AP become one best, better than you, before. You, you know, you know the shitty thing to do with this, eh? Yeah, no, <laughs> like you, you can give heavy bolters, make them AP. No, 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 no. Or, that's, or that's missile launchers AP one. This is the fun one, okay? You take a support squad. One of one of the uh, the, the the options we'll talk about later is a support squad, yeah. especially five guys of flamers, right? Um, you, uh, then, then you give them the upgrade from Merchant Princeling, so their Flamers are AP3, and then you stick them next to a, a Prometheum Relay uh, pipe to give them Torrent. And then you just gotta fucking barbecue up some, uh, some Astartes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but actually, I'm, I'm kind of biased that, like, I, I really <laughs> love the AP1 missile launchers, because they're instant, instant death on Terminators. Especially against fucking Red Butchers and shit. Seeing as I feel myself like maybe twenty red butchers, I know how how much I hate them when I face them. Um, so AP one AP one missile launchers are nice. My my normal choice is ruthless tyrant, uh, which is the first on on the um uh, on the list, and it's just going to give you a plus one leadership. And and again, Freddie, you said it very very well. This is going to be a dominant theme for our conversation is leadership. Yeah. So yeah. having having that plus one leadership for your uh, your force commanders. Pretty huge. Yeah, yeah fuck it. It is. It is. It, yeah, you just can't say how how important that is going to be. Uh, you, you you can once we go through the provinces, you can kind of try and buff it. And yeah. I know that uh, both JP and I has picked like for our different militia one, we 
picked one provenance that kind of helps out with the leadership, but still. I don't think you're alone in that one. I was going to say, I think I've done exactly yeah. the same. It's uh, de definitely like what you're looking at is some way to buff your leadership or I don't know. But I still love the Merchant Prince Lin is probably the best one. We, we, we should probably go through them all. Like so like JP said, number one is the Ruthless Tyrant. So your Force Commander gets uh, plus one leadership. <laughs> and it even says to a maximum of nine while well, you have eight and you get plus one. Obviously, you're not going to have more than nine. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, you forgot uh, one important thing. You get to re-roll uh, failed reserve rolls. Yes. Which is, which is fucking handy. Especially for somebody that could be an extremely large army. Uh, when you start talking about yeah. know, points, points value comparisons, etc., you want to start bringing stuff on, or you want to. You, it's something you build an actual gaming tactic around. You know, having that extra redundancy in there for, uh, for your reserves. Fuck yeah! Uh, and then the one that is my favorite, which is the Merchant Princeling, which is uh, number two. And that is basically the what are you said? You get one better AP, so you can have AP three heavy bolters. You can have AP three auto cannons. You can have AP one missile launchers, and so on. Uh, only, I have to say, there's only one squad, though. Yeah, only one squad. It's only one squad. So it is, it is again very important, but very relevant. So, it, like, if if you build this and you pick it, you should probably think in your army list construction. Like, let's say. Oh, I want AP-1 missile launchers, so I'm going to max out on a heavy support squad that has fucking 10 missile launchers, because then I get most bang for the buck, obviously. Uh, number three, though, which I, I kind of think is pretty funny, because this relies on you actually losing your force commander. <laughs> well, that's so, charge, sally forth, boys, I'll lead the yeah, way. No, sorry. So if you want to lose, uh, you know, slay the warlord and win your games that way. And you should definitely go for number three, which is pretty cool. Uh, that is, if your warlord is removed as a casualty, uh, all your troop units uh, from uh, gains hatred for the remainder of the game. So, yeah, well, it, you know, I can see where that works. Maybe in um, uh, cult and militia, because it would be nice to have hatred on your fucking rending <laughs> crazy attacks, but it means that somehow you need to position your warlord so he actually dies pretty early in the game. But if you, if, get... you take a, if you take a cult horde, they already have hatred because they have zealot. Zealot gives you hatred and fearless, doesn't it? You might be right there. I think so. Yeah. Well, notice when we go through the. Oh, uh, we'll come back to it. Yeah, exactly. But still, it, it, it's nice to have hatred for some reason. If you go for a close combat army, then definitely it would be nice, but. It, so it'll be have hatred because you can't put chaplains with these people. Yeah. It would be uh, hard though, to try and get your fucking force commander killed really early in the game, though. Well, if your opponent knows what you're doing. Yeah. True. <laughs> but then again, it, yeah, victory point versus, you know, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have number four, which is Marsha uh, Lord. Marsha Lord? Marsha Lord? Marcher Lord. Marcher Lord. Yeah. Merch, yeah, Marcher Lord. Yeah. And that's pretty good because it means that your Warlord has implacable advance, so he can score. And uh, he has stubborn as long as he's within three inches of an objective, which is, once again, very important because your leadership is so shitty. 
But then once again, stubborn you can kind of get from uh, provenances anyway. But having a warlord that is scoring, nah, you, you can't complain about having more scoring units. And then we have number five. Do you want to do that one, JP? Yeah, it's a Connoisseur of Alien Curios. The warlord causes fear and has the it will not die special rule. <laughs> Which is handy. Yeah, but... But, it, you know, it's not internal warriors, so it's something... <laughs> it's just that if, if you, you can't... The, the Force Commander, his role is not to, to run at the enemy and, 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 and start to kill the enemy. Unless you have that one where you want to. Well, no, then you want him to die. It's just that there's no way to make him a combat monster. So, um, as much as I like the idea of the Connoisseur of Alien Curios, it's it's. I've never taken it. I think if you want to build a kind of a rogue trader, yeah, list, yeah, yeah, it's it's perfect. Do you know, I'm just looking at this and thinking this would be, this would work so well. If you are playing some sort of campaign, narrative campaign, with a degree of flexibility and things like this, so rather than having a fixed wall or trait forever, should your, let's just say, should your uh, force commander go up against somebody and, you know, maybe survive a round or two, but then get royally curb stomped, having come back with this as his warlord trait would actually be quite interesting to spin the story with because yes. it's like he's come back he's mauled but he's got a reputation you know oh it's uh whatever is whatever is from the cadian ninth or uh you know necromunda 12th or whatever it is and you know oh you know the the story spins itself of the the guy the the people might know who he's faced and yeah he he got his ass handed to him but he's still standing and you know he gets back up you know, kind of thing. So there's, there's a, there's a, it's, it might not be the most one-off game practical, but it sure as hell spins well in a narrative. Yeah. Well, that, that, absolutely. Like, if you have a planetary overall rule, you can use this to definitely spin your, your narrative. And I, I like this for a rogue trader kind of sense, like you're, you're a rogue trader. And I can see this awesomely. Let's say if you have a Black Shield ally detachment or something, and they have all those Xenos uh, fucking, uh, what are they called, locks? Deathlocks. locks. Death locks. Yeah, last death locks. Death locks. Because sort of like they, they've been out on the fringes, they're fucking scavenge heaps of Xenos technology. And, you know, that that will, like, definitely, like, e either you have the militia as the allies to the, uh, the Black Shields, or vice versa, and you run this polar trade. I think that would yeah. be super themey. Yep. Like Absolutely. It. And number six then, JP. <laughs> this is my favorite. Um, I don't usually take it, but it's really cool. It's it's called Robber Baron. Um, I, I think that you, you need to read the, the fluff for this one. The commander's ancestors were little more than a band of void pirates and outcasts who survived as much by, quote-unquote, judgment as bravery as ambition. Even though the commander may wish or strive to make it appear otherwise... In battle, however, old habits die hard. Essentially, the warlord um, and 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 his unit can voluntarily fail any morale check, and they can reroll any run or fall back distances. So, pretty much, you can make a coward, which is handy sometimes, and very themey. And very themey. I, I, I yeah. love this one. 
I, I have to say one one thing, however, JP, the, the spontaneous reading. If I just got my shopping list, would you read it to me, just so I could you know, fall asleep to those tones? Because that, that's kind of you, you know. need one carton of milk, and that will not consist of. I'd be more than happy to, sir. Ha- hashtag sexiest voice in 30k. Oh, he's t- trying to start a fight with uh, Jake now. Uh, oh no, you t- you 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 and Jake just reading stories, man. That that, that would yeah, just oh. you, you, you got you gotta love that guy's uh, country uh, country radio DJ voice. Oh yeah, oh, it's... <laughs> it's just soothing tones. Big shout out to uh, Jake and the Covenant of Fire there. Um, just just uh, just picture this: you and Jake on a crossover episode. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> We're all good now. Thank you very much. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> so that, Jordy that's... needs some self time. I need some on my own time. So that is the Force Commander. That's the well. That's not the Force Commander. That's the prov- That's the uh, Warlord traits that we're talking about there. Yeah. And there is a there is you, you've mentioned it already. And there is a, a caveat with the um, Force Commander, and that's the Planetary Overlord. Yep. Uh, JP, do you want to take us through the what that actually is as far it's, it's, as sort of the whole thing it's pretty simple to know right it costs 25 points and oh, sorry, 20 points and it allows you to choose your warlord trait but you have to take it from the imperialist militia list um it's worth doing uh so you don't get stuck with connoisseur of alien curious um the only other thing um in 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 the force commander that that's really worth talking about is um uh, the fact that there is um, sort of uh, an extra option that allows you to unlock uh, a couple uh, provenances. Because once again, the main role of Force Commander is to is to get your provenances. And we should talk about the cult uh, demagogue. So let's yeah. talk about the cult demagogue, man. So that one, I'm just going to quickly read from the, the actual rule book here because so I've got it here in front of me. So it's a, a special option. It's this cult demagogue. Uh, if one of the provenance, uh, provenances chosen by the Force Commander is the Cult Horde option, then they are automatically modified to become a Cult Demagogue. Their profile and options remain unchanged, except that they automatically gain the Demon and Preferred Enemy Loyalist Special Rules, and also gain the option to exchange their close combat for a close combat weapon for a tainted weapon at five extra points. I, yeah, that's a pretty nice little themey package they got there. Yeah, for sure. Well, already the tainted weapon is actually really cool because it's going to give you instant death. This is true. It's the, it is it is basically the Athema. The Athema. Yeah, exactly. Ath- not Athema. The uh, Athema. The Athema. The, uh, the the nasty blade cut from wherever that is is there to control or distort or destroy. You know, it's. Uh, a beautiful little piece there, uh, but as I said, that that comes specifically if you take the cult horde options. Absolutely. So that's pretty cool. So let's move on. Let's let's well let's move on. Let's expand further. Let's do that properly into uh, muster of worlds, the provinces of war. So uh, can I just mention one last thing? Actually, I just thought of it. One last thing with sure. the commander. Um, if you're playing. Um, if you want to be efficient, if you want to, um, uh, if you're thinking in terms of a good list, um, there is one really easy option for the uh, Force Commander um, because there's a bunch of things. You can throw the kitchen sink at this guy. You can give him power armor. You can give him a bunch of stuff. Don't do any of that. Don't do any of that. 
give him uh, an Iron Halo and a Cyber Familiar. He's going to have a 3++, plus plus, and he should survive most of the game. That's that's like your your, your basic... Uh, um, um, go-to. That, 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 yeah, your go-to you, is... You might mention this. Throwing the kitchen sink at this guy, you... <laughs> You're getting up to, what, 100 points tops? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, you throw the kitchen sink at him, most times it's going to kill him if you throw the kitchen sink at him. So that's a good way to get the bonus then. When you get that's the... a good way to get the hatred to start off with, you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just get them to throw the kitchen sink at him. Like, um... You're not going to cry points values. Considering no, 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 the, no. The no. rest of the units cost either if you throw the kitchen sink at him. But, uh, you know, if you want to be super point efficient, then, yeah, it's exactly what JP said. There's no really point of throwing the kitchen sink at him. Uh, Unless so you know you're going to face the show. For the 3++ and then a power fist, and, and you're good. It doesn't really... Uh, melt bombs, maybe. You don't really need them. It's just the, the goal of the horse commander is to allow you to, tell you to, to get those provenances that we're going to talk about. Don't don't think that he's going to go toe-to-toe with a Praetor. Um, a, a Solar Auxilia Lord, uh, Lord Marshal can... The Force Commander can't. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. You may sorely disappoint him. Yeah, you'll you be sorely disappointed. And the only reason the Sonic City can is because you probably give him Eternal Warrior. Exactly. Otherwise, he's, otherwise yeah. he's fucked anyway. So. Or she, though, in uh, Mark's case. Yeah. Well, she also has a Paragon Blade, Mastercraft Paragon Blade. Yeah. Which is also a very, very nice piece of kit when you uh, when you come down to it. If it is. <laughs> Well, you need oh, these stuff. Yeah, Force Commander doesn't have any of that stuff, so... Not even getting set against because his power fist is going at uh, at strength 6. Yeah. It just sucks. It just sucks. Just remember, this is this is supposed to be the shitty commander in the back. He's not going to run up and kill Marines. It's not his role. Well, he is the, he he is the guy who presses you forward. Marines, but he won't kill anything else than that. Which, to be fair, as a normal human, killing off an actual Marine is pretty epic. That is true. <laughs> that, that is true. So yes, let's let's start talking about these uh, the provenances then. Uh, Freddie, do you want to take us through the first one? Because this is uh, we've talked about leadership, and I think this one is yep. kind of a big one. So uh, if we if you're looking at uh, the provenance of war, the first one we're talking about is warrior elite. It's fifty points, and that is to represent that your troops are trained to a higher standard than most other rebels. And what happens is that all units that can benefit from province of war, uh, which is technically, I think it's almost everyone that actually has a leadership value in this one, uh, gets plus one leadership to a maximum of nine, which once again, they put this, but you can't get more than nine in this list, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and the thing that is the drawback, I guess, if you think it's a drawback, is the militia levy squads in, in an army with this provenance Gain the support special rule, which means that, yeah, obviously this army is an elite army, so they don't have that many militia units. And for people that don't know what a militia levy squad is, we'll go through that later on. But basically, it is uh, good old... It's your conscripts. Yeah, it's your conscripts. Good old, if you remember conscripts from the Imperial Guard Codex, when they were weapon skill 2, ballista skill 2, really shitty leadership, really bad. It is the walk forward meat line that I was talking about. Yeah. That's that's what it is. It's there to be, you know, ground into the floor. So obviously this being an elite army, they don't have that many of them. But yeah, such is life. But still plus one leadership. It's pretty fucking epic. And well, 
you'll know what I have in my army, which is <laughs> later on when we go through that. But uh, hint, hint, spoiler alert, this might be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> this may feature in... This might feature I'm guessing the all the now. lists. <laughs> in at least three of the three lists we're talking about this evening. Um, so the next one is Gene Crafted. Uh, yeah, JP, have you got you got the details in front of you? Can you take us through that one? This this is your Geno Five Two Chiliad. These are your Gene crafted soldiers. You know the um, all that weird stuff, all that Rogue Trader era kind of weird shit. That's where you're getting uh, that, that. That's your Gene crafted. Um, this is going to give you plus one of your strength and initiative, uh, maximum of four or six in the case of Ogrens. Um, but you don't get any female pain. You cannot get any female pain from medics or from any other source. That sucks. Yeah, but, that uh, sucks. Big time. Strength four, uh, initiative four, um, um, uh, uh, militia. That, that, that's pretty cool. So that's your Geo 5 2. Yeah, and that is such a. A well a well known reference as you mentioned the Geno five two because they're you know obviously show up in Legion and they're just generally awesome and you know Lucifer Blacks are in there as well. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm uh, kind of it's hundred points for it. It's a lot of points, but I'm I'm kind of two two ways about this. It's really good if you go on a theme close assault army and you want to go toe in toe with Marines and shit, but that no feel no pain with the militia. Considering yeah, the hurts. number of that hurts. Number, yeah, that, that fucking hurts. So theme as fuck, but oh I don't know if I like it or not. It's got its place. Yeah, it, 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 really it has, it has its, its place. place, but I don't know. It it like the penalties are pretty fucking bad. I think it's uh let me just have a look. Yeah, I mean it's if you think about some of the things you can potentially combine it with. Yeah, I know, then uh, but still, I don't know. Medics, once we go through the options for medics, they're so fucking cheap, point-wise. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know Like, if I could survive with army or not. But funny part is, uh, they're, on a side note, uh, the Ultramarines' uh, second right of war, uh, when you have to have militia, like a, a militia part of your army, this is mm -hmm. one of the ones provenances you have to pick. Because they're kind of... Uh, Fluff-wise, there's supposed to be um, uh, kind of people that didn't make the full full cut to become Marines. Rejects. So yeah, I didn't want to use that term. That's a negative. <laughs> That's a negative of you, JP. Coming with these negative ways, yeah. JP. Well, oh, fuck, man. To be fair, it's a better use of them than they, what they usually do, which is servitors. Yeah. <laughs> this is also true. First couple Legion serfs, but yeah, the the Ultramarines have like their secret police. And, and, and yeah, they they use uh, Legion rejects to uh, I don't know to, uh, to 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 squash um, to crowd crown fund the secret police. Yeah, to make sure you know that there's uh, there's no opposition to, uh, to 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 Gulliman's rule in in the 500 worlds. It's, yeah, it's not it's... obviously. You know, I was gonna say you don't forget the the Dark Angel third aspirants are the the guys who go and put the posts in for them to sit on. Defense builders. <laughs> exactly. That's the, the, actually they, they are known. They are known as the fence builders or the the workers of wood. Um, if you want their their slightly more uh, mythological name, there it's a uh, it's a little known little known piece of information, but it's very important, especially for all you Dark Angels players out there. 
So anyway, yes, as, as I can now feel the hate coming my direction. <laughs> well, to be fair, it would be hard for them to actually build fence out of wood on Caliban, given that the Imperium cut down all the forests when they got there. Yeah, that's true. This is they true. De- deforested yeah. the whole place to uh, yeah. kill all the monsters. Let's be- build hives here instead. Who cares about the ones mm. who lived here before? Okay, then it'll be synthesized wood posts for them to sit on. Or, or just Both. metal fencing. Yeah, true. Metal, metal is good. So, metal is what were we talking about? I thought we did a militia episode. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> hey, any chance to talk about the First Legion and kick, give them a bit of a kick is, a, is never a bad thing. <laughs> uh, you're so jealous, mate. It's not, well, hey, we're not talking about the 10th Iron Warrior. Uh, sorry, hang on. The Iron Warrior, <laughs> now are we? Uh, you're terrible. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, uh, so let's move on to the next one. Rambling, just give the next one, the Cyber Augmentics. Cyber Augmentics. So this is uh, literally the, the one that is uh, very simple, as it says. It's about those that have had uh, habitual surgical enhancements um, applied to their troops um, with augmentic implants, or trying to do something like neurowiring. If you're a fan of um, films, I could just mention like Johnny Monomic, you know, all the huge amounts of techno wizardry that they do to their bodies, and that is always a good reference point. Um, and effectively, it says all eligible units and models receive an invulnerable save of six plus, or may pr- improve an existing invulnerable save by plus one to a maximum of three plus. Units and models with this provenance, however, must reduce any run or swooping advance rolls they make by minus one. And this provenance may not be chosen in conjunction with the gene-crafted provenance. So they are very much metal, I think is what they're trying to say. Yeah, either they're metal or they're gene-crafted, not both. Yeah. You can be fleshsmith or you can be chunks of metal with, you know, bits left over. You cannot be both. I, I I like this one. I think it's kind of fun. I think it would work well with uh, some very specific thought out army themes. The I mean, brilliant modeling opportunity is what it is. Yeah, and oh, and yes. considering there's no Skitari rules right now, this is definitely one of the go-to ones when it yeah. comes to representing some sort of forge world levy or something. Mm, for sure, and um, especially if you combine oh, so... it with something else <laughs> later on. <laughs> Yeah, and if you want to touch on the all the joke, all the all the joke your side, this would be an interesting one with maybe uh, a steampunky dwarf army concept kind of thing with all of the uh, replacement claw arms and heavy machined machined replacement limbs and stuff. And uh, then you can replace sentinels with the dwarfs riding giant balls of gas. Yep. And you Balls can replace the with an airship. Yeah. There, there are two airships now, the small and the larger one. So you could actually even substitute a larger tank for another airship if you want to. Stormblade airship. <laughs> the Stormblimp. Stormblimp. Oh, God. Chris, you need to make one of those graphics now which has got the different Shadow Sword Lord, whatever it is, with just blimp. Or, you know. Bring out need the a blimp. reference guide, man. We need a reference guide. It has to be done. Yeah, I will do. <laughs> so the next one, Freddie. Next one. Let's God. let's move on. Next one. This one's kind of uh, this one's kind of popular from what I Fuck know. Fuck yeah! It's Alchem Jackers. Everyone loves their own fucking druggies. Uh, so uh, the big thing is sports, enha- sports, sports enhancement. It's uh, thirty-five points, and the big thing about this is that 
um, whenever you do a leadership test uh, in the assault phase or in the shooting phase, uh, you become pinned instead of falling back. Well, as it says, all units with this province do not suffer negative modifiers to their leadership value in the assault. So basically, so pretty much stop. sorry. So you're stopping an assault, and if you fail yeah. it, you just become pinned. So you don't fall back. Yeah. This is the best one. It's the hidden gem of all the providence. It's the one yeah. I use. Uh, it's because the main problem, again, this is going to be a theme when we're discussing the militia list. Uh, leadership is a problem, especially when you have, like, leadership six models. This is a problem. You need to deal with leadership because uh, your army is going to melt away. Ever, anybody ever uh, played goblin armies in fantasy? Yep. You are played against them. Yeah, right? well, yeah. you know how the fucking they can melt away really easily? That's what happens with your militia. It was a genuine tactic for a long well, time well, to well, just well, make them fail morale. They're not fighting each other, though, after you've done that. Like, yeah, at least that's not a problem here. Uh, the good old animosity rule, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so funny. I love that one. And don't forget, there's a fantastic bonus option on Alchem Jackers as well. Yeah, for their Ogrins. Well, the yeah, friend zone, yeah. yeah. So it says any no any unit with this problem can have friend zone dispensers for plus twenty five points or plus fifty points for an Ogrin brute unit, and they gain this the rage special rule. Uh, however, any unit with this must must with these must always make a sweeping advance if it's able to do so. Uh, and the best part about this, I remember back in second ed seeing as we're almost going back to second ed, uh, is uh, that you used to be able to give friends on. And you remember that uh, uh, penal squads, squadrons and shit? Schaefer, well, you're talking Schaefer's or... No, 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 I mean... Like, like the, the combat like, drugs. In, yeah, like in, in, oh, yeah. in the old black and white fucking book you got with second ed when you bought the... You had all the armies. The war gear book. It, yeah, and yeah, there yeah. was like... Uh, yeah, the, like you had... Uh, so you looked... You hit up the Imperial Guard ones, and you had like penal units, and you can give them friend zones. And this is basically the same. But back then they they got frenzy, but the frenzy is not a rule anymore in 40k. So it it, it really good at representing it. It's fucking cool. Two things I have to say, Freddie. When you say friend zone, you make it sound like friend zoned. So basically, you're just making them so you're making no, them no, it's just, just being fucking. It's you're being paranoid about being must, in the friend zone. I must also, I oh, must also say, Yodi, that was the first thing I heard when you said it the first time. Fair enough, then. I just <laughs> might have being friend zoned on my mind. What can I, mean, I say? Sitting here painting, <laughs> painting a base and just hear, hear about the special rule friend zone. Yeah, Yodi is stuck in the friend zone. That's that's uh, <laughs> that's what we can. That's what we can. The joy of the joy of single dad life. You just get stuck in the friend zone, man. There's, yeah. there's no way out. Uh, but I do love the idea of um, Ogrins with rage. Yeah, fuck yeah. Post combat Ogrin squad with rage. I mean, come on. It's hardly <laughs> worth giving your pretty? regular militia squad uh, the friend zone, but definitely for your Ogrins, it's worth it. And yeah, um, yeah Alchem Jackers is fantastic. It represents anything too. Uh, um, for example, with my uh, with my with my Valhallans, I, I figure that the Alchem Jack I, I always run Alchem Jackers, and I, I've sort of justified they, they they have some sort of like space vodka, um, <laughs> because uh, it, it historically, historically actually, um, 
many armies have actually um, uh, used uh, some sort of uh, uh, drugs to actually keep their uh, their um, uh, their force in the field. Uh, there's been this book recently uh, that was written about the Wehrmacht uh, uh, early campaigns, which pretty much argues that the Wehrmacht was fueled on crystal meth for the first couple of years of the war. So uh, this is explains a lot. Um, yeah, well, that's starting to sound like my marriage. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, 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 it's because we assume that Alcum Jackers is going to be like only you know some hive scum uh, that that would use it. But um, it, it, many armies would use some kind, some version of of uh, of combat drugs. So it, it doesn't have to just be uh, your your hive scum um, if you want to justify it uh, in your narrative. Yeah, but same with my army. I have Warriors Elite and I have Alcum Jackers. And, and, and the reason I have that is because they're from Necromanda and they they fucking oh, yeah. get so many fucking chemicals they've been breathing in from the entire tour of duty at Necro, Necromanda. They're pretty fucking fucked up. <laughs> like they're so in like high on toxins and shit, and their body is all shutting down and stuff. And they they used to like a toxic environment, so hence why they have that provenance. Yeah, they wouldn't there, survive there without them. There was an old uh, regiment in the third uh, third edition Imperial Guard Codex that was called the Chem Chem Dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah. Chem Dogs. Yeah. 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 I remember. Oh, brilliant. There was a, there nice was a conversion guide in a white dwarf as well. Oh yeah. Eh? Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh. All right. Another militia project to go onto the. Uh, list. <laughs> yeah. They never going. Never have too many militia projects. They're never going to end, JP. It's going to my, be my goal. My goal is for every single one of your listeners and Chris to all start militia projects after this episode. Fuck if man. I can, if I, if I can just give um, sort of like uh, uh, sort of spread the joy of this list to everybody, that 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 would be my that would be my goal. I think we're gonna cheese that and then. Yeah. So <laughs> I think it should be fine. Like imagine that, like the Chris planet, where you have your typical Chris army, and then you can just <laughs> you tailor that shit, mate. Are they all wearing like feathers, swan hats, or whatever? Like you can do that. Don't forget to shout perfection. Yeah. Oh, perfection! Oh, the carnival of Fulgrim. That yeah, is enough, see? That's another militia list that needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, in 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 uh, Angel Exterminatus, there's a great line that uh, that exp- um, uh, when they're talking about uh, this, um, the, 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 all the hangers on of, of Fulgrim's legion, and, and and they're described as a carnival of lunacy. And, and it's so weird that first part in Angel when they're describing um, all the human followers of Fulgrim that'd be such a wicked wicked uh, modeling opportunity for a militia list let's go on the list there you go yeah. Freddy uh, there, there, there's the Depths Con 2019 for you I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not losing it's just seeing the world for what it is exactly the kind of option yeah. that's right <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, 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 there's like a mutant sitting, and there's like a human centimeter. Yeah, just uh, one. There might be, you know, like if you read that part in *Music um, Extraordinaris* when uh, Fulgrim lands and everything, and and uh, this whole thing with the Colonel of Lunacy, it's really really cool. I would love to see an army based on that, like as allies to uh, the Emperor Children. That'd be I, so cool. I thought the human centipede was that new Mechanicus character from *40K*. The Minotaur's <laughs> call. <laughs> Well, it can be more than one. Looks so. like. <laughs> the human centipedes. Oh. It's easier to make them multiple. You, you can never have enough human centipedes. <laughs> as, we're, as, we're, as we're talking about, you know, doing doing things that sound like they belong and come from a dark past, let's talk about survivors of the Dark Age. Do you want to go through that one, JP? 
I'd be happy to, sir. Um, essentially, uh, this is going to give all your units, everybody that has the special, the the uh, the buttons control, which is most of your units again, uh, they're going to get a plus one to their armor saves. So this is how you're going to get your militia and power armor, uh, which is amazing. Um, and this uh, is definitely like a homage to uh, old fucking Road Trader. Absolutely, sure. absolutely. Um, uh, but you have to take Grenadier Squaws. We'll talk about Grenadiers later, but Grenadier Squaws, they can take uh, Carapace Armor, then you upgrade them with survivors, uh, survivors, uh, survivors of the Dark Age to give them essentially Power Armor. Um, it's really cool. Um, you cannot use this in conjunction with Cult Working Life because these are supposed to be, uh, I guess, uh, um, people that weren't tainted by Old Knight, that survived Old Knight. But there's this amazing... Again, this is such a callback to, to Rogue Trader because it's an extra option called Advanced Weaponry or Advanced Weapons. Which allows you to take land raiders and rhinos. And for us I mean, that war game in ninety late nineties, we remember Imperial Guards driving yeah. around in rhinos and land raiders. And and that's how you're gonna do it. And don't forget there's the other benefit. I mean this yeah. this is this is a twofer. This is a two for one on the benefits here. Uh, with the uh, the upgrade in strength. Yeah. Uh, all your weapons are also going to get plus one uh, to their strength. So you're, if you take last locks, for example, you're going to have uh, strength five last locks. And that's great against Marines. They're going to be uh, spilling out of their uh, Land Raider, uh, Land Raider Proteus. They can't take a Phobos. No, they can't take a Phobos. Uh, but they're going spil to uh, spill out of their Land Raider Proteus. Of course, it's going to be the old school Rogue Trader Land Raider. Of course it is, yeah. because it's an homage to old Rogue Trader armies. Um because remember, back in back in the the early days, uh, the old Imperial Guard uh, army before Second Edition, there were no Chimeras. Uh, your no. Uh, your guard ran around in in, in rhinos and, and land raiders. So they're gonna spill out of their uh, land raider Proteus or their rhino, and they're gonna uh, shoot Marines at. Um, um, and they're gonna wound Yeah, it's brutal. They're gonna shoot them in the face. In the like, face. No, no and, arguments. And, and uh, on a side note, like if we if you don't talk about like the old. Um, tribute to Rogue Trader, uh, it is actually a good option to get your militia transports, because you're going to see later on that transport, transporting these yeah. dudes is going to be an issue. Absolutely. This is a great provenance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's such a, it's cheap as well when you think of the benefits of what you get for it. It's 75 points if you're paying like a hundred points for the gene craft in this for seventy five. I mean, yeah, it unlocks some more expensive options, but damn, they're good options. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's go. We got a couple more before we move on to the really, the really sort of really special ones. I don't know if that's the right ones, but the highlighted ones. And this next one is feral warriors. And I'll I'll go through this one because I, I kind of like this one. It's kind of fun. It's thirty five points, and basically it's saying. That the uh, products of a savage or savage or warlike culture, feral warriors, whether they are from the depths of the Underhive or barbaric tribes of regressive worlds, have already been hardened by a life of violence and had their skills honed to uh, perfection. In a constant battle. I was trying. <laughs> I almost said that, but no. In a constant battle for survival. So all eligible units and models receive a plus one bonus to their weapon skill to the maximum of four. Ogrins instead receive plus one attack. And it says a, a detachment of this provenance cannot have more units with the vehicle type in total than it does those with the infantry type. Whew, and option. Because these things keep coming with options. 
you have any uh, units with uh, this provenance other than Ogrim Brute Squads gain plus one attack for 25 points per squad. Ouch. And I do mean ouch in a good way because you can just... 25 points on some of these squads is not a big dent in your your overall army costs. No, well, just think about it. Extra attack. If you're taking 50 men, um, conscript squads, levy squads, um, give them an extra attack... Uh, when uh, you get to close combat, that's an extra crazy. 50 attacks for 25 points. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's this is a good option. I like this one, um, especially for the plus one weapon skill because uh, it's especially when you're going against marines. Having that weapon skill four is really useful. Um, having them hit you on fours instead of threes is pretty big. Um, I'm a fan of this one. Yeah. I again, I, I like it. I think it's really fun, really, really themey as well. Ready? Yeah, it's pretty. Sorry, I was coughing and I mute. <laughs> I muted the mic. Good man. No, no, th th this is pretty fucking good. It's really cool. Like, uh, you remember the Goliaths from Necromunda? Yeah. I, I can see definitely like a uh, fucking um, like a militia army built out of them. Like, just kind of like on the edge of orc humans. Or like under hive scum and shit, it's pretty good. Like or or, 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 or actually some marauders from uh, Warhammer Fantasy, straight up conversion. Yeah, uh, if you're if you're doing if you want to do Goliaths, uh, Goliaths, uh, what two provinces do you take? You take feral warriors and probably Alchem jackets. Alchem jackets. <laughs> I was thinking gene crafted. Really? Yeah. Strengths four. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. They're beefy. They're 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 like fucking jacked. Well, if 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 you want to go super fluff wise, all the Necromunda, you would probably take Fair Warrior and uh, Gene Crafted them, because they were like they were better weapon skill, better strength, and then the Orlocks had what better ballistic skill and what else? Group? What was that? I can't remember. It's been ages. But yeah, you're probably that's... right. Yeah, Van Sari takes Survivors of the Dark Age. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. this is so amazing. So many things you can do. It's crazy. So take take us through the last one of the uh, of the sort of general choices there, Freddy. Oh, uh, the one about the squats or the beastmen's or uh, the abhuman. Or helmets, the, that's the one. What was that in Necromunda? The fucking scavies. Uh, yeah, the scavies. Scav yeah. The scurvies. scurvies. Well, there's not the last one. There's heaps of other stuff, but. Do you want to do the traitor-only no, ones? Or? No, this will this take us through an album yep. first, right. and then we'll talk on the, the, the highlighted ones, the, uh, the traitor-only ones. Yeah. Uh, the enlightened ones, I would call them. I'm just reading off the book. I mean, you know, I don't <laughs> think it's correct. Anyway, ab abhuman helots cost 35 points, and that this is uh, kind of to represent genetical deviations from the normal human standards. As in your squats, your ogrins, your yeah, beastmen, your yeah, your um, ratlings. I guess you can do everything. Uh, but what it does, it it increases the toughness level of all your models with plus one and minus one initiatives. And the thing is, you can actually use this to give them discipline colors for twenty points per unit. And we're gonna Jeez. go through. Oh! Yeah, no, we're going to go through Discipline Colors later on when we do the, uh, what are they called, the Discipline Masters. But uh, if anyone besides me 
remembers old epic when you can have beastmen for uh, your imperial armies and you had and they came with discipline colors so you can blow them up <laughs> lemmings yeah i know because it was, I, it actually, was the lemming in, play yeah back in rogue trade like i think they disappeared after rogue trade but in epic and in rogue trade Rogue Trader, you could have beastmen for your normal Imperial army, and they got like discipline colors, and so basically and you also had discipline colors on your penal units, which were still around for second ed. Remember and, they, were, they were human bombs? It was like suicide bombers. Yeah, suicide bombers and shit, yeah. Which was probably became super impolitical, in, in correct? So yeah. obviously they dropped them in the game, but yeah. So you had suicide bombers and you had discipline colors and stuff. And as soon as you failed the morale check, you just blew blew the shit up. Like they, this was like commissars hardcore style because you use fucking because you put like the small didn't you put like the small template on them on every single one of them and it was like a frag grenade when they I blew don't up how... something like that. that. It's been a, it's been such a long time. It's a it's a it's a long call from just shooting the closest one. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the discipline callers are, are, are really cool, but they're they're not as good as they used to be. Now, all it does, uh, discipline callers, they give you stubborn, which is fantastic. Uh, but if you roll uh, double six on your leadership test, um, uh, the whole unit is removed. Yeah, that that could potentially suck. You could do. Luckily, but, I don't have an issue with rolling double sixes, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should change it to ones, right? Yeah, no, double ones, same fuck. Mark of perfection. It's all about perfection. So, Freddy, do you want to do you want to take us through the uh, the first of the traitor only ones as well? All right. So the next ones is obviously if you're running a traitor. This is if if everyone remembers uh, the Lost and the Damned. Does that ring a bell? If I yep. said the Lost and the yep. Damned, yeah, it's an yeah. old codex from Third Ed. This is basically to represent the Lost and the Damned. So you have Cultord, which is 35 points. And this is uh, what JP said before. It means that all the units get zealot, which is basically hatred. Um, and fearless. And fearless. That's true. And fearless. And fearless is fucking Remember, awesome. remember uh, the, the dominant theme of this list is you have to do something about leadership. Yeah, leadership sucks. <laughs> yeah, Cold Horse solves that problem pretty quick. Yep. Bam. Because then you don't have to worry about leadership ever again. Uh, the only the drawback is you always have to charge an enemy if you ha if you can, uh, and all your shooting you can't go to ground and all your shooting attacks are snapshots, and you can't take grenadier squads, and you can't use survivors of the dark age. But why would you even bother taking them if you have like just massive fearless wards that want to charge exactly. stuff and and cut things up? This is supposed to represent. Uh... You know the kind of forces that um, the word bearers deployed on Calth. You know, yeah, the the, the masses of expendable um, levies, the mad fucking indoctrinated uh, Operation Human Shield kind yeah. of people. Yeah, the Carnival of Lunacy. I think the keyword uh, maybe the keyword key really is horde. I think. Yeah, yeah, because this is where you take your six levy squads. <laughs> And remember, uh, just um, uh, just running some quick math. Uh, those uh, you could take. Uh, and this is in, in a 30k environment. You could take 300 men uh, if you max out your levies, and that's going to run you about uh, less than 400 points. 
which is that's also that's also the no friends list. That's well, also are, yeah, but you stuck, aren't you stuck in the friend zone? So you still love me. <laughs> you, you, love you too, Freddy. If you really don't want to make any friends, then you combine, you combo the cult horde with the next, <laughs> the, next. Uh, the next one, the tainted flesh. Wait, did you say four hundred points? Uh, yeah, uh, about it should be less than four hundred. Uh, if you take the uh, force commander with uh, cult horde and tainted flesh, you're probably going to run at less than five hundred points for <laughs> three hundred guys. Yeah, I was just thinking that's uh, six thalax with destruct with the destructor upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> well, this will shit over your thalax. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I wouldn't really want to get close if you yeah. like that. No, no, but seriously, this is how you make no friends. <laughs> Throw in tainted flesh. Uh, you guys want to say what tainted flesh does? Uh, you can do it because yep. you're already you're already you already gonna give you rending in your close combat attacks, which is madness. <laughs> uh, they receive fear. Who cares? They get feel no pain six plus. Okay. The important thing is that all their close combat attacks have rending. You combine cult horde. They're going to give them Fearless, and then add Tainted Flesh to give them Rending. Okay, uh, do you guys recall that my co-host uh, from the Age of Darkness podcast, check it out, um, yeah. uh, Mark, <laughs> he, uh, he won the friendly tournament at Adepticon. Yeah. He's got a medal and everything. I, I made him wear the medal the whole weekend, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, he, he was playing his Custodes list, and it was a solid list. Uh, he said it wasn't optimized. It was still a really good list. Um the thing is that he was convinced that if he was matched up against the Cult Horde, he was dead. There's just no way that a Custodes list can beat a Cult Horde. So when people say that Custodes are overpowered, the, the reality is a Cult Horde tainted flesh list will destroy them every time. Because there's no way that a Custodes list can, can dish out enough damage to actually take one down, uh, take, uh, take down the Cult Horde. No, they'll, they'll kill like, what, each unit would kill ten Cultists a turn if they're lucky? Yeah, so th this is what you call a hard counter. This is brutal. Uh, that was silence for effect, or what? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the, only other, the only other part of Taint of Flesh is you have to take levies. Uh, levies are pretty much your conscripts. But you, you want your 50-man your, your units with Red Dig and Fearless. Yeah. And this is, this Why is would so... you care for anything better? <laughs> Absolutely. And it also unlocks uh, Mutant Spawn. Which is fantastic. Uh, Spawn is a heavy sport choice. We'll get back to it later. Uh, and you can't take uh, Survivors of the Dark Age, Gene Crafted, or Alchem Jackers. Who cares? Why would you need Someone... to? And, and okay, this is another militia project, by the way. Uh, this one actually, I, I have most of the models for this one, but I have a a, a shit ton, about two hundred old Mantic zombies, um, and, and I want to make a a Nerglesk, uh zombie horde uh, led by. Uh, um, a character based on uh, Necrosius from the Siege of Rax books with yeah. uh, with uh, Cult Horde and Tainted Flesh. Because you can do zombies with that. They're fearless and they cause rending. There's your zombies. Yeah, and that's, okay. your, that's your reward for painting those miniatures, minis as well, when you have to paint yeah, if, all those <laughs> miniatures. If, if you're painted like uh, 400 militia guys, you probably deserve to win all your games. <laughs> <laughs> or at least have a, good, have a decent army. <laughs> but it, it, it's so cool. It's so great. Okay, can I ask you guys real quick? Yep. Okay. How do you do squats? Uh, you would do Survivors of the Dark Age and Abhuman yep, sure. Helots. Machine crafted? I, I think so. I would think Abhuman Helots because it's going to give you uh, toughness 4 and initiative 3, which is pretty much the, uh, the dwarf uh, stat line, right? Yep. 
You could probably go with Gene Crafted. Either or. Survivors of the Dark Age yeah. or Gene Crafted. But it all depends. Like, uh, when I used to play squads, they all had, like, exo fucking armor and shit. And they had those massive bikes and stuff. Yeah. Like, I, remember I would... those quad bikes with multi melters? Yeah, the, the trikes. They didn't have bikes. Yeah. They had trikes. <laughs> well, I used to have a couple of those. So, how about yeah, uh, how about fun. how about beastman Jody? You said you want to do a beastman army. <clears throat> oh hell's yes. Yep. Yeah, um, actually, I'm, my initial one is uh, is not focusing on the beastman. It's actually going to be focusing on the uh, the humans in the list. I'm going survivors of the dark age and probably Alchem Jackers. Nice. Um, as, a, as a combination, mainly for survivors. I mean, the levies are going to be the the beastmen, so I'm not going to be doing anything more than really giving them close com extra close combat weapons and herding them forward. But um, the other guys are going to be, you know, survivors, and uh, the plan is to pick up at least one land raider somewhere to uh, to fit in for the uh, bodyguard and maybe a couple of rhinos as well, just to have stuff cruising around in there. But um, yeah, most definitely, that's that's the combination I'm going for. And then when I go to the second militia project, <clears throat> which is <laughs> and then the third, it's addictive. When you start, yeah, you it's <laughs> no, it's it's gonna be one of those two traits or only for sure. I can't decide which to fit, and then probably feral warriors as the other option for the. Uh, uh, feral warriors, maybe feral warriors, ab human helots. If I can combo the two, yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that that's definitely this... my go-to beastman option. Ab human helots yeah. and feral warriors. I think it would make a pretty smart uh, double team with those two there. Uh, I would totally, I would, fits... I would totally agree for beastman, uh, feral warriors, ab human helots. Yeah, and it, it's it fits fits nicely with the models, fits nicely with all the the fluff and everything. Gives a Pretty decent balance out on the uh, the list as well. Yeah, and they use um, minotaurs for uh, ogrins and shit. Oh yes, oh yes, indeed we do. Yeah, so they have a small, it's only only a small selection, and the sat waiting to have stuff done to them. Yeah. Oh, so cool, so cool. Yeah, I can't wait. It's gonna be baller. Uh, bring back uh, the squads. They're not. Oh, they're that. actually not gone, but. They're they're just waiting to be eaten. Yeah, they they don't have any rules. That's uh, all there is. Squats definitely yeah, have there's... rules. They have uh, absolute yeah. pallets and survivors of the dark age. Yeah, but I mean uh, that's not really what I meant. But you know what? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, land trains, squats, fucking air oh, balloons and land trains, and oh, le what, you what know, they call like leviathans or yeah, you oh. could. Well, you could take a leviathan for any imperial guard army if you want to. Yeah. Or a capitalist oh. imperial. Or well, the mole mortars and those fucking uh, mole transports. Do you remember them? Termites. Oh, yeah. the termites. <laughs> so cool. Um, so cool. I got to shout out uh, one of one of our listeners. I, I, he listened to your show too. I'm 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 pretty sure uh, Graham, who's actually doing a a militia um, uh, squad army. He's actually uh, uh, he built a scratch built a leviathan that he's running as a uh, um, as a storm hammer. And he's built uh, some termites, a uh, scratch built termites that he's running. Oh yeah, that, uh, this this is the guy that did the uh, fucking um, that land raider land train. Yeah, yeah. 
It, it's, yeah, it's been Lanchard. listening on, to that build. build there's, uh, there's actually a, a company called Ramshackle Games that actually makes uh, uh, a land train. And you just you, know, you run it as, for example, a, a, a squadron of Lehman Russes or something like that. You can do anything with this list. And just, it's incredible. It is very awesome. There is there is zero arguments it's there. It's too bad he could, couldn't run a Leviathan as the, at the proper scale, though, considering how large it would be in-game compared to a Stormlord. Did, did it have epic rules? Uh, sorry, apocalypse rules? Leviathan? I'm pretty um, sure there was... There was some uh, data slate for either okay. the Leviathan or the Capital Imperials, but I'm not sure they were actually official. Yeah. But, I think it might have been fan-made. I think uh, yeah. no loss will Consi- Considering the larger one, it can transport a small company of Lehman Rosses inside it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you have a tank transport. That's so cool. I want ten. Yeah. That would be so awesome. Well, well, Just... it, well it's base, basically you run it as a fortification if you want to. Like one of the larger ones. Because then you can uh, put in the guns as well, like the eagle cannon, whatever it's called, for the big cannon on top. I like it. I like it. There's some serious thinking there. Serious thinking and some serious potential for creativity. Yeah, you could do it. A fortification don't have to look like fortifications that you don't sell. sell, sell. They just don't have to... You just can't move, but... um... Follow the guide. Probably wouldn't have moved anyway. No, it would take up almost a two by two square footprint. That's a good idea. But yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure there was um, fuck the the first uh, Armageddon rules had a Leviathan in it. Didn't it have it? No. Fuck, I have to do some research. But I'm pretty sure that there was one like, and there was. Uh, some article how you scratch printed and shit. Well, I, I think there might have been a, like either a web article or for the, for the old old site when they actually had those hub articles. Yeah. Or or if it was a white dwarf feature, but I don't think it was in an actual book. There are there are data sheets out there that you could for apocalypse, but I don't think they're official. Hell, if anybody knows, please just drop us an email at the Varangian Heresy Podcast at gmail.com and help us out. <laughs> Let us know. Answer this eternal question that we're going back and around on. Help us I'm out. A, it will be very, very useful. I'm going to look at the first apocalypse book here and see if there's, it's in there while you continue talking. Well, thank you. Because I'm going to take a break really from actually that. looking at uh, the Savlar Chem Dogs that you started talking about <laughs> a moment ago. Militia project. You know you want it. You know you want to do one. Just, Militia you know. for life. So, not what is next? What are we talking? Well, let's get, right. let's, the, let's you, get you, into the you, units you, now. Let's you, start yeah, moving you, down you, the you list. Just, just to get all the listeners realizing, we've talked about the first entry <laughs> in the entire. Yeah, yeah this is important bit. It, it, it's, it's how you're going to customize your force. That's really the most interesting thing in the list. After that, I mean. Um, a lot of things are going to be recognizable for anybody that's played Emperor Guard. But what's really unique about this list, uh, about uh, the, the, the militia list, is the provenances, the ability to... It's even better than the old doctrines from 3rd edition. I mean, you really can get in there and, and customize your force and do whatever you want with it. it it's, it's just incredibly well made. Yeah. That's true. 
But you, you guys want to talk about discipline masters because they're pretty goddamn important. That's your that's, that's your uh, favorite that's... JP. So you should probably talk about them. Considering how well, how, how well your discipline master has fared in all your games. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, they're, they're, they're hor- um, I had really bad luck with discipline masters. Uh, Even when to... you're cheating and shooting the medic, because you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, but sure you know what? He, 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 he deserved to die. Um, the, the discipline masters are pretty... Okay, they're not commissars. Again, um, oh, another theme that uh, that uh, I'm, I'm developing in this conversation is the fact that this is not the Imperial Guard. Um, uh, discipline masters are sort of... Um, the precursors to commissars. Yeah, they're similar to commissars, but um, they're not as good. They don't have the execute uh, special rule. Um, commissars, essentially, if you fail a leadership test, they can execute a, a, a model, like remove model from the table, or I don't remember how it works now. Uh, uh, and the fucking weird part I remember is they had leadership 10. So you wanted them to kill the fucking platoon sergeant. Yeah. Because you, I don't know, maybe that was third ed or something, because they killed the platoon sergeant and then they took command. And then suddenly you had like... Yeah, they had to move to see if he was fragged. Remember? Yeah. There's another one to see if they fragged the commissar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the the old commissar rule was fantastic because it, it, it would work up the chain of command. I had a game back in third edition where the commissar killed uh, a sergeant, then a lieutenant, then the captain. Like, turn after turn, I kept failing leadership tests. And the commissar pretty much executed the entire chain of command. Um, but the discipline master is not that. Uh, he's, he's not going to give you... Uh, he has a special rule called instill, or, uh, instill order. Uh, it's similar to the execution, uh, the summer execution special rule from the Imperial Guard. Uh, the difference is that it's not an auto-pass anymore. If you feel a leadership test, you can choose to instill order. You will cause D3 wounds on the squad that can be saved as normal. And then you get a re-roll on your already shitty leadership. Yeah. Still so, essential. So, so you might execute all these dudes and then it still doesn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. That's happened to me and shit. I, I've, I've executed members of the squad and the squad still ran away. Yeah, They're I've not... heard. I've heard it on your recordings. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, and I've seen it in my own life. <laughs> you have bad luck with my with my discipline masters, but they're still essential. Like uh, when I tank choked that guy, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that's true. by everyone. But uh, um, it, it, it's an essential part of your army, and this is the reason that the Army of Dark Compliance, uh, which is a way of playing the militia list, um, sort of like as a combination with a legion list. Um, it sounds fantastic on paper, but they can't take discipline masters because that's what the Astartes are for. And, yeah. and, and that's, that's a huge drawback. Discipline masters are pretty essential for those, uh, for this list because again, everything you're doing is trying to keep this thing from running away. Yep. And run away. They do. And there's, there's no fucking re-rolling even if they're below 50%, so they're pretty much fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they're fun. And that's the whole joy of it all. And exactly. These aren't Marines. You're not playing Marines. Don't don't pretend that they are. They're going to run away sometimes. You just got to fucking... <laughs> you got to try to enjoy it. Yeah. You're not, you're not even playing guards. You're playing like the... I don't know, like the lesser well-known cousin of guards are a little bit oh, more you're, 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 playing, you're playing a bunch of farmers that have been given rifles and ha- and, and get pointed towards the enemy. Go die, yep. uh, go die for the Emperor. All right. 
Like, that's army in the 40k. <laughs> Good day for the emperor, or we'll zap you, shoot you, or yeah. flay you. You flay your skin. Oh, well, yay. Shot in the face or shot in the back. Take your pick. Or the war master. Uh, but then probably the flaying and that stuff is like uh, the perk of the job. But one of my favorite parts of the uh, of the background, um, this comes up a few times. It comes uh, comes up in Inferno, for example. Um, there's like this unit on on Prospero that has no idea there's a heresy, and they get attacked and and murdered by space wolves, and they have no idea why. And, yeah. and, and there's there's this tragedy, there's this horror that that um, in this universe of being caught up in this this massive war, this massive civil war, and having no idea what side you're on. They used to happen to be. In the wrong place at the wrong time. Exactly. Attack the enemy. Who's the enemy? Doesn't matter. Attack them. It, 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 it's horrific, and and I find that fascinating. It... <laughs> Which is kind of worrisome, but. <laughs> oh no, uh, um, you guys know me. I'm I'm a big fan of horror movies, for example, the the macabre and all that stuff. There, I'm, I'm and, and I think that's that's one of the things that really fascinates me about this whole universe is just how dark it is and how horrible a lot of it is. Um, yeah, Maybe but it, that 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 was kind of one of the things that drew me like in the uh, 40k universe to start with, like back in the early 90s. It's uh, like there was remember that uh, when they first dropped the Assassin Codex, and it was a story about uh, this guy. Basically, I think it was an Evisisori or Vesser or whatever it called that massive murder assassin Evers that is, yeah yeah. And he just goes through the entire fucking uh, his bodyguard and shit of the planetary governor, and they didn't even know that they turned from the empire, but the governor did. <laughs> you know, they killed yeah. everyone else. There was a... And then he killed the girl. Like you're a traitor, blah blah blah. It's like, well, what do you mean a traitor? Like we 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 love the emperor. And then he killed like the last sergeant, or whatever. And then he goes and killed the governor, just yeah. to see like they don't even know that they like the planet doesn't even know that they they're not part of the imperium anymore. And, uh, and an Eversor isn't really the most subtle of weapons. Because oh. they kill until they're killed or they explode. Yeah, but it, like, in, in, they explode, like, yeah. in that yeah. short story in the beginning, it's like, oh, yeah, you need to make an example. You need to kill like everyone on the planet like or everyone in the, that noble house or whatever. And he kills everyone. And they, they think like they're, you know, they're, they're praying, to, praying to the emperor and shit while they get slaughtered and stuff. They didn't even have an, any idea that they left the empire, and that and that's kind of the same thing with the militia. Like most of the normal peasants don't even know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> they just fair, get caught up. To be yeah. fair, given the bureaucracy of the later Imperium, it could just have been a clerical error as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. It's but oops! Oh, you killed the killed the wrong planet. Uh, we have more planets. That's fine. <laughs> But at least that that planet's not going to turn. <laughs> so, yeah. So it's, you know. That's a hell of a way of being sure. Yeah. Just send in the episode to check. What do you mean check? Well, if they, 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 they kill him, they're obviously traitors. Yeah, de decimation yeah. by planets. Because, you know, someone, someone fucking dropped off the Imperium somewhere, so he's going to decimate these ten planets over here. <laughs> because we're not sure. One in, one in ten of you planets will get decimated by an Eversaur. <laughs> okay. Given that the Eversaurs ain't really in the militia armadist. This is true. Or, or, or they may be disguised. Ah. We don't know. 
However, let's get back Details, on. Details, Chris. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Well, Thank you, Christopher. I, so, the only thing that could possibly be upgraded to the level of an Eversor can't really kill a, a wet paper bag in that list. <laughs> oh, you mean the, the planetary overload? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what's what's the next one? There's a, they, these guys have got a special HQ, and I do like these. Which one's that, Freddy? Are we talking about the Psyker now? We are talking about the Psyker. So you can actually have a Psyker in your army, which may or may not be good coming 8th ed, but uh, it's uh, 35 points, which is a bargain for a Psyker, especially you consider it's uh, Horus Heresy, so not that many army has Psykers. And this is kind of a throwback to 3rd ed. Remember back in 3rd ed when you kind of nominated your characters to have demons in them? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this is kind of the same thing, because basically when you lose your Psyker, he becomes a demon. Not like an overpowered, like not back in the day when you had like a bloodthirster in your fucking, you know, chaos space marine sergeant. But uh, he actually becomes like a demon. And that that is probably the only way you can get leadership 10 in this army. <laughs> but, That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, uh, and it's only on a five plus too. Uh, if if he loses his last wound to like uh, to shooting or something like that, on a five plus yeah. becomes a demon. If he loses his last wound due to a perils uh, of the warp, then it's a two plus. But yeah, uh, surprise, surprise there. It's better after he dies. <laughs> the, like like most of the things, <laughs> like either yeah. that warlock. So it would be awesome. Oh, you if you run this one, and but you can't pick your warlord traits. But if you ran this one. And you somehow manage to roll that warlord trait that if you die, everyone gets hatred. <laughs> and then you die and become a demon. It's even better. <laughs> and then you realize you've just turned into a nurgling. Yeah. Well, you just run I, 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 I just realized uh, the rogue uh, the rogue psyker cannot be your warlord. Or it uh, can. can't be your warlord. It's because you, you need to take a force commander. So why, have is the, why is the force commander zero to one then? It's because uh, you have to take a force commander because uh, to take a rogue psyker, uh, you have to take called horde or tainted flesh. The only way you can take a provenance yeah. is by taking a force commander. So you need a force commander. So the force commander should really say it probably is a typo. It should say one, not zero to one. Yeah. Actually, but um, since the warlord is automatically the the, uh, the model with the highest leadership, I guess if you take a rogue alpha, he becomes the warlord. Like, but yeah, you need to take the force. Really gets possessed. Yeah, you need to take force commander. Are you sure the highest leadership automatically becomes the warlord? Can't you just get sure. a sergeant as long as it's a character? No, I thought you have to have to nominate who is your. Uh, but do you get don't you do you get the provenance unless he's the warlord? Now we're talking technicalities here. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking stuff that really should have been no, made you can, clear you can take You can take provenances even if he's not the warlord. Yep, well, well there we go. There we sort of so, so yeah. you can actually so, have your rogue psyker yeah. as your warlord. But yeah, have to take the force commander to take the rogue psyker. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you can, so you can have your rogue psyker either if you want to eat him or just keep him. Hmm. To butcher an analogy. Yep. Another cool know. thing, another cool thing about the rogue psyker is that you, get, uh, you have access to malefic uh, demonology, and it's only one of two units I believe that I have access to. With the other one being the uh, uh, um, 
uh, Word Bearers de- uh, the Diabolus. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool. Summon some demons. That's fun. Yeah, it's all about summoning the demons. And the a joyous thing is... Uh, just... Um, sorry. Mild brain freeze there. Um, such a great modeling opportunity as well. Uh, just a Forge World modeling itself. Yeah, the, the one that's from... fucking uh, awesome. The one they used for racks, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lovely but one. then again... People should know that this is not either nothing that you throw up against a preacher. <laughs> no, of course not. But it's still fun. Yeah. Even yeah, even mean, the demon version of it isn't that good. <laughs> but yeah. but it's cool and it's fluffy. Well, you know, you, you get an <laughs> alpha soccer, You have the tainted weapon. You have three attacks. You might have some lucky psychic power there. So you... Do not challenge. Do not challenge. No. Do not think you can go fight with this guy. Yeah. It's gonna get messy. <laughs> well, you can hack up normal stuff though. But then again, uh, now I know why that is a huge choice because you can always have the platoon commander for the Imperialis Exilic Platoon Command cadre, which is the good old reincarnation of uh, command squads from uh, Imperial Guards. Quite helpfully, the next point, <laughs> the yeah. next one to talk about. There you go. So feel free. Uh, yeah. So and anyone that has ever played. Uh, more recent versions of the Imperial Guards, we know that they uh, have command squads. You have platoons, and you have normal platoons, and then you always have a platoon command squad. This is basically exactly the same thing. It's a uh, you, you have a platoon commander, which is the... But he has the same stats as a fucking force commander, except that he has two wounds only, and leadership seven. That's the only difference. Uh, and you have a set of and The good thing about this uh, thing... Is you can uh, actually have another four bodyguards, and you can give them some cool uh, weapons. You can give them grenade launchers with freaking crack, which is what I have done for my army. I give them all the bodyguards uh, grenade launchers, which is pretty. It's like 70 points. It's a flat rate for the entire squad. So it's not like you add additional bodyguards. You still only pay, pay 70 points for the entire squad to have um, grenade launchers. And you can give them carpace armors. You can give them last bolt guns. Those combat weapons, you can upgrade the platoon command, have all the ECFs as what you would expect from a normal legionary sergeant. Thing is, it's not so, you know, he's not so special. But he can also have a refractor field, which is, you know, a bit more. Otherwise, it's refractor field, melt bombs, uh, bolt pistol, hand plasma pistol, uh, blast pistol, offensive weapon, power weapon, power fist. Well, pretty easy selection there, and, you know, if you wanted to. Again, still not going to stand up to a Praetor in any way, shape, or form, no. but Power Fist into uh, into a vehicle, maybe, or, you know... Probably Melt-a-Bomb into a vehicle. Because Power, be fair, power Fist will be, better, will be a strength, yeah. strength 6, so you can't fucking... Ah, uh, yes, you're right, sorry. And that, see, therein, you, lie, you fall into the same... I've fallen into the same trap that exists, and you're going Power Fist, strength 8. Yeah. No, it's not. It is double strength, so strength six. Yep. So, okay, maybe you could butt punch your rifle. or something. So, yeah. what, what was the crossword first? First uh, is 15 points. And how many levies are is that? Oh, it's like seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. that's uh, old, old commander can take it. But still, if you can get it. Still, it's still a half more bodies to throw into the grinder. But I'll, I'll tell you probably the most significant thing about uh, the platoon command cadre is that it's the only way you can get a Nuncio Vox in this entire list. <laughs> Which uh, is very important when you go to some of the heavy support options. Yeah. That, 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 I think that's the same role. Unfortunately, you can't take Nuncio Vox in regular squads. Which sucks! But, no, what are you going to do? 
Fucking it's not the Iron Warriors, bro. We can't do that. I know. Work that way. But if you want it as allies for your Iron Warriors, you probably want to take the Platoon Command cadre. Then, uh, you know, don't worry about the Force Commander. Or you do the Force Commander, then you have him running around with the Platoon Command cadre. Yeah. But it's just 30 points, though. So it's <laughs> We're not talking about... That's like two Marines. Whatever. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's about two marines. <laughs> in fact, two other upgraded marines, yeah. It's a conversion beamer. Yeah. The best weapon yeah. in the game. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's... Uh, and again, that's an option you can increase in size as well. And then let's start moving on to the troops, because this is, this is where the fun... The fun meets... This is, this is where you is. start bulk painting. Yeah. Yeah, batch painting is your is is a phrase you are going to learn and live by when doing these kinds. Because compared compared to all the Imperial Guard squads, the minimum number is like what twenty? Or twenty is the normal number? Twenty is the average squad size, I would believe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and they, you know, some of them are fixed. Some of them, like we talked about, the levies are not so fixed. And, um, yeah, it just depends how much of a masochist you are and how much you want to, you know, what, before you want to, uh, how many models you want to paint before you have to want to call your eyes out with your, uh, with your paintbrush. Well, I don't think that's the issue. <laughs> I think it's, uh, the way JP said last game we had is that you paint these 20 dudes for like perfection and then you remove five or six at a time. Like you, you, you don't even have time to appreciate them on the table. Oh no, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, that's not the type of army it is. <laughs> uh, if you're, if you're but really, it's and if you're really into mantras, you can just chant to yourself while painting. Three colors minimum. Three colors minimum. <laughs> yep. yep. That'll look good. That'll look good. Um, and Masset base will, color highlight dip. Base yeah, color highlight dip. Will, considering way. you won't really look at the individual mini in that case, in that case, when you have two hundred facing you. Yeah, but you, that's very true. But yeah, the uh, the militia infantry squad is going to be your bread and butter. It's the core of your army, unless you're running cult hordes. Um, it, it is. It, it's just a basic squad. It's cheap, fifty points. Um, not a lot of options. It's just twenty men with uh, with last guns. Well, you have to upgrade. No, not last guns. You, yeah, they have auxiliary rifles. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. The other difference between uh, the, the, the other difference between these guys and, and the Imperial Guard is you have to upgrade to have the last gun because they're they're not they don't come stock with last guns. They come stock with like muskets. <laughs> they can stop. Which stock. is a really cool visual image. Yeah, they come stock with what's locally produced where they come yeah. from, basically. So it's called an auxiliary rifle. Auxiliary rifle is supposed to represent any kind of just low-tech uh, basic weaponry that the militia would be armed with. It's um, uh, range 18, assault 1. It's not good. Um, but thankfully... Uh, I, for... I would fucking upgrade to last carbines. Yeah. For 10 points, you can... Time. Yeah. You want, to do, you want to do that bit? Oh, no, you do it. Do it, mate. You're well, yeah, um... So essentially, uh, you can upgrade the entire squad to, la uh, to, to last carbines. Last carbines are your standard last guns, rapid fire, um, uh, strength three. Ten points for the whole squad, definitely worth it. Because um, then you're going to have your 24 inches uh, rapid fire. You can also upgrade them to last locks, which are really cool. Last locks are like strength four. Yeah. Nice. Nice, simple, effective. And uh, if you 
combine them with some of the other some of the provinces, they actually become better. Yeah. Which is uh, always a clever plan. Well, <laughs> it, it, just... this is the way you get your quasi bolters by using the whole um, you know plus one strength on them. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. And it does the job. It's and then it's just sheer weight of numbers that uh, you hope forces your opponent to make some failed saves. Absolutely. And of course, the most important thing to consider to remember is that the sergeant has a leadership of seven, the the auxiliary, the standard guy, leadership six. That's um, terrible. It will. These guys will melt away again. You have to deal with leadership. You have to stick in a discipline master or something. Always, always discipline master. Never leave home without one. Never. Yeah. Or as simple as that. Yeah, some sort of re-roll or whatever. Like, <laughs> do it. Or, or you just get more levies. I guess. I don't know. And <laughs> thank you. That takes which, you straight into the next unit. Yeah. Which, uh, uh, just before talking about it, there's one drawback with the, the militia list and that is you only have six troops so you can only get that yeah. much fucking meat on the ground which I know become, I, keep, yeah. I, I keep I wish that there was like a special um, uh, force organization chart uh, that allowed you to take like eight troop choices yeah it's the only yeah. list I can think of where you're trying to figure out ways to stick in more troops or they would be nice like if you could pick uh, grenadier squads either as troops or elites that would yeah. probably solve heaps of problems. Because you're gonna like you're gonna fill out your like remember all the other armies you play, legionnaires, mechanic and whatever, you'll all like, oh yeah, you know. You you'll never fill out your troop joints. Like the six full slots. But when you do the militia, this it's gone. Like it's not even like a couple of hundred points and you've filled out your six troop joints. It's so easy. And you won't even fucking blink before you've done it. But any other faction you play in 30k, you're going to struggle to fill out those six troop choices. But that's based on my personal experience. <laughs> well, for, for Mechanicum, you could take uh, take Cross if you wanted to, if you do a Lacrimarta list, but... Uh, yeah. But if still, you like do it with six, th six, six of them? Well, you, you, I said you could. They are, they are cheap enough that you can do it. Yeah. It's not like if you take a Thalax unit where the unit the regular the regular cost is about two hundred points each for three three Thalax. Yeah. But still, yeah. you want more. You want to be able to take more troop choices into this list because you need to because they fucking they die like flies. That's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're pr pretty much Operation Human Shield. <laughs> they they excel at that. But speaking of dying like flies, the inducted levy—that's that's where your meat shields are going to be. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, There's no arguments there at all. It just means you got to paint more. <laughs> and therein lies the the, the joy or the. Uh, Trepid fear, I can't decide. Or a combination. And yeah, and since they are not in proper rank and file, you can't use unit fillers either. Like you could in no. fantasy. Or... Well, I mean, you base you... five on them on one of those longer bases or whatever. Yeah, or just to do it like a unit filler, like put the, the put the leader of the unit on a special base, and then you put a large. Well, whatever in the middle of the unit, basically, just to fill it out. 
Very good plan. So no, you can't, but the, you can't the, really do it for this. Please. But the, these are your necromander juves. Would you not agree to it? <laughs> Absolutely. They're your conscripts. They're your, 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 your meat shields. They're... Um, yeah. that's where, just gonna where, set... where your fucking sergeant is like a normal guardsman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and the rest is his, Yeah. And the rest are his fucking shit. And they come in a normal building box of 20... And then you can add up another 30 for like, what are it, like two points a model? Two points. Yeah. Which is uh, what the point cost for a Night Goblin has been since I started fucking playing games workshop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there you go. It, it, is, uh, it is the horde. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Uh, what I said earlier wasn't true. I, I, I screwed up my math. But yeah, it, you, can, you can stick 300 guys on the table. It's going to cost you... Uh, a, 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 about 600 points because it's gonna be a, a for, for your 100 um for your 50 man blob of of levy it's gonna cost you 100 points yeah not a lot of armies can deal with this in, 30K. Yeah. in a 30k environment no you you, no you can't fucking kill them fast enough <laughs> no now they have auxiliary rifles they don't have flak armor they don't even have flak armor they have what's called sub flak armor T-shirt. Six plus save. <laughs> ah, t-shirts. Blue, yeah, blue, blue t-shirts. Yeah, and they have my favorite special rule in all of the heresy: disposable. <laughs> Essentially, you do not get any any time that you would get like a kill point or a victory point for destroying a uh, a unit. You don't get anything for destroying an inducted levy because they're worthless. Congratulations, you just cut the grass. Is basically yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, less paperwork for us because now they're all dead. Oh, so you kill all, all our levies. Um, send in the next 300. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Squad that's, that's, D, your go. Go, 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 go. Was that uh, the old special rule for, uh, 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 for, for what's his name? Um, Chenkov, send in the next wave? Yeah. 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 He, he had that rule. <laughs> I think he was the one that sent uh, the Sour Chem Dogs to Armageddon. Or wait, Alanor, I mean. <laughs> oh, good call, good call. Good call. So, what do we got after that? After the Dr. Levies, Grenadier squads. Yeah, so these, these are your elite troops. Basically, your, well, to make a comparison to the Imperial Guard, they, these are your stormtroopers. Am I not wrong? Stormtrooper-ish. They're very similar, yeah. Assault troops, maybe. They're, they're um, coming with the. They, they got the carapace armor. They've got um, better ballistic skill. Yeah. Yeah, which is what the stormtroopers used to have. Well, uh, I, I would agree. These are uh, very similar to stormtroopers, but um, uh, you can upgrade them to up to twenty men. You can take. Uh, they can have special weapons, um, which yep. is actually cool. And I'm I'm running them. Uh, Ten man with uh, two plasma guns, because you need you need fucking AP two weapons when you run levelies. I mean, when you run militia, because they're not fucking growing in trees. No, that's the thing is, um, your base ten guys, uh, you can't do much with them. You can upgrade them. You can add an extra two guys that have special weapons, but that brings the squad up to twelve. Yeah, yeah. So and these, sorry, go on, Davey. Oh, uh, didn't have anything else. 
Search back to the I was going to say, I need to just flick back to make sure I get the right one, but I do believe it was Survivors of the Dark Age require these guys. Yep. That's yep. it. The troops must be filled. In addition, inductive levies gain support squad. Yep. So... Absolutely. They... Uh, essentially, okay, there's three basic troops, uh, compulsory troops in this list. There's the basic militia squad, there's inducted levy, and there's the grenadiers. And depending on how you're crafting the army, the narrative, and the provenances you've chosen, that's going to sort of influence your choice of, uh, of how you're going to fill up your, 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 your troop selections. Yeah, you're doing your, your elite Survivors of the Dark Age gene crafted list, you're definitely going with some grenadiers. If you're doing your tainted flesh cult horde list, you're definitely going with your levies. For sure. Sounds awesome. And then you've got, let's, let's sort of move on. I mean, Freddie, you, you mentioned this one earlier on. And this was the Imperial Militia uh, Fire Support Squad. Yep. So they, these, this is the unit where you get all your fucking heavy weapons. And you can have up to 10 of them. So you can have 10 last cannons, 10 missile launchers, auto cannons, heavy bolters, whatnot. And uh, it's kind of important when we go into the leads because this is this is one of the where you can have your medics and shit. But yeah, as you have noticed, it's not like yeah in the Imperial Guard squads, which where you have a special weapon and a heavy weapon, because you only have last guns. That's it. It's kind of like this is the heresy, sort of like the tactical marines. They only have bolt guns. You don't have what you have in 40k where you have a specialist weapon and a heavy weapon. So when you need your anti tank, your terminator killing capabilities, your missiles. Uh, anything this is your go-to choice and i am running like in my army i'm running five of these missile launches dudes where they have flak missiles and then i have five heavy bolters and five blast cannons just so i can deal with anti-tank anti-infantry and uh anti-air slash anti kind of infantry or tank in between the missile launches are like i, I remember being on your show jp we had a debate about missile launches pro con last cannons yeah but like for the militia i still think that the missile launcher is the most flexible weapon because you can deal with you can deal with the air you can deal with anything except the flare shield and spartan and yeah. and you can deal with kind of semi heavy infantry not the terminated kind but with the merchant princeling you can so that's the thing. It just became yeah. It, it becomes like a super all-around weapon. I'll repeat myself. My favorite is still the uh, giving them flamers with mer merchant princeling. So you have AP3 flamers. That's my favorite. But uh, I, I, I get your point. I mean, the missile launcher is, is is an excellent choice. It's like super flexible. And again, another difference between this list and the, and the guard list is uh, the base squads are five. So yeah, five. Uh, a weapons teams based not three, and you, and you can get them up to fucking ten, yeah. which is madness. That's a lot of fucking squads. Like that's a lot of heavy heavy weapons. Like usually, you, if you even though if you hit uh, fifty fifty, that's fucking that's fem, uh, five last cannon hits. That's like five missile launcher hits or a fuckload of heavy bolters. And if you do that mercing pinch. Princeling, and you have AP3 heavy bolters, that's a lot of fucking dead marines in the end. Absolutely. Uh, and and uh, the argument I have against your heavy flamers, that's more like a one-hit wonder, because you need to be close for that. <laughs> and then um, unless, unless you stick them next to a uh, Prometheum uh, relay pipe. That's true. That'll, but give, still that, that'll give them torrent. 
Yeah, but just, that's oh, yeah, just so nasty, good. JP. I know it's evil. <laughs> Marie barbecue. Yeah. So after the first sports squad recon team, this is a weird unit though. I've never ever seen anyone feel this. Oh, neither have I actually. But uh, if you want to run your tennis person only, then I guess this is kind of like a, a go-to unit and stuff. But yeah, the only thing they're missing is Nuncio Vox. If it was me, exactly. Or, this is the unit I'd put the Nuncio Vox on. Yeah. You know, if if you were to give to say right, I'm going to re-edit the list, give give another unit option. You put it on the recon squad because it makes sense for them to be caught as spotters and just calling in barrage after barrage or airstrike or whatever. You know, I totally agree. It's a it's a big flaw. The only Nuncio Vox in this list is the platoon command. Yeah. See, I I, I don't know where. I have a problem giving this unit a battlefield role, except for fluff reasons. Yeah. Like, it would be super fluffy doing the whole, like, for your Valhallans, like, it would be super cool to have, like, some sort of, you know, fucking Russian snipers hang around backfield and doing snipey stuff, but... Vasily Saitov! But the thing... The, the, problem, <laughs> the, the problem is they compete with... So many other things. Yeah, well, that's the problem. You only have six uh, troops uh, and, have and six. most of the time, you're going to take six militia squads or six levies. Um, yeah, because, like, for these ones, like, points is never going to be an issue for you. So you, so you really want to have... I'd rather take a fire support squad instead of these. I yeah, just feel it makes sense because, like, if, if you if you take these and you give them sniper rifles, that's the same point as a fire support squad. Yep. Uh, I wish this, this yeah. was if this was an elite's choice, I would take it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because it would make sense to fill to use up an elite slot on that. Exactly. Side. But uh, in my basic army, I'd rather have six militia squads. Yeah. So I think we're we're kind of all nonplussed on that right now, then. Yeah, no, uh, like, it, it's really themey, and it would be a cool way, like, if you want to, I don't know, if you if you do a provenance and you want to have some rattling snipers and whatnot, like, it's a themey way Absolutely. to get them in. Absolutely. It's a themey way to get them in. Like, I'm not saying, like, it, it is a shit unit. It's just the problem is it is competing with so many other units that are so cheap in points and that you need to make the army work. Like the normal fucking militia squads, they're just yeah. They they simply just sorry, Chris. Yeah, they're, they're just in the wrong part of the force work, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree. They're like uh, they're like uh, assault marines or destroyers, and in most yeah, like um, like they really, like in Son Metalis and stuff. I can see like how they work, and they they would have a place because then you would probably have them because you you there's no point in having the big squads that you have because you can't feel that large squads in Soma Towers. But they're it's very, just that... very, very unwieldy yeah, if you do try. Yeah, it's just like the Grenadiers, I said. If there were troops or elites, sort of like the, the fucking uh, Rampages or whatever uh, in um, for the world leaders, like if, if you could pick which slot they would take, it would have been so much better. And I think you would see heaps more... More of these, except in some Talus battles. Yeah, I agree. Couldn't they work uh, somehow in a fast attack slot as well? 
Yeah, or false attack. That's true. Basically, anywhere that isn't troops. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, like anywhere. Well, heavy support wouldn't make us short, uh, make us make sense, but they needed to have some sort of other option. It could be any. It could be fast. It could be elite or like, you know. But they needed to have a second option to make them viable. That's what I think. And that's probably why we don't see them outside of Soul Mortalis uh, missions. Fair enough. Well, I think it's easy that we move on now and, and start talking about uh, something that I, I really love the model of, to be fair. And that is the uh, Auxilia Gorgon Heavy Transporter. <laughs> There's nothing subtle about this one. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. You... No, 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 no. This this thing is a rolling giant coffin with a great big fuck off dozer blade on the front of it. All of the attitude that basically says, "Come at me, bro." Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, we a couple of uh, episodes ago we talked to Oscar from uh, the Malmo group, uh, Figure Spell for Learning, and he is he is a militia player, and it's. He very much just opened up to the fact that, yeah, pretty much just left his force commander in the Gorgon and drove it around like a personal <laughs> pimp mobile, because there was no way he was going to go out and, try and punch something. Because why? <laughs> he died. He does more damage if uh, he rams stuff with it anyway. And yeah, as well, it's just the Gorgon would do the work. So. I think uh, the only beef people have with this one is that it's a dedicated transport facility and super V. But because it's a dedicated transport, you're wasting heaps of uh, transport capacity driving around your uh, 20 dudes. Yeah, but you can stick um, you can stick like squad in, in it, I believe. Are you, are you low? Are you sure? Uh, you, you can, but you, you can, can, can't start it in it. Okay. It can't start in the transport. That's easy enough. Stand them just off to the back, move them in, then off it tears. Turn one, done. Exactly. <laughs> if they make it to the end of turn one, you know. But it, it's 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 so hilarious though that you, you you'd be spending 275 points on a transport year for your 50 point unit. Something <laughs> hilarious about that. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah. yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. And it goes back to the oh, that's nice. You've killed this model. That was only actually worth two points out of my entire army, or three points, or whatever it is for the levy squad. But um, yeah, it's just cost effectiveness. It's crazy. Um, so after that, and, we and it have... looks fucking cool though. Well, yes. Thumbs up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a D-Day lander on treads. How cool is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a D-Day lander on treads. If you had made it into sort of like League of Gentlemen's steampunk sort of sci-fi World War One part. Yeah. It's, it's such a cool model. <laughs> It's fucking sexy, so and I want a couple of them, but you know, can't really, yeah, can't, can't really afford it right now. Not right now. No. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about some elite slots, and let's talk about the medical detachment, the auxiliary medical detachment. Uh, which is kind of like a fucking must-have, because we yeah, all know is... know what medic does, and it is a whole five-plus field of pain. Absolutely essential part of the army. They're so cheap. Ten points a model to give your, your unit feel no pain. Great thing, you can actually stick more than one in a squad. You can stick two or three medics in, 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 in um, a levy squad, for example, so that if the enemy tries to, uh, to, to snipe them out with templates or something like that, um, 
you'll still be able to get that feel no pain, which is so crucial. Yeah, and and they're like you get forty points, you get three, and they're ten points each for a new one, so it's ridiculous. So you like all in up, you you pay seventy points for six of them. And you can put them in all the, like in the Platoon Command Squad, Grenadier Squad, Infantry Squad, Fire Support Team. But not levies. I just but said not, levies. Yeah, <laughs> but not levies. I, I shouldn't have said levies, because no, you can't put them in a levy squad. No one cares about fucking medical. Exactly, they're not worth patching up. <laughs> it reminds me of this uh, the, the old uh, this, this old quote. I don't remember who said it. I think it was from the Overlords. Uh, but like, um, it's never worth upgrading your, 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 your guardsmen. Um, because your invulnerable save is another guardsman, and that, yeah. that's sort of like how how levies work. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> the man in front of you is going to stop it, or is not, and you're going to take. If he does, great. If he doesn't, you're going to take it to the face. Yeah, but you know, on, on the on the pro pro side, it, they do have leadership seven, <laughs> you know? so they're not too bad. They're still better than the fucking normal auxiliary. So no, if the squad, if work. the sergeant dies, at least you have another one that has leadership seven. <laughs> so you know. Well, yeah, it's, it's an essential part of the list. Uh, discipline yeah. masters and medics, I think, are essential. Yeah, for sure. It gives you redundancies if someone challenges and fucks over your sergeant. You have another one with the leadership seven. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it, it's you know, it is basically like a sergeant with the medic pack, roughly. And and like you said, like six of them for one elite choice. There there are a couple of other elite choices, but this is like, bang, you you won't unless you do the gene crafted or whatever, you wouldn't leave home without it. Yeah, I agree. And then uh, the next one is my also second favorite elite choices, which is are the ogrins, and these. Bad boy ogrins are a bit different compared to the solar auxiliary ones because they only have black armor. Otherwise, the stats are basically the same. But uh, remember, they, they they can get they have access to the provenances, which means that if you take uh, survivors of the dark age with your ogrins, you can have ogrins in power armor, which is madness. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. And, and you, you get, get a strength get, upgrade as well with one of yeah, them. Yeah, so you can have like ripper guns have strength five and shit. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But I, I'd like to call your attention, gentlemen, to uh, this little box that says the myriad armies of the Auxilia. If this bit doesn't get your creative juices flowing, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Well, they, these are your fucking minotaurs and whatnot. Although this unit uh, entry represents Ogrens as the most common type of brute squad found within the Imperialist Auxilia. It could equally represent trained Xenos predatory beasts, crude locally constructed combat servitors, cyber-fueled hunters, or even particularly large and aberrant gene golems, depending on the world from which this regiment was raised. It could be anything you want! Yeah. yeah. So there's really no reason not to take crude warriors then. I, uh, in, in my own uh, militia army, I'm actually using uh, war yetis. So Ooh, using oh, yeah. You found some uh, good ones as well, didn't you? Cause... Uh, actually, Max from, uh, um, uh, from Road to Terra sent me uh, some of the old uh, metal uh, yetis from the uh, Ogre uh, Kingdom's range. Ah. Ooh, and actually, nice. they, they, look, they look really fitting in their class models. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I got a few of those just lying around. Maybe I should do something with them. 
Are you gonna give them like I have my old old rogue trader ogrins and they have ripper guns. And nice. Those, do you remember that like and in their fucking armor patches they have like beer cans? <laughs> <laughs> really? So, yeah. I that. I'm, I'm gonna send you a photo later on. Like they have like <laughs> seriously like beer can pouches. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I have to go with some ripper guns, even though the, the heavy bolters is a good choice. Like the ripper guns are really good if you do survive for the Dark Ages and get the extra, because they essentially become even better than heavy bolters. But uh, giving still. them a, a, a power axe is actually a good choice too, just because uh, they might wind up fighting terminators, and you want to be able to. Um, uh, but you, you always got to make it too. anyway, so compared to yeah. Exactly, but these guys are great. You can do anything you want. I know. Uh, I know someone that actually uh, um, uh, took bases, forty millimeter bases, and put like uh, dogs on them, right, uh, to represent the Augrins. Yeah. And um, like cyber felid hunters. What the hell are cyber felid hunters? They like fucking whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I know it's so great. I mean, who yeah, doesn't want to uh, build a, a, a to, 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 to scratch build a locally constructed combat servitor? Uh, it's just uh, I, I think that this might be my favorite part of the whole list um, it, it, the way that uh, Forge World goes out of its way to encourage you uh, to to be creative um, it, it, it's it's incredible yeah it's definitely it, it like brings you back to old Rogue Trader when they had like even in the rule book they had like oh go creative do this make this fucking Xeno species make this stuff and make it up and it's going to be awesome. Because <laughs> I, I missed that a little bit with the new kind of GW. And, and this list is definitely all about fucking being creative. Absolutely. <laughs> you take this fucking list and you make it your own and you fucking own that shit. It's like making your own codex for, for the case sort of thing. Oh, absolutely! It's it's just so much fun. Yeah. I just had an idea for what you could make. The, could make, could get some could get some. What do you say? Some inspiration for making your. What do I call the Ogrins for all of the other things you named? There were, the Wirewolves from. The Dan Abnett Dan Abnett novels, and I don't know why I can't talk right now. That's always fun. <laughs> The werewolves. Yeah. yeah, the werewolves. The chaos. Yeah, conflict. that's a good idea. Because yeah. they can take uh, basically any shape, and a, a demon bound in them. Yeah, and uh, you can even run uh, what what they call the red. Uh, the ones that are the chaos dudes in uh, you know the ghost novels. The red. What are they called? The red fucking. You mean uh, the blood pact? Yeah, the blood pact. It could run something similar. In the novel Trader General, there's literally a Minotaur in that in that novel. I recall. Yeah, that that's where the most of the information for werewolves are as well, because they don't care. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool! I love this list. Yeah, so you you can build whatever you want, like from any fluff book. You can just pick it and you can build it. So cool. If I recall too, in the old, um, uh, there's this. I think it's uh, the first battle of uh, the old counter game for the first uh, War Farm again. There was Chaos yep. Trolls in that. Uh, you can go get I used, trolls. 
I, I used to have trolls in my epic chaos army. Yes, that's true. Oh, that was the oh, that's shit. Another option. Yeah, that's another option. So, so many things. So many things. We can do so many things. It's fucking crazy. But we should probably <laughs> go on to the next. Like everyone is sitting, just dreaming about their new militia army. We're losing focus here. <laughs> so we probably we should probably go to the next one, which is the engine seer auxilia, and that's sixty-five points, and you get an engine seer adept and four server automata. So basically, four servitors. And uh, the Enusir is a classic one you can depict as the Mechanicum Enusir. He has a last pistol, a power axe, a servo arm, and power armor. Yeah, your standard Enusir. Uh, yeah, standard fire Enusir. Uh, and the server, Servitor only comes with close combat weapons, though. So they're not the, the cool one with the big grabby claws or whatnot. They use basic Servitors. But so are the Mechanicum ones. You have to upgrade those as well. Yeah. But so. the important thing, though, with this squad is that the servitors are toughness 5, which kind of helps the poor servitors to survive longer. Uh, and the thing is, in the unit, you can take two additional NGC uh, adept for 20 points each, which is a bargain. And you can take another four additional servant automat for five points each, which is also a bargain. And here is your other reason you can get a Nancy walks into the army, because you can give your Engineer adept Nancy walkses and Augury scanner, which is good, and gravitational guns, which is nasty for anti-tank, and the refractive oh, fields. I forgot server. about that. Good point. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Uh, refractive fields, server familia, so you can get some decent, like four plus uh, invulnerable saves for them. Uh, and then obviously you can kit your servitors with server arm, flamers, face plasma fusils, which is pretty nice. Rotary cannons, why would you? But you could. <laughs> Grenade launchers, heavy bolters, and multi melter. I would probably look into because the thing with militia, besides the ogrins, you don't really want to be in close combat. So I would probably look at the face plasma or the multi melters for the server servitors. And then some gravitation guns, auger scan, and non box shit goodness for the engine series to make it a super nasty unit. Or what do you guys say? Nothing. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> if you want to take them at all, but well, I don't. I don't actually your, run them. Depends on your theme of your army as well. Yeah. Well, uh, there's another option which I've seen played very nastily, is that there's a max unit of Enyusir Auxilia, and they're hiding behind this mega mega tank, and they have ser servo arms, and they keep repairing the fucking storm hammers, yeah. fucking fortress of fuck you, <laughs> over and over again. That, that might be the best bet, just bare bones, and just use use it for Battlesmith. Yeah, that's and, and, if, and if that's one of the many tanks that got a transport capacity, you can just put them in them instead of that's behind. True. Yeah, and they just keep molding and welding. And then it would be good, like even if you're not using that, because you, because as you can have four additional servant automata, and so that means you have eight of them, and you give them serm arms, and so you get plus one on the Bowsmith roll. And then you have another two engineer adepts, 
you can have them having gravitation guns and just uh, you know using a bloop, 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 shooting at anti tank used to be a noise out of the hatch of the yeah. storm hammer. It's too bad you can't do as you can with uh, Space Marine, so Space Marine, tech, no, no, the Forge Lore Master in uh, 40k for the Space Marines, because he can actually get a negative roll and auto pass all his, all his Battlesmith rolls. Which is madness, but, but even uh, even on a one. I think the the be best part about this one is not like the Solar Exilia where you get all the servitors having those kinetic fucking crazy <laughs> grenade launchers. And you have so many of them, and they just fucking wreck face. So anyway, and so JP, you want to take the next one? Because now we're moving into a different kind of area. Yeah, the fast tag choices. Yeah, I know. Uh, that, that's the drawback. The, the, the thing that beefs me about the militia, which is not much, but there's one thing. Considering there's so few elite choices, and you can have four of them in your army. Yeah. I agree. I wish there this was some sort of option yeah. to take extra troop choices as elites or something. Yeah. So this is why the grenade grenadiers or something should have the option elite or troops. Because it gives you a big better variety of the forces uh, that you're fielding. But anyway, on, on to the fast attack choice. And this model is fucking cool. It is your, you know, uh, basic uh, the Ar fucking, the Arvis. Yeah. It's a shuttle. You can take a shuttle. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, it's all about the shuttles. Yeah. Um, this is actually really cool because uh, it's got a transport capacity of 12. Um, you can easily stick a grenadier uh, squad in there with a couple of melta uh, uh, guns um, trying to go tank hunting. Um, it's it's, And I'm pretty sure grenadiers can take the Arvis as a dedicated transport. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure the Ogren Yes, they can. Squad. Yeah. Oh, and the command squad can take one. Yeah. So yeah, this is um, it's cheap, seventy-five points, and uh, it's it's uh, it's a cheap flyer. Um, not very resilient, uh, but it's not really made to be resilient. It's made to put your squads where they need to be. I, okay. I've never really run one before. Definitely cool. Well, I have one. I haven't I haven't ran it yet because I haven't glued it together. But I'm definitely planning <laughs> to. Planning to have one for the Ogrins, and I'm thinking about having the Force Commander with the Ogrins just fucking dropping down and like, oi, what's going on? I'm taking charge. I'm going to charge over here, you know, and wreck face, and no, I died, but no. Because people are going to get more scared about it dropping down from Deep Strike with the Ogrins and the Force Commander than they're probably worth. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, ta Probably a tactical squad can deal with that shit, but you know, it, People get nervous and shit their pants, and they're like, "What? Wait, is this how easy I kill the force commander with my sergeant with a power fist?" I, I but the, the but the best part with uh, an Arvis lighter is that it's actually just cool to just drop stuff down like that. Yeah, it's like we'll take the school bus to the battlefield and <laughs> jump off. But, but you can give them some uh, fancy upgrades, isn't that right, JP? Can well, almost fancy. make it into a fighting <laughs> aircraft. Uh, fancy upgrades, yeah. You can give it like a twin link auto cannon, twin link multi laser, twin link blast cannon, some hell strike missiles. Uh, it's yeah. I mean, you can give us some upgrades. You're never going to make this a fighter. It's not yeah. us roll. So what's what's the what's the armor value and shit of it? 
Uh, it's 11, 11, 10. Three hall points. So again, it's, not super resilient. It's uh, too bad you can't just give it upgrade to take two Warax or a Castellax in it. Yeah. Well, Monstrous Creatures has no way to do in transport. But, yeah, but, but you can't take it in a Mechanicum list like that. That's true. But the, the one thing, though, that most people uh, overlook when it comes to this bad boy is that it has three whole points. Yep. Yeah, most uh, Flyers has two whole points, and this bad boy has three whole points, which has been the kicker in so many times when I've been fighting, like, you know, Storm Eagles and shit. It's that third fucking whole point takes forever to kill. Mm. And, like, it only needs to drop once and drop off its shit. And then it's useless to shoot at it because it has either no armor, I mean, no armament, or it has like one, what, a twin link auto cannon or some shit. It's like a waste of time. <laughs> so having more hole points makes it more viable. Yeah, I agree. And the point, point value is fucking cheap. Yeah, it's a cool part of the list. Yeah, fuck it. And you can always annoy people with an autocannon or so. Yeah, no. If it survives... It's sort of like... I put it in the same category as the Dreadclaw. Because once it's dropped down and it's ungorged like your five red butchers or whatnot, no one's going to... Like, either they shoot it down straight away or they're not going to fucking bother shooting at it. And it does that burning attack and it's being a fucking annoyance. But it doesn't fucking add anything much. And that's the same with the Arvis uh, Lighter. Because if you give it a last cannon or some shit, it's going to be there. It's going to... If you're lucky, it's going to fucking shoot a lightning out of the sky. Because no one's going to waste shot at shooting at it. So. And at least it's not an Aquila Lander. No. Well, Which well, is even worse. <laughs> it's true. Alright. So... Next one, it's, isn't that your favorite unit? Uh, it's a unit I like a lot. Never yeah. really does anything, but I like using them anyway. Uh, is Sentinels. Just such great models. Classic models. Classic models from the 90s that still look fantastic. Yeah. I, I wish I had uh, three of the metal ones. I used to have three of the, do you remember those bird egg walking ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had them, but I sold them when, before I moved to Australia. But I have the one afterwards, which are the clanky kind of robotic legs with the. This is like a car driver. with legs, eh? Yeah, like with the Cadian driver in it. Yeah. So not the run round sleek ones. I have two of them, but the kids are using that when they play up, you know, with their little toys and shit upstairs. Uh, so, but I have fuckloads of those Steel Legion ones. You remember the Steel Legion ones when they had like a metal cover and the last uh, cannons. The, yeah, yeah, the armored crew uh, compartment. Yeah, so even though I am a pro missile launcher one, but I gave all the few missile launchers I had to you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, using, the, I'm, <laughs> I'm using the last cannons one, not because it's like I'm actually picking one up now and caressing it. It's the one that you gave me the cover for, Chris, to, to repair the damage that was done. But the only reason I have, it, I have the one with the last cannons is because it's true Steel Legion, you know. Nice. It's not because it's good in the game. Like, why the fuck would you have five sentinels with last cannons? I don't know. But it's but because it's, cool. 
<laughs> yeah, but it is because it's the steel. Like in the old days, the first time, like the the first Sentinels you came out with, they used came stock standard with multi lasers and they were open topped. Then yeah. they did that fucking Katashan thingy with the chainsaw, and then they did chainsaw that and flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, and then they did that extra upgrade thing with they had a lead fucking top thing, yep. an armor canopy, and a last cannon. Yep. And I and I had what, what like four of them and a normal one, which I know now I asked Chris to give me like a cover in plastic because apparently now the new ones you get plastic either you can open top or close top. Yep. Yeah. So I managed to seal like a so I could have five of them with last cannons. And but uh, you see that. The best part about this, though, is um, in in the militia list you can take up to six sentinels in a squadron. Yeah, which I think and is they, really cool. And they get fucking scout and outflank, don't they? Uh, they have well, scout. Well, scout gives you outflank anyway. Yeah, and 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 the thing is, they have move through cover, which is fucking nice. Yeah, no sentinels are great. Um, just beautiful models. They do their job, but they're pretty much bog standard uh, sentinels. I mean, people people know what sentinels do. Um, it's just great that you can take them up to six uh, units of up to six, and it costs fuck all points as well. Yeah, thirty points. Definitely a wicked choice. I, I love sentinels, and plus, since uh, you, uh, the um, you don't have a ton of, uh, of, uh, of of fast attack choices, you have the Arvis, you have the sentinels, and you have the uh, Thunderbolt. Easy to slot into an army. They don't cost a lot of points. Yeah. It's just uh, armor is armor and vehicles is a thing that you would really want to have in the auxiliary list because your infantry is so shitty. Yeah, but you have a lot of them. You have a lot of them, but you need something that packs packs some punch. And I don't know sentinels kind of tends to survive a bit longer than you know your average <laughs> regular dude or whatnot, and it's annoying because you know. Being a front side rear armor ten, well you can glass into that with bolters and shit, but you have to focus fire on the whole unit to fuck them down. And that means you're not shooting, you know, bolters onto your levees and stuff. So that's good. Mm -hmm. So I, I like them. But the one thing though that it, it is pretty nasty that you couldn't take on. I I don't even remember taking on the 40k sentinels at all, or even if you have the option. But you can take multi melters on these ones. Could you do that in 40k? I'm pretty sure you could take the plasma cannon, but you couldn't take the multi melter. I don't recall. It's a good question. I don't even know if there's an option on the sprue, which I should know because I've sent it to you and you sent it back to me. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure the. Uh, I think you're right. I don't, I don't think you have the multi melter option. Yeah, does anyone have any fucking internet guru? skills and have a look at the, the sprue on Games Workshop on yeah, I'm, working, I'm working on it I don't and see, yeah, I'm pretty sure that multi-melter is a purely heresy thing and without flank and shit that makes them like prime time um, prime time fucking uh, tank hunters it's sort of like the whole rhino with the multi-melter thing yeah, so, so imagine so imagine having like six of them outflanking, that's pretty nasty yeah, the most built is only 10 points, too. Yeah. They could considering, yeah, yeah. considering them in uh, Son Mortalis, then. Yeah, fuck yeah. With a flamer or so. 
Yeah, heavy flamers for free. That's pretty good. Uh, the kit comes with a plasma, <coughs> a flamer, and a missile launcher. What I can see. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure multi-melt is a pure heresy thing. Because we notice in heaps of options that you can have multi-melters. Yeah, and then so, auto-cannon and a multi yeah. yeah. So no multi-melters? No, uh, multi-laser, heavy flamer, auto-cannon, last cannon, plasma cannon, missile launcher. Yeah, so it's definitely uh, definitely a, a heresy thing. Yeah, the multi-melt comes on the... What do call the Elysian drop one, I think. So that, that that could be something to think about if you want to multi-melt the stuff. Because I know people take the, um, the veteran squads with the Rhino, with the multi-melter, used to do the whole off, outflank thing. So I have six of your Sentinels, pro even cheaper, doing the same mission as your outflanking Rhino for the veterans. So yeah, that's, that's pretty good. That's what I reckon. And then we come to Mark's favorite choice, right? Yes! And definitely, <laughs> just like one, definitely one of the the models that I like the most out of the flyer range. So you want to go through them? The Auxilia Thunderbolt. Ooh. Yes, this if you have the points to spare, this is your fast attack choice for sure. Yeah, this is uh, this it, is the baby. These things are amazing. These things are just fucking awesome. So good. So yeah, it's your basic. It's it's still got um um. Uh, front side armor 11, uh, rear armor 10, uh, three hull points. Um, it's, it's, I just realized that it's got the same stat line pretty much as the Arvis. Yep. Yeah, it just, just, well, you know, almost the same FTC. Yeah, eh? I didn't even and, notice that. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing is that compared to a lot of flyers, Except for marine flyers that are purely marine flyers, it has three holes. Like, so the lightning only has two, which is, yeah. And this has three. It makes yep. a big difference. People don't think it makes a big difference, but it does. It is fucking three hole points compared to two. Absolutely. I don't know how many times my fucking lightning has died just because of that last, you know, second hole points. Yeah. No, this thing is amazing. It's it's well armed. It's got uh, two twin link auto cannons. It's got a twin link glass cannon. It's it's brutal. This this thing will bust your tanks. And the standard missiles on it ain't bad either. Yeah. With the the armor bane and heat seeker thing, depending on what you're hunting. Absolutely. Uh, this is uh, a, a, just a great choice and and just a beautiful model too. And uh, just to mess with people, it's got the combat interdiction rule. Yeah, so, absolutely. So if one or more enemy flyers or skimmers are already present on the table, fail reserves ro rolls for this model must be re-rolled. So you can get it on the table quite quickly if you, if there is anything else on the table that it can hunt, basically. Yeah, you, you don't really have to worry about you know, buffing your reserve rolls for this one. It's, it's really nasty. And like... Like it's normal armor, and like a lightning has uh, a twin link glass cannon. This one has, you know, a, yeah, some more stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It, it's the one. It, whenever I get a beef, this is how the siphon should have been. <laughs> you know, I don't understand why this is so much better than a siphon. Yeah. It, it it hurts my legendary <laughs> elite system. The 
magnetism of Legionnaires, I feel. And, and it's really, really cheap as well. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it's really good, yeah. It's fucking madness. So, because Cypher is like, what, 205 points? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, this yeah. one is 200 points. And, 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 like, it already has Ballistic Skill 4, which uh, Siphon has. Yeah. Uh, the only difference is that a Siphon has 11 all around. This one has 11, 11, 10. But a Siphon always has two hull points. This has three. And you can give it the flare shield, right? Yeah, and it comes with <laughs> chef launches, armored cockpit, and four kinetic piercing missiles for free. I, I, think, I think you should use the points value in the... What do you call the red book that's on the uh, iPad? Because yeah. then it's base 90 points. Okay, well, that's obviously wrong. <laughs> yeah, it really is. But it's really just, what the fuck? No, but it, it, it's retarded. Like I said, two twin-link all the cannons, two twin-link last cannons, armored cockpit, chaff launchers, four kinetic piercing missiles. Uh, it had the simulacra repair, the supersonic deep strike and combat interdiction. Yeah. So it, it is the shit. Like, this is the flyer you want. Uh, this is probably one of the best ones. Considering the simulacra repair ignores glancing hits on a roll of a six. Yeah. So it, it just adds to the survivability of it as well. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely, like, I, I loved it. I, I need to go get a couple of these for my Necromunda dudes, but, yeah. Right and even if you spend all your missiles, it can still pack more of a punch than a lightning. Yeah. Because when that's spent its missile, it's it's a one it's a one shot weapon basically. Well, the thing is, you you can exchange your kinetic kinetic one for health strike missiles, which are yeah, with you know, heavy. Heav yeah, they're they're not bad either. And the Sun Fury, like if you want to wipe out some heavy infantry units, that's yeah. the basic. And you keep it the motherfucking flare shield. Yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's madness. But but you don't really have to upgrade the missiles if you want to save the points either because the regular ones are really really good. Yeah. They're just strength six, but they're AP two and got armor bane. Yeah. So armor bane, strength eight, thunder. I think statistically it's kind of the same. So you probably wouldn't upgrade them because you get seven, so you're you're rolling thirteen armor bane, twelve. Yeah. So it's still better. So yeah. Stick with the missiles you got, for sure. How many do you have, JP? And how many are? Why don't you have more? <laughs> Thunderbolts? Yeah. I, I wish I had. I, I want three, or at least two there to, to, to max out after my Sentinels, max out my uh, my fast attacks. But um, right now I have none. I, yeah. I I have I have Thunderbolts uh, um, leveled uh, against me. Yeah, I know. Doesn't fucking uh, Mark have like two? He has two and lightning in his solar auxiliary army. Uh. And it's brutal, just destroys all my armor as soon as they come in. And that, that's just his that's, friendly that, list, right? That's that's why I traded uh, uh, Thalax to, uh, to, to Jody for those um, uh, for that radio. Just because Mark keeps kicking my ass with his thunderbolts. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, next up is the uh, auxiliary rapier battery. Um, very similar to the Legion one, except that uh, if you take if you take your thud guns, uh, you are not going to have access to all that fun extra special shells like the shatter shells and the fossex shells. None of that standard quad mortar uh, rounds. No. no fossex. 
for you. <laughs> no prospects for you. Um, they probably can't know. handle it though. They don't have the, the fucking protective gear and shit. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> you, you have to fucking be able to load the shell without melting yourself. It would be like in uh, The Rock when they drop one of those uh, <laughs> glass cannonballs of uh, the VX gun. Uh, fuck yeah. Well, yeah, this is, uh, they're, they're standard rapiers. If you know what the rapiers do in, in the Legion list, you know what these do. Um, nice and cheap, 35 points. Can uh, lay down a lot of uh, a lot of templates, but I don't know why you would take this over Basilisks or Medusas. Yeah. Well, may- maybe the heavy bolters or the, like, the multi laces. It, it's a lot of fucking shots going down range. Yeah, though. I agree. Like, I, I love, for my Solar Exilia, I love the multi laces just because it's so many fucking strengths. Six shots is ridiculous. So, and they they cost virtually nothing. Like seriously, you get what is it, like thirty five points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nah, it's it's just nice to like fuck loads. And it and the problem once again with the militia, you you kind of lack in anti armor. So the laser destroyer array isn't too bad either as an option. Yep. But you can get better stuff, more bang for the buck, which is you, you probably want to talk about now. Well, no, I just want to fav- talk about bang for your buck. The, the next, my, the next my favorite is- fucking tank. <laughs> yeah? Would you like to introduce it? No, no, well, I thought you were going to do it. That one was your favorite tank. Yeah, yeah but well, I was like, tank, nice. talk, talk yeah, like your favorite right. tank. The Malkador. <laughs> It's all about the Malkador. I run three for my Empress children because I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a bit worse though, but uh, it's still ridiculously because it's 235 points for basically a super heavy tank that is a heavy support choice. And yeah. and the only drawback, like the Legion's ones, is ridiculous because you can have three in a squad. But uh, for the poor militia, you know the poor man's army, you can only have one. For one heavy support slot. So technically you can have three in your army, but the legions could have nine for, for the same amount of support slots. Yeah. Or run on run on onslaught and have twelve. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, and not have uh, any more friends. No, no more friends. No more friends. But you, you could. <laughs> yeah, you could. Yeah. That's good. Good that you point that out, that you could. Like I did, we, we didn't say you should, but you could. Just a wicked, wicked tank. Beautiful model. Definitely a great uh, part of this list. And um, Hang on. I, I'm just a huge fan of the aesthetic of the door. Hang on, Hang on one cool. second. Stop. Hang on. Sorry, I've got an emergency next door. Hang on. An emergency next door? Jesus Christ. Emergency. That's bad. And we started talking about Malkadors. Oh, Malka hard. Hard for Malkadors. What's left after this? The Malkador, the... Uh, that Rus- is all the Lemurusses in the world. That's all spawned yeah. and shit. And then we go into the Super Heavy. With the awesome. fucking Fuck You Fortress. Of fuck You, the, the Fuck You, Fuck You. And no, that's it. The Stormhammer. Stormhammer and the Bane Blade. Bane Blade. And the Heavy Ordnance Battery. Josh, uh, do you remember Josh's fucking heavy ordnance battery of doom? <laughs> you mean his uh, sacrificial offering? Yeah, no, with all the bridge shells in the world. Fucking great army. That is such a cool army. 
<coughs> fucking crazy. How much fucking... Can you take Medusa Siege Gun, British Shells? And then he had all the additional uh, crew. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that in my list. I should probably do that. Well, they're three points each. I'm pretty sure you can afford it. Yeah. Points-wise. All right, well, while Jody's uh, uh, dealing with whatever's going on next door, I'm just going to go to the bathroom real quick. Be back. Uh, weak person. Ugh. Hold it in. Mutant spawn. I haven't seen anyone actually kill the mutant spawn. I think there hasn't been any looking for the, not the Capital Imperialis or the Leviathan, any official rules. Yeah. Since Space Marine. Okay. <laughs> the first version yeah. of Epic. Well, that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, Malkador, did I introduce it or did you introduce it? Um, we talked about it for a little bit. Uh, it, it's just a great, it's a great super heavy choice. Um, you can upgrade it to, to siege armor, which is going to give it uh, front armor fourteen. You should definitely do that because you get that for free for the uh, marine. Oh, that. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is you can't take the defender. I wish you could take a defender. That makes no sense, though. I've looked at it. Like the that's the one with all the heavy bolters. In yeah, it's got five heavy bolters. Places. Like the the kind of rolling bunker thing. Yeah, it literally looks like a rolling pillbox. Um, so, the so the only way you can take the Defender, correct me if I'm wrong now, is running it as uh, actual Lord of War through the uh, armored... Uh, but it's it's not in the list. Uh, no, I mean, perhaps... but, but, but remember in the rule, you can always take a super heavy tank from one of the Imperial Army books. No, but they, they changed that rule. Uh, perhaps uh, just to explain what, what we're talking about to the listeners. Uh, yep. Um, in in the uh, latest version of the Age Darkness Army list, uh, um, Army list, um, there is a special rule. There's always been a special rule which allows you to take a super heavy that does not have a horse heresy equivalent in your uh, army. But yeah. in the latest version of that rule, there's they 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 actually have a list of what's per, uh, um, what's permitted. Uh, for example, uh, I use Macarius Vulcan in my militia list. Um, it's in the list. I'm allowed to use it. Uh, but the defender's not in there. There, you cannot take a defender in a horse heresy army, uh, and it's not like it's overpowered. It's terrible. It's the, the model is so cool. <laughs> it's uh, the list is actually the Bane Blade, Bane Hammer, Storm Lord, Shadow Sword, Storm Sword, the Macarius variants, the Crassus variants, the Marauder Bomber, the Marauder Destroyer, Thunderbolt Heavy Fighter, Crusader of Ender Strike Fighter, and the Minotaur. Yep. So you can't take a, 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 a Malkador uh, um, defender. <laughs> The Solar Auxiliary can take the Infernus. Militia cannot. Uh, your only two choices are going to be the standard uh, uh, Macari, uh, sorry, uh, standard Malkador with the Battle Cannon, or uh, you can uh, take the one with the uh, the Annihilator with the Last Cannons, um, which sucks. I wish I had more options, but you know what? Your standard Malkador, just such an awesome fucking model, beautiful part of the list. Well, take something take. tells me that's a fucking typo, but, you know, <laughs> until they sort that shit out, this to is how fair, life is. To be fair... Uh, you wouldn't want to run it anyway. And given how these books are actually written, it's hard to see what's actually typos and what's intentional. Yeah. And that probably should be a note to Forge World, that. Uh, they, they probably just missed it. That's it. 
No. No, no one thought it's, about it. Then, then. It's a really sloppy, sloppily written. It's nothing else than that. But, but anyway, if you want to take it, don't take it. Take a fucking normal Macador. <laughs> yeah. Problem solved. Because <laughs> it's so much better. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I agree. It's just uh, the Defender, I think, is a beautiful model. But anyways. Yeah, yeah uh, no, the Rule Malfador... of Cool, the Defender. I, I run a Macarius with a double uh, battle cannon, though, because it's so cool. Or what would we call the Lupercal? The Lupercal heavy tank, that's true. Yeah. For anybody yes. out there, um, since Macarius won't be born for 10,000 years, uh, I think we've all, as a community, made an executive decision that uh, the uh, Macarius and its variants are called the Lupercal heavy tank in the heresy period. Yeah, obviously. The community as a whole has made a decision. Yes, we've made a decision. <laughs> well, uh, JP and Let's I, roll with and it. That, that is Let's roll with it. I, I, I don't mind it. At all. I don't mind you. Let's roll with it. I mean, just want to do I, I'm it. just trying to push it. I'm trying to get everybody on board. Yeah. But, uh, Join it, it, the Lupercal train. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so you can either take your Malkador or you're going to take your Auxiliary Battle Tank Squadron. Uh, most of the time, you're going to take your Malkador. But your other option, as far as your... Uh, your, your um, your your tank, um, your tank attachment is going to be a bunch of Lehman Russes. Yeah, everyone loves her Lehman Russes. Everybody loves Lehman Russes. It is pretty good though. Like I, yeah. I uh, like it's 14, 14 in front armor. You don't get that very often. Yeah, fourteen thirty. Oh, I, I love Lehman Russes. I used to be Lehman Russes in my list. It's just that, um, most of the time Malkador might be the best option. Uh. Well, Lehman Russes are just iconic. Yeah. It's the bread and butter from... Like, back in the day, Imperial... Wasn't it, like, the first fucking Imperial God tank they ever got that was dedicated to them? That yeah. was even before the Chimera? Yeah, it came out before the Chimera. Uh, came, about, uh, came out, I think, before the second edition Imperial Guard Codex did. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had White Dwarf rules. And I'm pretty sure Space Marines could take them at the time. Well, yeah. the Space Wolf could, at least. Yeah, yeah. For, re for a really long time. But yeah, that's another really cool part of the list of Lehman Russ. Um, you, can, you have your, 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 main, you know, your main options, uh, the standard one, the Annihilator, uh, the Exterminator. That's the one with the plasma, right? Uh, the Exterminator is the one with the autocannons, isn't it? Yeah. You can't sure. take the... Oh, you, you can't take the plasma one, that's right. Nope. No. That's the Eradicator, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think the only Solar Arcs can take the one with the Plasma Cannon. But the the one that you're looking for is either the normal one or you do the one with the Demolish Cannon. Yeah, because then absolutely. You can, the Demolish Cannon is the fucking the shit. And you have to remember that Militia are still just... Yeah, but the, the, in Heresy, there's one big difference between Militia Lima Russes and Solar Auxilia Lima Russes because Militia Morasses can take sponsons and solar auxilia. That's can't. right. That's right. In the background for the solar auxilia, apparently um, they're not allowed to take in sponsons because uh, sponsons aren't uh, closed off properly. In that, uh, uh, solar auxilia um, are, are meant uh, for void operations or operations in um, uh, in theaters uh, where uh, everything needs to be properly sealed. And apparently the sponsons don't have a proper seal, so the solar auxiliary don't use them. Yeah, and that's because the sponsons aren't are actually really really manned because there's a gunner behind behind mm. them, and then 
I think it would be really hard to make it properly sealed and still be able to move in that scenario with the limited space that they have to put the, everything in. And also the Sorexilia, I think the, the, the other reason is because they have that uh, exploratory augury or whatever it's called. So it has some sort of censorship around it. Crap. Well, yeah, the Leave Rust, the Leave it Rust, it's, it's, it's still a great tank. It's iconic. Um, a lot of the time, I, I prefer taking the Malkador, but um, I, I've i never regretted uh, using a squadron of Leave and Russes. No. They're just, it's just classics, like the T-34 of this universe. Yeah, and, it, and it's a good distraction for your enemy, because they have to kill them. Yeah. Uh, and the thing is, like, you can get one Malkador, but you can take the Lemurosses in the squadrons. Yep. Which is kind of important. It's always good to take. Like, if... Because if, point, normally points aren't going to be an issue for you. So if you want to max out stuff... Uh, and and it, the thing you don't really have is AP3 and AP2 two stuff. Uh, so definitely looking at getting three Demolishers. For that nice strength 10 AP2. It's really good. And it's ordnance as well. Yeah. It, it, yeah, so it's, it's good at anti-tank as well. It, 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 you're not so flexible with your militia, so you really want to look into that. And obviously the Malkador being a super heavy, can, and you can take a demolish siege cannon for them and stuff. They're fucking durable, but you know, a Lima Rust is never anything bad, especially for the points that you pay. And they have bad ballistic skills, so shooting some, something that has a template, you have one in uh, three chance of hit, doing a hit anyway, and otherwise you're going to scatter. Normally you will only scatter four inches, and a template is five inches, so you will hit normally what you aim at, somehow. So it's not too bad. Um, but moving on to that, we have something that's even more cost-efficient, isn't that right, JP? Absolutely. Heavy, uh, heavy ordnance. Yeah. So you have you have your um, well, they're not basilisks. Uh, they're well, they are like uh, basilisks. again. It, they're stationary guns. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's another difference between the uh, the militia and uh, the guard armies that perhaps people are uh, that a lot of people are more familiar with. Yeah. Um, the solar auxilia, especially because they don't. Yeah, solar auxilia have uh, yeah. So um, for the militia, they have um, earth shakers and demolishers or uh, uh, ordnance artillery. Um, however, they are immobile. Yeah, so they're actually are an artillery ca uh, carriage. And yeah, it's, uh, it's it's what you would expect it to be. It's got either uh, medusas or um, um, or, or or earth shaker shells. Yeah, but they have one big difference though uh, compared to um, the medusas or the basilisks you can have, which is the fucking breacher shell, which is yeah, fucking shit. This is oh god, it's so good. <laughs> Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, so, so you have to uh, you have to upgrade uh, your um, uh, shaker to a Medusa, then you can uh, fire breacher shells. Breacher shells yeah. are range fire forty, point. which is great. So they actually fire uh, further than uh, Medusas. Uh, yeah. Strike eighty one, um, armor bane, small blast. And that upgrade costs you a total of thirty points per model. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So there's the Medusa, Medusa <laughs> yeah, one, and then the, then the enormous upgrade upgrade of five points per model for the breacher shells. So so basically, a whole <laughs> thing costs 105 points. 
and then throw in, you know, 12 points of extra crew so you can take some extra damage. That <laughs> fucking bobs your uncle. It's ridiculous. But uh, the one part I love, though, is that the crew has no armor at all. They got, they got ah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> cool. Don't, don't they have it says armor? it has flak armor, but it has no save. That obviously, another typo. Yeah, flak armor confers a 5 plus armor save. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they have 5 plus. I've always run them with having a 5 plus armor save there, but that's, yeah. that, that's where it, they it's in, it's in. It's in the iPad version of the book, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, but if you, if you look at the fucking red book, the physical one, it's like save dash. <laughs> But then again, it's, it's pretty good though because if you have, uh, you get four crewmen, and uh, you have four wounds on the carriage, and it's a three plus save. So, do you still get the toughness seven and three plus save, which is pretty good? They are great yeah. ablative. Adding adding more uh, crew is a great ablative wounds, and it makes for really really good uh, modeling opportunities when you model these guns. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Heaps of crew is all, never good. But the bridger cells, uh, I know Josh at the Depticon ran through these bad boys and they were fucking nasty. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like, if, if I ever, like, running these, I would always do the Medusa with the bridger shells. There's no point in not doing it. It is madness not to. It's crazy. And then we come to something super special <laughs> we haven't seen since fucking Codex Chaos Space Marines, right? Which is... Yes, I did. Yeah, which is the mutant spawn. It's all about the spawns. Yeah, so you have to take the team to Flesh Provenance. This is like a special... Um... Um, a special unit. Uh, so if you're running a, a, a Tainted Flesh Cult Horde, um, these guys are fucking nasty. Yeah. And you can have like ten of them in a squad, can't you? Something yeah, absolutely. Crazy. They're, they're only twenty-five points each, too. Yeah. So. Uh, so they're like toughness five. So anything bar a demolisher or a Medusa gun uh, won't instant kill them. They, you you recognize like if you ever played uh, Chaos Space Marines or Demons, you you recognize their weapon skill three strength. Uh, five, toughness five, wounds three, initiative two, attack the D6, leadership ten. And they're fear, fearless, rage, hammer of wrath, it will not die, very bulky, random attacks, mutated beyond reasons, blind aggression. I love it that they just try to collect as many special rules as they can. <laughs> the wine of, why wouldn't you? It's a mutant spawn. Yeah, but... Um... They are similar to the ones from the Chaos Space Marine Codex, but their big advantage is that they're uh, they're random. Um, like uh, the, the Chaos Space Marine version of, of Chaos Spawn, you have to roll to see what they do each turn, uh, but their options are a lot better than the Chaos Space Marine ones. Yeah. Well, here, here you basically you get a D6 attack, and then you roll a D3 and see what special rule they have. So in, in the Chaos Codex... Correct me if I'm wrong. You just rolled one dice, and then you saw like, oh, you did so many attacks with this special rule, right? Uh, it's something like that. It's been a while since I haven't looked at it. Yeah. So, uh, so basically, you roll a d3, and the one you can get is has a right on a one. It has an armor save of five plus. On a two, uh, 
you get to reroll your number of attacks. So let's say you roll like one or two, it's pretty shitty. You want to reload that D6. On a three, uh, all your attacks have rending, which is fucking nasty. <laughs> And then blind aggression means that you always have to charge, you always have to do sweeping advances. So yeah, uh, none of those are bad. Yeah, not too bad. And they're, they're nice and cheap. Uh, again, you can have up to up to 10 of them. Um, they're really cool. And, and, and when you're running your, your Tainted Flesh Cult Horde, you're probably not loading up on artillery. So this is a great heavy support choice. And a uh, fluffy one as well. Fluffy and it's more stuff in your face. And seeing as they have rage already, you know, plus that D6 and yeah, and then you get bonus for charging and so on. It it like you could probably tear into some stuff, especially if you manage to roll rending as well. It's gonna be nice getting ten of those into like a tactical squad of space marines and being uh, fearless. <laughs> you lock those motherfuckers down for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And annoying, like, it will not die. If you roll some lucky, lucky rolls, you'll, they'll, they'll take forever to kill. Yeah, they just stick around. <laughs> stick around. Stick around, Bennett. Because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're quite annoying to try to double them out as well with the Toughness 5. Yeah, no, like, your Power Fist won't do it. Or, like, yeah, you, you need a Paragon Bay and get those sixes. Or uh, you need to basically motherfuck the shit out of them with demolition shots before they broke up into close combat. So, yeah. It's an annoying unit. And usually, I think the problem is you'll have so many other things that you want to... Like, either you shoot at them or you shoot at the 50 dudes, fearless dude with salads that are rending. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? What are you going to shoot at? It's just adding on the, the horde of shit you need to kill. Fucking crazy. But I think that's the end of heavy support choices. Yep. Funny enough, the militia list tends to have three choices for each selection, don't they? I think so. Am I counted it wrong? Um, they've got one, two, three, four, five heavy support choices. One of them being special. Yeah. All right. Got about the rapiers. Oh, the rapiers. Which are right. which again? I, I I wish I wish they were elites. I would take them if they were elites. Yeah. But like just, can, I, I don't have space for them in my heavy sport. When you, when you can have the artillery with the fucking breaches shells instead of uh, the rapiers uh, for not much more points. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, just, it's it's not a hard choice at that level. I, yeah, well, we'll go through the, the uh, Lord of Wars, but I, I'll bring that back up when we when we summarize like the pros and cons about the, the yep. units that we can take. So, do you want to lead off with the First Lord of War, which is a classic? Well, yeah, it's classic Beyblade. Everybody's seen it. It's got a plastic model, and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think this is any different than the Beyblade that uh, people are, are, are familiar with. No. Same old good old Beyblade. It's all about the blast. All about the fucking, uh, you know... Demolisher Cannon, the big fucking Baneblade Cannon, which is a Strength 9, AP2, primary weapon, and the big mega fucking Super Blast. Well, for now. We'll see what yeah, happens. Now we'll see what happens. But for now, it, 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 like, it's the go-to when it comes to eating up big squads of Terminators. It's too bad they don't have a, an option like the one in the first Apocalypse, bo uh, Apocalypse book. 
just for militia to have some inspiring presence on top of their main blade. <laughs> like a crucified. Like, uh, I, I, I was just thinking the fortress of arrogance, the one uh, that uh, uh, Jarek <laughs> hunted Gaskell with on Armageddon. Oh, that sounded more like uh, Empress Children fucking main blade. Well, he was. No, it's Yerk's blade. I don't remember what it's called. Fortress of Arrogance. Oh yeah, Fortress of Arrogance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am literally looking at the book right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it had a lovely special rule, which is Hero of Hades. As a great figure of the Commissariat and a skilled tactician, while Jarek is aboard an Imperial Guard well, Jarek is aboard an Imperial Guard unit within 24 inches of the Fortress of Arrogance, count leadership as 10. I may re-roll fail morale checks. Oh, I would oh, love that. That would be fucking crazy. Imagine that for a militia army. Uh, that would be great. Unfortunately... But like, uh, yeah, the this, this super ha- heavy command upgrade, that gave you a chance to re-roll. It was basically like a fucking Vexilla, isn't it? Super heavy command tank is uh, all allied units within 24 inches of the vehicle may re-roll fail morale checks. Yeah. So it's part of that, at least. Don't have the leadership pen in it. Yeah. And then the second Lord of War choice is uh, Fortress of Fuck You. Yeah. <laughs> Which I is agree. like the, the 555. <laughs> Not 666, but the 555. The Stormhammer uh, oh. is, is, is just such a cool vehicle. Yeah, fuck yeah. And, and the best part is like it has one extra hold point compared to a Bane Blade, but just because it is Fortress of Fuck You, so it needs something <laughs> extra. And it's only 20 points more expensive, eh? It's 555 points yeah. compared mm-hmm. to the Beyblade's uh, 535. Definitely worth it. Definitely worth that extra 20 points. But you yeah. can go crazy on it as well. If you want to upgrade it, it can be really expensive. Yeah, oh, yeah because... just go, go full last cannons and everything. Yeah. But then you can do full broadsides. It's so cool. Yeah, this thing is like, it's, a, it's a rolling fucking battleship, this thing. But then you can make an airship out of it. From... Ooh, that's a good idea. Air, air dwarfs with them. Well, yeah. as, as I said, I, I know someone that uh, that is uh, in their militia squad army is using um, a storm hammer or or proxying a leviathan as a storm hammer. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. There's just that's room yeah. to be creative here. There is, oh, of course, there's, that's uh, the biggest know, part of the hobby. I know uh, Chris just touched it on it before, but there's one big thing that either either of these two. Um, uh, super heavy has it. It is the super heavy command tank upgrade for twenty five points, and just to be able to re-roll your fucking morale checks for your militia within twenty four inches of any of these beasts, it's like for twenty five points. That is a fucking yeah. bargain. That's ridiculous. Like it, it's like oh, if if you say like oh, I'm gonna save on upgrades for these these super heavies, like unless you do fucking cold tord or some shit. Get the super heavy command tank upgrade for 20, like for twenty five points because oh my fucking god you get like re- be able to reroll that seven or eight or even six it is like the the odds of you passing it is so much better. No, I you agree. need yeah you need that shit. It, it's worth it. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, fortress of fuck you is the classic one. Like you can get. Police is skill four in it, which is pretty cool. <laughs> you know, with all the multi lasers and shit. Yeah. Uh, and and you have all the multi lasers on this bad boy. Was it like you... fucking seven of them, if I remember right? 
And you can upgrade all of them to last cannons if you want to. Yeah. So you could have seven seven fucking last cannons. But they also love the thing that would be a primary weapon. That would be a primary weapon on another tank, the dual battle cannon. Yeah. And that's the secondary gun. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. This thing is amazing and not very expensive. Um, And and once again, we've mentioned that there are other super heavy uh, choices if you go into the, the base Age of Darkness uh, army list. Um, uh, Chris, you rattled them off. Um, yep. I use, for example, Lupercal um, uh, heavy tank. Um, yeah. Amakari Vulcan. Yeah, and I use my uh, Lupercal. Lupercal. Thing is, it's not a Vulcan, it's just a Lupercal with the dual battle can. <laughs> so, yeah, there's other options, but uh, Stormhammer is just. Uh, it's just epic. If you have one, use it. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I'd say if you just want to just buy the regular G-Dub's plastic kit and you can get a long way to do most of the tanks you can use as a Lord of War. Yeah, because yeah. you, you, like, uh, you, you can run any of the Baneblade chassis. And uh, not the Hellhammer, the fi- not the Doomhammer. Uh, which is the one that is like a Typhon but on steroids? Uh, the one with the big gun without transport. Yeah. That's the Storm Sword, I think. Because that, that is like ignore covers, apocalyptic blast, fucking strengthen, yeah. reroll, successful armor saves or whatever. That's like ridiculous. <laughs> and then they have the one with the slightly smaller version of that cannon. That is the Banehammer. That okay. got uh, basically making difficult terrain for people. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> like Jesus Christ. So like you can get any kind of suit. You can have a knight. You can have a Warhound Titan, what whatnot, like yeah. fill your boots. But like the the ones you get in the list that are already militia ones aren't bad. And like oh, Fortress, no. Fortress Fuck You is it's basically it's a bargain for its points. It's a good go to choice. And the amount of damage output, because even with the multi lasers, like most people like there's uh, at, at you know you're divided. Most people think like ah oh, fuck glass cannons is awesome. But the multi-lasers, just the amount of fucking strength, six shots that you fucking tore out of that motherfucker, it's amazing. Like, if you want to clear up a rhino fucking car park, it's just the shit. And then you use the templates to kill out all the marines, you know, that walks around. It's just cool. And if you just want it, you can always upgrade those multi-lasers to flamers. Yeah. <laughs> flamers. Go ahead and do the fuck you fortress barbecue style. Yeah. I'm gonna ram you with my tank that should be sitting in my deployment lane. Yeah. So instead we're just gonna flame her every everything everywhere. So it, it, it's cool. It, and it and the model looks fucking amazing. If you haven't seen seen it, have a look at the Forge World homepage. It is cool. It's it, it's like it's like a land battleship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> also, there's actually a unboxing video of it on. A, Beast of War, I think. Yeah. If you want to see all the parts and stuff. Yeah, so definitely uh, just Google it, have a look. Either YouTube it as well and have a look at it. Definitely one. I have one and it, it's a beautiful model, so get one too. We could have a, a storm hammer off. <laughs> like uh, in uh, Car Wars or Robo Wars or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. So I guess that's the entire militia army, isn't it? Unless anyone has anything to add, I'm just uh, fucking 
get in there, be creative, and fucking create your own regiment. Like, this is your chance, to use this list, to create your own regiment of any of the planets within in the fucking um, the whole universe and make it your own. Like, we had, we have had Oscar on our show, and he's done, like, Napoleonic type of figures. Uh, he also have a... I think he managed to... He built a roof for his uh, Gorgon, I think. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he With plastic cars, he can his own roof. Yeah. And, yeah, there, there's so many people. Like, I've seen people using, uh, like, uh, fucking ancient... You know, peri, peri miniatures, ancient soldiers, and convert them into sort of some sort of fucking levy throwing slings and shit. Uh, classic is like Chaos Marauders; they've done that. Uh, mixing of old uh, Empire, uh, those halberdiers and stuff, and giving them last guns and stuff. The, get the, yeah. the Empire handgunners. Hand yeah, used to used to get that whole fucking steampunk thing going. I've seen so it, many conversions; it's ridiculous. It's also a brilliant opportunity to to, to go uh, to go uh, third party as well. Like uh, you have Victoria Miniatures, for example, that do brilliant guard models uh, yeah. that that could that could be militia. Yeah, um, or use the regiment builder at on anvils. On yeah, the absolutely. They are really working for that as well. It's it's nice to see the support from third third party companies. And just to underline what I've said several times before, Forgeworld wants you to do this. Not necessarily not buy their products, but they're, they're giving you carte blanche to, uh, uh, to be creative and make this your own. Um, it's just such a brilliantly made army list. And it, they're, they're, they're not Astartes. They're not the Legions. Uh, you, you will lose a lot of men. Um, but it's a whole hell of a lot of fun. It's such a beautiful uh, canvas to, uh, to, to, uh, to be creative. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And they are really made it so you can vary the playstyle. You don't have to just use a standard template that this army is good yeah. at this and I can't build anything else. You can build whatever army you want, basically. Yeah. And not to mention, I fully expect one of these days, well, I fully expect, I sincerely hope that this list is only the beginning and that I, I want more provenances, I want more options, but already with what we have, um, it's amazingly versatile. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the fucking... Just your imagination is the only limitation. And for Forgeworld, it would be a really easy job if they wanted to expand it, because they could just release more provenances. Absolutely. Nothing, nothing else, you don't really have to release more stuff than that. You know we're going to get some cool stuff if the Talarn book comes out. We, we, we all know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. One day. Hopefully some uh, kind of Kentars and stuff like that. The uh, small scout tanks. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, I remember those old. Uh, remember back in the day, for the Acadians, you can get those uh, kind of chim- chimeras open up right there. That's like a, an old cannon. Anyone? 
and we're back and oh my word um thank you so much to jp for joining us what an, what an absolute two and a half three hours of awesome chat that was um apologies that i had to dash out and i did sort of mention at the beginning of the uh, episode that there may have been a large part and possibly some minor snoring as uh, my body just basically went, no, nah, you can't talk. You've got to shut up and just, just you know, chill out. Um, and then I had to disappear due to family reasons. But um, otherwise, well, it, it happens. happens. And it's always prioritized. Yeah, it no happens. Way. It's life. Uh, but that's how it is. That's how we roll. But there was a fantastic episode. Thank you to you guys for obviously taking over, rounding it out and making it awesome. Uh, so, yeah. Cults and Militia. We've all got projects for it. We're all going to be doing it at some point. You just, you know, you've got to get in there. You've got to dip your feet in the uh, in the, in the the Meat Shield Alliance and see what you can come up with because it's just going to be a whole lot of fun. Fuck yeah, it's all about the Militia. So cool it, army. It Jesus is freaking Christ. awesome. There, there's, there's no real argument. It is absolutely freaking awesome. Um, so let's start with the wrap-up itself. So... Let's go with the Second Gullock War, the Global Heresy Campaign. And the episode, or the episode, the month theme this month has been the Taking a Sebastopol Station, uh, which has been run by Jake Bussey over at the a, the Covenant Fire podcast. And, and uh, he posted a really nice piece of fluff at the end of his month in the Golok. Yeah, Drake in the Darkness, Facebook if I remember page. rightly, is what it's called. Yeah, it was something about the mallards in the dark. <laughs> Sorry. Is that something I actually have to explain, you think? Yes, please do. A Drake is a male mallard. That's what you call a male mallard. It's also, Drake Mallard is also the name of a certain vigilante character in uh, St. Canard. The drives a giant duck face. Okay. Darkwing Duck. Yeah. Now, I, I, even my brain's a little tired now. I'm trying, I was trying to connect it. But yes, Darkwing Duck, because, you know, you can never have enough Darkwing Duck in your life. He's awesome. Well, it's better, it's better than the Salamanders. true. No one likes those. Yeah, guys. they're all, they're up there with wolves with bolter purses. You know what are you gonna do? They're up there. They're up there with wolves in period. But their primary can't mastercraft weapons. Let's not go down. No, 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 no. The, the ones that he mastercrafted. He gave he, away. He didn't give to his kids. Well, he, I mean, meant, meant he, for. He hid them away. Yeah, that, that's true. He also mastercrafted weapons for other primarch, but not himself, no. right? Yeah. Because that, that's how you oh, do well. things, you know. Always a giver, never yeah. a taker. Never thinks about himself. But, Sebastopol Station, that was last yeah. month. Awesome. I could also mention that there's a heavy traitor influence on that, on that yeah. station. I do believe the traitors have done pretty damn well. 20 to 14. 20 to 14. 20 to 14. But, Check it out. But Jake has written a wrap-up. Jake has written a wrap-up, and I think he's making a wrap-up as well. So it would be nice to see and hear, so to speak. Yep. And uh, this month, we got uh, the Combat Face podcast. Kenny over at Combat, uh, yep. over at Combat Face. And what, what's Kenny's setup? What's he What's he doing this month? 
He's, uh, he's built a heavily polluted mining world for this month. But literally kind of polluted a large part of land and made it himself, or he's fluffed one out? Well, I, I, do. I, ha I happen to know that he actually plays Death Card, so might be something with it in the story. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but uh, I'm just going to read part of it. I'm going to read all of it, because you can go to all 30k and read the story for yourself. But the Sombrax is a large, murky, bleak world capturing the fog of pollution to rival the Mechanicum Borealis. Ghostly and eerie, for even the most veteran of shipmasters, a giant rests behind a sister planet, Trollic, whose shards are the result of either some devastating bombardment by an unknown force or perhaps worse, some apocalyptic catastrophe from within. Who knows what cosmic gifts or curses penetrate its unnatural gravitational pull towards the shadowy world? Mm. So, yeah, that's the, just the setup. And then there's. Yeah, it will be it worse. Will be, it, will it will be, be worse. worse or more awesome, depending on just how you feel about your toxic intake. Yeah. To be a minor on a Sombrax is a misery itself. The world is in a state of perpetual dusk t thanks to a rogue asteroid which knocked the world from its stable orbit to the messy elliptical wobble it now inhabits. Due to long stretches outside the habitable zone of its dim star, all natural life on La Sombra has died and only the miners and their carefully rational, rationed supplies remain. That is, until war came to La Sombra. Nice. Something makes me wonder if he's also an old vampire. Vampire the... Vampire the uh, uh, maybe. Player, that, you know, La Sombra. It, 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 well, it could just be that the, that the moon... Used to, oh, the, metro, the asteroid just happened to be old Ventru or something. You never know. Um, those are some mildly obscure geek yeah. references for those who aren't getting them. Um, so, Kenny's doing Kenny's doing all the work this it, month. Yeah, and he has a mission up that's for suggested games in the mine works, and that's either a Sonmortalis or Centurion. So you can pay from 15, 500 to fifteen hundred or a bit above points this month. So, well, you can obviously play more than that, but that's the first mission, and then, and then he has a 1500-plus-point games mission, which is a capture, the orbital elevator. Ooh, nice. Which sounds like something I really have to play, sounds I think. Sounds like a whole lot of fun. So, yeah. So, yeah. And uh, cur currently, the traits are in the lead. With two, po two points to zero. Keep it going, traders. Keep it going. Uh, awesome. Yeah, exactly. 2017, the years of yeah. the traders. Yeah, about, right, Chris? we're bringing it back, baby. We're bringing it back. So, let's move on from that. And we've already done a long introduction piece to the night house night house raffle uh, for the fight against DMD. But uh, again, please go and have a look at the links. Go buy your tickets. Get in for a chance to win one of three night houses. It's going to be absolutely awesome. And since shirt is not really only. Well, not uh, not really. We we are the only one that keeps doing it. There is also uh, MK charity raffle with yep. uh, well the painting masterclass fundraiser, and for you can donate in increments of uh, ten Australian dollars, and you will have to do the math on that because I have no idea what they're worth today, and I can't really be arsed to check it out. Uh, because, sixty yeah. kroners. Is it that today? Yeah. Sixty kroners. Yeah, about that. And someone just entered hyperspace? Yeah. 
we just somebody, <laughs> just, somebody just hit the hyperdrive button there. Yeah, I, tr- I tried to I tried to just to speed up the entire process of the multiclass, but it didn't no, really work. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> and, but yeah, you have to you have to mention what the fucking price is because it's well, amazing. The the price is really really nice, but it won't be painted before it, the uh, reference is finished, because it's a custom painted soaker pattern Stormbird in the Legion colors of your choice, and it will be painted by the MKA Studio team. So that's not a bad. Price. No, that, that is not a bad motherfucking price, and I can't wait to see that in purple livery. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, it would probably be in uh, an Alpha Legion scheme, I guess. No, <laughs> but, Andrew wins it again. Yeah, but this charity benefits Soljuron, and that's something you know a bit about, don't you? Well, more yeah. than I do, at least. <laughs> well, well, uh. It, it's uh, to help support veterans returning from uh, active service overseas or just servicing in the defense force that may or may not have you know different issues like PTSD and stuff. It's a super good charity and it looks after a community that definitely needs all the extra help that it can get. And that's awesome. That's that's also a really uh, worthy sh- worthy sh- charity. Yeah, yeah, it's. Really it is, but if if you if you put more information about Soldier on or the raffle, uh, you could either look at our link that we put up on our uh, web page, I mean Facebook page, or you can actually just go into the Soldier on. So you just Google Soldier on. I think I think it's uh, www.soldieron.org. Sounds about yeah, right. au. But is. otherwise, just Google Soldier on because there's only one charity that's called Soldier on. Anyway, um, you'll get it straight away. And it will be in the show notes as well. That it will. So. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the more places you can find it, yeah. the better. And I think it's uh, I think it's it's about time that we moved on because we'll give another full roundup to the uh, charity work in our next episode. And we've well, got a we've got a sh- <laughs> we've got a, a list a short a shortish list now, but a list of events that are coming up very very soon. Uh, or depending on when this episode drops, some of them may have already happened. Um, so I think it's probably a good idea that we blitz through them uh, and ke- because you've been with us for a few hours already. So first off is Avari I-6, which is on the 13th to 14th of May this year. It's a two-day... Next week, and that's time exactly. of recording. So it's a two-day, two-team t- uh, event, which is going to be a whole lot of fun as it's a new, new format for the event. Um, on the same weekend, we've got the London Heresy, which is taking place on the 13th, and that is uh, being run by run by Greg Dan, his uh, his crew, and then we've got the Circle City Heresy uh, Brothers in Blood taking place as well. Um, that's all jammed into one weekend, so sadly we can't be at all of them. Um, we're hoping that one of us might be attending a VRI, but the rest of it I think is pretty much a, a no no go. Um, and then the first part of or the first gaming part of the Grandian Heresy event series kicks off on the 27th of May am I right Freddy? Fuck yeah! Fuck yeah! It's time for the Lincolnian Shadow War which is uh, basically the Lincoln Heresy Mark 2 yeah. and it's going to be like it just go in and look at our event page and you'll get uh, that's where the players pack and everything um, like we, if you want to sign up you can still sign up uh, we still have some I put in an extra number of um, 
attendees than than has been um, signed up for so far with like 40 players. But I do have room for 50 because that's the large amount of uh, whole space that I booked at the, the Lincoln Convention. So if anyone else want to rock up, you sign up. Otherwise, you know, 40 places fuckloads for me to TO. So, you know, if no one else signs up, I'm not going to be super sad. But, you know, the more the merrier. So you sign up, join up, have fun, roll some dice, and, you know, do that Shadow War thing. Not not the 40K style, the 30K Shadow War thing, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I would... Yeah, and remember, remember to bring your raider force orc list. Yeah, fuck it. But all, all you'll see that all that if you actually read the play back, or look at some of the posts <laughs> on the event page, or yeah. just I don't know randomly search the Lincolnian hearse. Yeah. That's why I figured it would be good to just mention raider yeah, force org. <laughs> yeah. So please read paper stuff players pack. <laughs> no, no, but actually, like everyone is sending the list. I have actually already done the first draw. Just haven't had time to post it because I've been having so much fucking work to do, and uh, still working on the Lincolnian character series and stuff. But um, and soldering some some deals for the gift bag. Uh, but uh, I'll hopefully I'll post it within the next two weeks. Well, hopefully, because then we're a week away from the event. Yeah, I know. So I don't have to worry about like announcing it at the actual event, so people can just pair up straight away and then there is the bonus event the the back of the car event as we like to call it which uh, is the Hagvarian betrayal and that's Fuck on yeah. the 17th and 18th of june am i right freddie yeah so that's the weekend before midsummer and it's going to be in stockholm at uh, the same place as we run scandis uh, it is 2500 points per event so you need a teammate up with a teammate and uh, there's heaps of like you can bring uh, up to 750 points a lot of water stuff so just read the players pack again and it's an awesome event it's just one of those things uh, it's the Hagvarian betrayal because we betrayal betrayed Jody as we <laughs> he couldn't come that weekend but you know and we decided over his head yeah. so <laughs> to be so, fair it was Freddie basically sitting down which weekend can't you do we can't do that weekend ah perfect an event <laughs> A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> either, either that or it it was the only weekend the actual um, facility was free I like to think, ah, I like to think that's, that's the honest answer but we all know the first one was the truth <laughs> and <laughs> just one thing before you get your hopes up there, there's a 750 point limit for the Lord of War but you can't take ranged D weapons no exactly and if you run Solrix you're only allowed to have one fucking uh, Aegis defense line <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> there may be some bitter issues there. Um, yeah, and, a, and a, if you're in your team, only one is allowed to be a night house. So you can't have two two of the team teammates no running night houses. So then, no, I guess then that's just silly. On the 15th of July, we've got Warzone Houston, the Houston Heresy, taking past, part in the Houston Marriott uh, West Chase, uh, which proves should, well should prove to be a rather awesome event. Uh, we look forward to some updates from there. And then we have the Scorpius Insurrection, which is taking place here in mm -hmm. South Sweden, in Skåne, um, just outside of the city of Lund, where I happen to work at a place called Farm Shack Barbecue. And that's the 12th to the 13th of August. Uh, current updates, we've got somewhere around the late 20s in attendance so far. 
we're looking to fill this out to around 45, 46 to 50 players if we can manage it. We'd very much like to make that happen. Uh, it's going to be a two-day event. If nothing else, I th- uh, enough, nothing else, else. I think there's a van that we could borrow from. Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of different size vans we can play grab with. So, oh, the truck, the truck, the truck. yeah, the truck. Uh, <laughs> and then that—that is—that uh, is a 2,500-point event, and we are running that. Day one will be individual games. Day two will be paired games. So you'll be paired up with uh, players who've put in the same sort of results as you. Um, but it's going to be a really fun narrative event with loads of cool stuff happening. After that, we've got on our list the Horus Heresy at the Nova Open, which is August uh, 31st to September 3rd. And that's going to be an absolute blast. And I know Michael and Ryan of Radio for Isfan are going to be there, uh, which is going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what do we have after that? There's uh, there's an event taking place right after that, before Scandus. Yeah, there's no one that really bothers about no, that one, really, right? But, you know. Especially not Tom and no, Stu. Wouldn't, they wouldn't give a damn, especially as they're running it. Yeah, and that's uh, on the third, 23rd and 24th of September, there's Tarsus 4, the taking of Nervia Glevencium. That should that's. Is that the income gaming, I think? I that's yep, that's, Isn't it? that's easy for you to say. <laughs> so, <Oi. laughs> so there is uh, that's that one, and then after Tarsus 4, then there is Scandus, the big boy itself, at part 4 of the Virgin Heresy event series. Freddy, tell us about it. Yep. Well, Scandus is basically going to be 3,500 points, anything goes, or 1,000 points on Metallis. Um because you'll be playing uh, both. Uh, it's going to be uh, Traitors versus Loyalists. It's going to be uh, two teams, one team of Traitors and one team of Loyalists. So there's going to be, like, that is basically to end up, round up the year. Who's the best, the Traitors or the Loyalists? And yeah. Yeah, and uh, obviously we'll have uh, Night Joust with possibly, you know, three times eight nights <laughs> being up for, for lending before we raffle them off. And yeah, it's just going to be, you know, same as always, same as last year. It's going to heaps of live broadcasting. We'll have the bar running. Uh, we'll have heaps of people playing with toy soldiers, getting all blasted and having heaps of fun. Just a balls and laugh. It's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, wait to round yeah, up and the that, year. That pretty much rounds up the year for what we have. Um, so I'd like to think that um, we'll give a shout out to a load of the other. Uh, podcasts and channels very quickly in no particular order you've got the 30k channel uh, doing some fantastic game reports you've got seize the initiative uh, the eye of horus the age of darkness the road to terror the sons of heresy gino 52 radio free is found imperial truth don't lose your head us uh, one of our brother podcasts here in uh, in sweden and our sister podcast because every you know at least one of them has to be a sister the northern heresy um, also, there are the newer podcasts, which is Spaceman with Guns, Edge of Empire, and Heresy or Not. So that, I think, rounds up our wrap-up, unless there's anything you guys want to add. Uh, I know. Did we say Age of Darkness? We said Age of Darkness. Good. Let's make sure. Otherwise, we'll, we'll... Yeah, I know. So he doesn't yeah. get sad. Anything, anything you want to add, Chris? <laughs> no, no. good with that? All right, then. Well, if that's the case, then I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And me. And, and remember, me. guys, treat life like 30k.
Be angry on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Virgin Heresy Podcast, signing off. Let the body system go, let the body system go, let the body system go, let the body system go.